Hey, 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 are you ready for the RF Generation Collector Cast? Here we go! Welcome everybody to another episode of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Uh, as usual, I am your host, Mr. Duke Togo, and um, with me because I couldn't find a way to get them to not show up tonight. Um, first off, I've got Krabby. Hey, Krabby. Hey, how's it going? Um, Krabby is now a superstar as of tonight. Uh, you're immortalized, right, Krabby? Well, it's not it's not uh, officially in print yet, so so not quite. But uh, I, I may have my own trading card soon. Uh, more more information to, to come in future episodes. You heard it right here, folks. So get ready to buy the Crabmaster trading card. And, and hold on to any autographs out there. They're going to be worth millions. <laughs> I really hope that I don't have to buy like eight booster packs until I finally find <laughs> the Krabby. It's going to be rare. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to be a foil? <laughs> oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> And that other voice you hear is the beast from the east, Mr. Wild Bill. Hey, Bill. Grr. That's my <laughs> beastly sound. Yeah. That sounds uh, a lot like Gru. The Grr. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bill, are you immortalized anywhere? I think you are, right? You are immortalized somewhere, right? Um, I think you guys have, uh, I mean, most everyone in the Motion Picture Academy is familiar with my work in Sleepers, but that's really the only... Uh, uh, you know, the only uh, thing equivalent of, uh, I mean, I, I, after hearing about the card, I'm feeling a little down. i got to find a way to get on a card now. Well, I think we'll need to break uh, Duke into the into the scene now, now that we're both international celebrities. Yeah, yeah. I'll just um, yeah. no. write a book I've... or something, Duke. There you go. <laughs> I'll, I'll be known for this wonderful show. I mean, yeah, <laughs> what else could I ask for? I mean, we're, we're celebrities on this show, right? I'm, I'm sure the show will end up on a card next year. <laughs> I think the show will end up somewhere. I don't, I don't know about cards, but it'll end up somewhere. Yeah. Uh, well, folks, just a couple things um, as we get rolling, a couple places you can find us. We are uh, on our website, CollectorCast.com. You can find us on Twitter. Just follow CollectorCast. We're on Facebook. And uh, you can also find us on YouTube. Just search for CollectorCast. You can catch the podcast also on Stitcher Smart Radio. So you can go to stitcher.com forward slash RF Generation. You can go right there and pick up the app and subscribe to our podcast. If you do that on Stitcher, we'd really appreciate if you would put in the promo code RF Generation, just all one word. Kind of helps um, drive a little more traffic our direction. And, uh, well, guys, uh, man, we've got another big show <laughs> this time, right? I mean, we do. It's. Um, we got a lot to talk about, but number one, I think we have to fulfill a little bit of a promise that we left in the last show, and that was about donations, right? Absolutely. Yep. So last episode, if you were fortunate enough to listen to the entire glory that was uh, episode nine, at the very end we did uh, a little mention about uh, donations for rfgeneration.com, and if you didn't listen all the way through it, go back and give it a listen. But anyway, we're going to recognize some donors that um, that chimed in since the last time around. So, 
The deal was if you gave at least $5, we would read off your names. So we do have two $5 donors, right? We do. (laughs) 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 We're shocked to find them. Somebody bothered. What? These just came in. (laughs) So tell me, guys, who... Who contributed at least five bucks? Well, one of our, our newest members that got us to uh, to 5,000 members on the site, uh, Goemon43, was one of them. Wasn't that cool for him to be, because uh, uh, on that on that post, on the, the blog post on the homepage when they announced 5,000, it just happens to be the lucky number 5,000. Yeah, he was it. And he kicked in five bucks, or yeah. at least five bucks. I mean, you know, hey, that's awesome. Welcome yeah. aboard, and thanks for kicking a few bucks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Keeps the database who, going. Yeah, who else did we get? Well, we had to uh, we had to corral the Kraken because the Kraken <laughs> had been released. But now that we've corralled it again, uh, Kraken Studios. Yeah, and um, I don't even know if Kraken Studios is actually on our uh, has an account. I mean, it probably does under somebody else's name, but there's I didn't see anything under Kraken Studios. Well, when you say account, let's uh, clarify because people reach us a lot of different ways. We're talking about on rfgeneration.com. Which we is are. the main database uh, site that we pull our small scores uh, from, and a whole bunch of other, uh, you know, conversations and things like that. So uh, I don't, I personally, I haven't seen any, uh, uh, you know, forum action from uh, Kraken. So they might listen to us from another uh, source. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was a very uh, very cool uh, donation from that group. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, and I I took a look at they've got a website. I believe it's just krakenstudios.blogspot.com. It's um they do like some art and stuff over there. So you guys should go. Go check them out. They've got some pretty good art over there on their site. Kind of neat stuff. It so is. If, if they, you donate it, five bucks, you get free advertising for for whatever you do. There hey, you go. Hey, there I mentioned. You go, right. Be and happy that, to pass yeah. that along. Yeah. No, I was checking out the. Uh, 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 I mean, besides the art being pretty cool, like they actually look like they're you know fairly active in the comic and gaming community. Like going to a couple of shows, they have like their vendor booth up there, and it looks pretty nice. So, really appreciate uh, the help from Kraken Studios over there. Yeah. And then we had like another really big donation by one of the site's co-founders, um, uh, Storm TK421, or or Eddie as some of us know him, um, been there since the beginning, right? Very active behind the scenes with the site. Yeah, he's he's always uh, working on the site, and he's been uh, picking up the slack whenever uh, whenever they can't meet the uh, the the bills for the month. Yeah, so he's recently he kicked in a hundred dollars, so. Um, that's a pretty big contribution. Um, thanks for keeping everything rolling, Eddie. We really love the site, and thanks for everything you do to keep it going. Absolutely. It's it's also probably worth mentioning, uh, I know that uh, Isaret's, uh, uh had an auction going where the proceeds were going to the site as well. I think that may have just ended recently. That is correct. And um, also, keep in mind, I had some questions about it. We mentioned the last episode that we're going to do like a little auction to kind of uh, coincide with the show to earn some money. Um, we're going to kind of build that in when the, the site does its official fundraising drive. So if you're interested in that, keep an eye on rfgeneration.com and you'll see more details uh, when that's ready to go. <laughs> we want to take a minute to mention again that you can uh, donate to rfgeneration.com itself. Um, so we're doing some things to kind of coincide with that. So if you um, go over there, we'll have a link in the show notes, but if you donate at least five bucks, what do you get for your $5 guys? You get 
immortalized the same way Krabby is going to be immortalized on that card, only you get immortalized in sound form <laughs> on one of the episodes of the RF Generation Collector Cast. Which I know will be preserved for posterity for maybe a little while. Oh, I've, for, I've, for, I've already sent uh, copies to the Smithsonian, so. Yep, <laughs> for dozen, literally dozens of days. <laughs> All right, so, and the next level, though, is if you donate at least $20, Krabby, can you tell them what they win? You get a fully detailed description of everything you picked up for the month uh, posted in the small squares. And it doesn't matter how obscure, ridiculous, non-gaming related it is, we will make sure to highlight it during the next podcast and spend a lot of time in on depth. anything you picked up. Yeah, super in-depth. Who like, doesn't want to be a star on the collector cast, right? I don't know anyone who doesn't. No, no. I think it's pretty much a universal. And then we've got the big guns, right? Yeah. yeah. The thirty dollar mark. If you go over thirty bucks, what do they get? Maybe we should uh let Eddie uh post on the forums, let him know if it's a good prize or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to get his information so I can send him his prize. He might reject it, but <laughs> Uh, I'm so, sure he'll love it. So when we when we started the show, or when we were thinking about starting the show, Duke and I recorded a like test episode, and the only person who's ever listened to it is NES Rules, the uh, the site director. We gave it to him as kind of a see if he was interested in us doing the podcast. So it's, so it's like uh, a pilot. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's our pilot yeah. episode. If if anyone's interested in that, uh, you know, it only costs you thirty bucks at least to to get there. We we wouldn't turn away anything more than that, of course, but. Uh, it's it'll be interesting. Hey, you know, at least it was not horrible enough to where he gave us the okay to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I can guarantee you it's not horrible. Um, I also want to mention that um, you can find that, again, the show notes. You just go to rfgeneration.com, and if you go into the forum section, there is a donate button at the top. I'm also going to extend this over if you like the show, if you want to ever contribute to the show. If you go to collectorcast.com, any level is appreciated. We also have a PayPal donate button right there if you want to help support the show. But um, definitely, let's keep RF Generation going strong. Uh, it's a great site. If you're not already over there, why not? I mean, we can't talk about your scores if you're not posting, right? So, I mean, come on, people. Yep. Or making blog posts with your uh, gameplay sessions. Who would do such a thing? Uh, I, I know one cool member who does exactly <laughs> such a thing. Yes, uh, that's it. You get your own free blog. Come over there, post your stuff. We like to read it. Okay, guys, so, man, another month of some really cool stuff that people have picked up, right? We've got, I'm, you know, we always think, like, okay, maybe it'll slack off a little bit, but... Well, we did have Black get, Friday get... in this last time, too. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, just for, just for, I feel, you know, sometimes it just feels like it's slowed down for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's wow. definitely the case, I think. Almost, wow, no. like, you're not like, good. I'm not finding anything. No one must be finding, like, why is everyone finding everything? Yeah. <laughs> Certainly. Well, let's start off right off the bat. We had um, a member, Newpoil. He found himself... Yet uh, another uh, cool Odyssey game. 
Yeah, like another one of those like like boxed games, right? Yeah, and not just the like I I like the Odyssey boxes in general, but the the big box games are just awesome looking, all of them. And I and this is one I hadn't heard of personally, the Wall Street Fortune Hunt. And it's got yeah, I never heard of it either. Yeah, it's got all these sweet packings like charts and like a ledger book and yeah, it's really <laughs> awesome. See, it was this funny thing when games first started. They thought, well, maybe we actually have to try to teach kids something so they won't <laughs> buy it. Whatever. We learned that pretty quick. Now we just want to kill people with guns. Yep. <laughs> so that was really pretty cool. Um, and then I think probably one of our most prolific um, scores uh, per people of this. Yeah, that too. Gosh, my tongue is just, I don't know. It's <laughs> not know. doing it. It one. sounded like someone else said something that I didn't hear and you responded to it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. It's my, it's my other personality. <laughs> so uh, another person that has a lot of prolific scores this month is uh, Mr. Z- Zagnort slash Zignatch, right? <laughs> Ziggity. He has been like just – his goodwill is like the magic fountain of stuff. Oh, especially it, Wii U stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just floored. Yeah, yeah, like I, I know that uh, uh, targets. Uh, uh, if there's a target anywhere near Goodwill, they usually you know do a donation, uh, have a donation partnership. But I'm telling you, like I never, I, I never even hear of people finding the stuff that he finds at his Goodwill. They might as well I, cut out the middleman and just start dropping them off at his house because <laughs> he's picked up everything they've dropped yeah. off. Did I tell you I, I found a, a 2600 at the uh, uh, Goodwill by where I work? For forty nine ninety nine, only the small no, sum. No controllers, and it was physically broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's an antique bill. <laughs> Come on, where's your respect? Physically broken. Well, you know what's odd? You know, in my town there is one Target and there is one Goodwill. Yeah, I never. <laughs> there's never anything there. Yeah, I got one Target, two Goodwills, never anything. But but yeah, congratulations, Zig. Yeah, we're we're getting a target as we speak. It's in construction, so I'm actually uh, looking forward to seeing if I can score some of these deals. Hopefully, cross your fingers. Yeah, they, they have they have. I mean, they're, they're when the stuff goes on clearance there, it drops super super quick. Um, so the problem is usually like dealing with the employee who actually marks it down, like putting it aside and buy it himself and selling it to his buddies. I think we yeah. had some some talk about that on the on the threads these uh, past few weeks. Um, so uh, either you get lucky and they don't have anybody like that. Or you get in really good with uh, the inventory and the pricing team at Target, and then you get yourself a uh, contact. I think what it is a lot of times, because they have that auction website that they do. Yes. I think that there are some Goodwill stores that are participate in that and some that don't. So if you're lucky enough to find one that doesn't participate in that, you're golden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mine sends everything to the online auction site. Yeah. So, so let's go through some of what Zig actually uh, picked up. Um, I've never seen... Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, he grabbed a Dragon Quest Eight. Uh, it looks to be complete. The the disc and the and the case is there. New Super Mario Brothers Two for the 3DS also looks to be complete. Two Legos, of them. Two uh, of those. Oh, I didn't, uh, he got oh, I didn't two. see there were two. I only saw the uh, the picture. We got one You're later right, on. Though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just yeah. looking at the the picture in the thread here. Um, and is that some sort of special Final Fantasy Twelve that I see? I kind of saw the. I didn't really see what exactly that is. So I mean, yeah. I've got the collector's edition of Final Fantasy XII, and that's not it. Cause yeah, it's it's it, the the threads. It says Brady Games uh, Art Collection DVD case um, with yeah, no DVD. Be. So I guess they released some sort of promotional uh, DVD with some art on it. So, but he just got the case, but still pretty cool looking. Yeah, yeah, great game. Yeah, he also picked debatable. up. Um, 
a couple <laughs> other Wii U games, right? A couple other. He picked up like a dozen other. He yeah, so... got like, what, six um, copies of New Super Mario Bros. U? Six <laughs> copies? And, and he's not paying like retail price for any of these. They're all like 20 and 30 bucks for like $50 right. and $60 I, games. I gotta, yeah. fi- I gotta figure that at least one of those could go up on a, uh, you know... I don't know. I mean, just putting it out there, you know, charity RF generation uh, auction. It could be. It could be a thing. It could catch on. People could get into it. It could happen. <laughs> um, he also picked up another uh, two copies of Ep- Epic Mickey Two for Wii U, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what Ninja Gaiden Three for Wii U? <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. One of my favorites, Nintendo Land on Wii U. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed Three on Wii U. Yeah. 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 Just, so basically, yeah. the Wii U library. Yeah, but can appeared. we talk? Can we talk about the real gem that's hidden right in the middle? Oh, please let us know, Bill. The world ends with you. Yeah, he did that's find a cool a little game. With you. And that one, I mean, it's still it's still not crazy enough where you can still find it for like you know twenty five thirty bucks if you if you you know like retail. But uh, I have a feeling that that's going to be one of the the games that. Uh, uh, that people are looking for, you know, years from now, they're going to be looking back for that one. It, it it didn't do terribly well at retail, and when you look, when you when you think back to some of the games that uh, that are highly collectible now, like especially like you know with us being Nintendo guys, like uh, when you look at some of the games that came out late in the the system's life cycle, it didn't sell very well, but now we're super hard to find. I think you could categorize The World Ends With You as that. It, it came out late in the DS's uh, lifespan before the 3DS came out. It's made by a great company. It's a great little game. It's got ties to Kingdom Hearts. I mean, I don't think uh, I don't think that uh, it's really going for big dollars now, but I think that it might in the future. It's, um, I mean, it has its fans. I mean, a big fan base. Yeah, very yeah. niche game. Yeah, I think just with the, the massive DS install base, though, even games that don't sell really well are still going to sell enough that People are going to find them reasonably well. I don't think it'll ever really skyrocket up there. Okay, quick pure speculation. What do you think? Diamond Trust of London, will that be the hardest DS game to find? Maybe not the hardest, but I think it'll be up there. Yeah. Electroplankton? Uh, no, that one seems to pop up relatively often. I think people are aware of that one at least. I think the Diamond Trust will go under a lot more people's radar. Yeah, I think Diamond Trust of London, that's probably going to be my guess, is one of the hardest ones to find. Hmm. Um, okay, so he got a couple other things, though, right? He got a sealed copy of Final Fantasy Chronicles, the greatest hits, but I mean... Sealed, sealed, yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. He got a Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Good game. Like, cheap, uh, of course. Yeah, he doesn't pay he much a, for anything. Yeah, he got a couple games I like a lot. So he got, like, Fantasy Star Online version 2 for Dreamcast. Love that game. So cool. I love that game. And uh, Panzer Dragoon Order for Xbox. Also love that game. Yeah, really good. Very well done. You got a lot of um, guides. Yeah. Right? Yeah, those that was just today, right? Uh, the the Final Fantasy guide uh, a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of Final uh, Fantasies, Metal Gear, and a few other games. Yeah. In there. And then uh, those are those are cool. Yeah, another pickup. He grabbed a few more old guides and stuff. Like he's got the little pocketbook guides for uh, both the Zelda Oracles games. Mm-hmm. He also got, uh, I know not expensive, but still kind of a fun game. A lot of people still enjoy it. The Jet Set Radio Future for the original Xbox. I think Sega, to me, was a big star on the Xbox, although I don't know if the American audience loved it as much as I did. But he picked up a Final Fantasy VII Greatest Hits um, and uh, a couple Paper Mario games, right? Yeah, and as usual, he's going nuts with the Skylanders, even getting... uh promo deals now like he he got like the, he's going into the weird accessories like the battle coliseums and stuff now not just the the game and the characters 
Yeah, he is big in it. So, Krabby, are you keeping up with him at all with the Skylander stuff? Oh, I've never been in the same league as him with the Skylander stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm well behind. I I've, I may have said it earlier, but uh, uh, years ago, I used to always, you know, obviously, like I look forward to having kids because I want to have kids. But at the same time, you know, when you go to a toy store and you look at all the Lego stuff and all the Star Wars Lego stuff, and I would always think, oh, I can't wait to have kids so I can have all the Star Wars Legos again. <laughs> and then, I mean, I, I felt that way for a while. And just recently, I realized that the reason I'm not into Skylanders is because I really, you know, I would want to share it with a, with a kid. Like, I don't think I'm, I'm into it enough on my own. So now it's evolved to, oh, I really can't wait to have kids so I can get into Skylanders. <laughs> uh, I, I go to the toy store with my kid and, and I, I do that. Like, look at this Star Wars Lego. It's awesome. <laughs> and he's like, no, I want the tractor. <laughs> what? Like, the no. tractor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Vader, you, yeah. You, you mean the tractor beam? <laughs> you got it. So uh, so when he opens his Christmas present, he's like, oh, Dad. Didn't want a spaceship. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, it's the, the slave one. It's super cool. Oh, man. So congratulations, Agnes. You really seem to clean up this month. Definitely one Seriously. of the most prolific posters um, there. Now, also, um, I, I I don't know. Can you give me your rendition of this one? How would you pronounce that next one. So what, Sousa? Is it Sousa? <laughs> Sousa, yeah. You ever have Sousa tequila? Sousa. I, I don't drink. Sousa so. for the margaritas. Oh, okay. So it's, um, is that Spanish? Uh, I believe so. I believe it's Mexican, actually, because, uh, you know, Sousa tequila. <laughs> they speak Spanish in Mexico. Yeah, but still, it's a, di- it's a different country. <laughs> you can't just, you can't group Spain with Mexico. It's a, it's, it's a language. Well, that's what I meant. The word is Spanish. That's what I was trying to get. Uh, no, I think the word's Mexican. <laughs> you say so. It's a Sousa it has, 12. It, the, the, Sousa has Mexican heritage in Spanish. Okay, that sounds good to me. Um, he picked up a couple little things. Um, so he got some some Xbox 360 games, right? Yep. Got uh, uh, some pretty good ones, actually. Um, I'm like I've never been a huge fan of Fear, um, but I know a lot of people love uh, the Fear series. So you got Fear 1 and 2, uh, Gears 1, Mass Effect 1, Super Street Fighter 4, Dragon Age. Uh, grabbed uh, Fear 3 for the PC, or for 3 as we like to call it. Um, and then uh, Epic Mickey for the uh, Wii, which uh, is one of those games that uh, a lot of people, I think, were really looking forward to. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if it uh, was everything everyone had hoped it would be, but there's still a lot of people who really like it. I think people were really disappointed when it looked when they had like that original art style with like the angry Mickey and yeah. then they switched over to the I mean obviously the Disney execs looked at it and went, Mickey can't be mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta change it. And uh, I think he also picked up a copy of Skyward Sword. Uh, uh yeah, oh, and I I don't think I mentioned Dead Island. Dead Island's a really good game. Yeah, Dead Island. And uh yeah, Skyward Sword. Um it's re- it's really weird. And again, not to get too sidetracked on the early, you know, the first three scores we're doing, but I really, really love Skyward Sword, and I don't know how many other people feel that way about it. I don't really read reviews as much as I used to. I just, I kind of feel like I know the games that I want to play, and you know, I, I go after what I like. But uh, I really like Skyward Sword, and I just I don't feel like I, I feel like years ago when I played like Ocarina or like you know like Link to the Past, everyone that I knew had played those games, and I feel like when I talk about Skyward Sword. I talked to a lot of people who were like, oh, like I haven't gotten to it yet. I don't know if I ever will. And I don't know if it's because they don't want to play Skyward Sword or because they have a bad taste in their mouth for the system itself. I think most people would probably have to drag their Wiis out of the closet and hook them back up, and they probably don't have Motion Plus. 
Yeah, I mean the only uh, to be fair, that's the only the only way I was able to play it was because I purchased the copy that came with the gold controller. I I know with me, I'm just kind of stale on the Zelda series. I, What's the last I one you played Skyward through? Sword because I've got no desire to play through Skyward Sword. Oh wow! What's what's the last Zelda game you played through to the end? Uh, Twilight Princess. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Wow, the last one I played through to the end was Link to the Past. That was a good one. Yeah, that was really good. I would recommend that. A lot of people think still. A lot of people claim that's the best one. I uh, uh, I hate getting that discussion because so many are so good. But anyway, just a little little sidetrack. Just yeah, yeah. Just, no, just, just to clarify, it's actually Link's Awakening is the best one. Really? <laughs> I, I I to be. I mean, it's. I've actually never played it, but I will hold you to that once I finish it. We'll see. Okay. Um. So I. You know, it's cool to see some. I mean, even though this generation is not quite over, we're getting to the point where some of these earlier games from the cycle are, you know, still getting kind of fun to pick up. They're still cheap. They're going to be collectible at some point in time. So getting to see somebody picking up Mass Effect and Fear and some of these. I mean, yeah, we see a lot. They're not hard to find. But still, I mean, it's, it's a good time to build up an Xbox 360 collection if you're if you're going to go for that, right? De- definitely. And yep. and uh, same same thing with PSP. There are a couple of people have been getting PSP scores lately, and now's a great time to get into that too. Yeah, PSP definitely. and Wii right now, I think, are the the two to grab. They're both dirt cheap. Yeah. So um, next up, we had Nine Tail Demon Fox, right? It's a prolific lover of um, let's just say interesting games, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yeah, speaking things of junior speak- high related. <laughs> 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 and I was going to say, speaking of things that. Uh, Games that are terribly uh, uh, super common. He grabbed NFL 2K1 for the Dreamcast and NBA 2K1 also for the Dreamcast with Alan Practice Iverson on the front cover. Who didn't play those games to death? Uh, and uh, I'm I'm not a big basketball guy, but absolutely NFL 2K and 2K1 played a ton of. Oh my gosh! Never, never I mean, played, played one. constantly. Yeah, and, I, and the weird, I'm not even a Madden guy. Like I played NFL 2K yeah, no, like when the uh, when the Dreamcast came out. Because of, you know, like there was a big bump in the graphics, the frame rate was up there, and I just figured, eh, like, let me give this football game a try. And I tell you, like, for not being a football guy, I played the hell out of those games. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went from, like, I think the only football games I had owned before that was, like, Joe Montana football. <laughs> like, right. Genesis, you know what I mean? What was that first-person football game for the Saturn? Like, quarter- quarterback challenge <sighs> or quarterback attack? It was something to do with quarterback. It was quarterback, and I looked at the the, the video on the back of the of the box that sold me. Like you're you're playing as a first person view, and like the as a quarterback, and like the helmet uh, grill is like in your view. Like sure, why wouldn't playing. that work, right? Yeah, totally. Million seller. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea. He also grabbed a, a a game that you would expect him to grab. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, he got um, a pretty cool <laughs> Hannah Montana. Cart in there, right? Goes well with his Jonas Brothers, yeah, yeah. Um, and pet vet, got pet vet, um, and and horses with a Z. He, he I, I don't know if we mentioned uh, extreme beach volleyball. I, yeah, Krabby, didn't you comment about that one? I think right, it's a little past his age range, or yeah, it's a little uh, mature for him. You'd think. But then well, to, I mean, to go the on, I mean, to go to the other extreme, he went out of his age range and grabbed uh, Teletubbies, t- the, t- which has got to be a fantastic title for the PlayStation One, no doubts. Hidden gem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all, all kidding aside, he grabbed a lot of GBA uh, uh, games did. that are pretty 
good games uh, between Castlevania Circle of the Moon, which I think was the first uh, Castlevania to hit the GBA before like Aria of Sorrow and uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Circle of the Moon was first. He, he grabbed uh, Crash Bandicoot, Donkey Kong Country Three, uh, Super Mario Advance, which I believe was Mario Two. I think you're right. Yeah, I think Mario Advance One was Mario Two. Um, but of course, he balanced it out with uh, uh, is that Barbie Secret Agent? <laughs> uh, I think there was one of those um, like Sweet Life of Zack and Cody games on there too. Kim Possible Two. Yeah, I've actually heard uh, the Kim Possible games are pretty decent. Uh, what what forum have you heard that on? <laughs> From Nine Tail Demon the Fox. 90, huh? Yeah, Nine Tail <laughs> Demon Fox uh, private PM chat we've got going. Dot org. <laughs> Got uh, Dora, get... Dora, Lizzie McGuire. I mean, he's he's got like honestly, he's got some good stuff in there, and he's got stuff that uh, that he's got in there as well. <laughs> I did get a couple things I thought were cool though. Right? He got these little Mega Man like action Those figure things. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. Those. Cut the cool. uh, uh, Cut Man. Yeah, the Cut Man looks really weird. It's like whole scissors on top yeah. of his head. Because like in the eight bit version, like it's just you know like the just, like the blades. blades. And this yeah. one has like the thumb and index finger. <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty ridiculous. <laughs> and Proto Man looks like all wrong, right? Yeah, it just doesn't look right at all. Still cool, look, but even you, like Mega Man doesn't look quite right. You know what I appreciate is like the 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 battle wear on Mega Man's chest. These toys were played with. <laughs> yeah, and that makes me happy. Uh, Get them cut, man. <laughs> now he also found like an old Milton Bradley Pac Man card game. Like in the box and everything. Yeah. I know we're a video game podcast, but um, I remember that stuff when I was a kid. So it was kind of cool to see that again. Yeah, I never, I never seen that one before. That was, that's an interesting piece to have on the shelf. Yeah, definitely. He also picked up some um, Odyssey two stuff, right? Some more Odyssey two. Always um, cool. Yeah. Not not to play, of course, said, just to collect. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> Oof. Um, and then he picked up a, a friend gave him a free GBASP and some regular Game Boy games. I think there was a, a nice assortment of some decent stuff that was in there. And my fa- my favorite thing that he grabbed was that uh, sealed uh, GB8 uh, GameCube cable. Oh yeah, yeah, he did pick that up, right? Yep. Yep. So um, that's again another thing probably better left unopened. But <laughs> <laughs> there's a surprising amount of games that had compatibility with that. It's unreal. Yeah, um, but probably what like the Pac Man one and then Four Swords was probably like the biggest ones that. And pe- oh, and the Final Fantasy. Yeah. yeah, Final Fantasy. Yeah, there was more, but those were probably the biggest ones not, that most there, people played. Right? I literally, I want to say hundreds. I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> I, there's a ton of games that I just had no idea you could link up and do stuff with. Yeah, pretty crazy. That that was a thing, and there was also what the 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 Game Boy Advance had the wireless thing, right? little wireless connector you could hook up to that thing oh i haven't seen that one yeah, yeah i don't remember that i see them every once in a while it's kind of interesting that they had already thinking about wireless connections yeah. and then we get into um a relative newcomer at the site uh, mr jason lee 66 uh, just picked up a couple little well, things but well some I, good I i i have to take exception with your pronunciation oh okay no tell me if, where i'm wrong Bill. if you look closely at his name it's j-a-n-s-o-l-e-e Janusly? Jansoli. Jansoli. So I misspelled it. Is that Correct. Ah, okay. It could be Jansoli. <laughs> and yeah. there's and there's also a sixty-six in there. So let me tell you my theory on this. And All also, right, me, and also in in the thread, he says he just came back from his weekly visit to his favorite store, and he spelled favorite O U R. 
So is it UK or maybe? That's not America. That's, That's uh, not America. Canadian spelling. It could, oh. be, it could be Canadian. And so Blizzard. here's my thinking. I'm thinking Canadian. And plus with the 66 in there, the great Mario Lemieux, number 66. I think we got a hockey fan with us. Uh, <laughs> let's ban him from the forums. <laughs> no, it's good to have you, John Soli. So Interesting. He, All yeah, right. picked, well, picked, picked up Zanac. Yeah, Zanac, which, which is one of my faves. It's yeah, it's it's a great little uh, uh, little uh, shooter there. Yeah, Duke turned me on to that one. I love it. He, he also picked up one of the okay Mega Man the, games, The right? best game of all time, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mega Man 3. Yeah, yeah, with Snake Man. <laughs> Eat it, That's when they man. kind of ran out of ideas, if you ask me. They're like, what do we come up with next? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's make not him, no, no, make no. him slide. Man, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, what what was it? What, what, was it Mega Man like five or six where it was like Napalm Man? Sphinx Man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Yamato I, I mean, Man. What the heck's a Yamato yeah, Man? Yeah. We've, we talked, we've talked about it before, but I, I, I mean, maybe it's just because I grew up playing four more than the others because that's the only one we owned. Like, I borrowed like one, two, and three, but we owned four, so we played it all the time. I really like four. That's nostalgia talking, Bill. It, it sure is, but what's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I picked up one other title for the NES, right? I think, Krabby, you like this one, right? Yeah, uh, kind of an uncommon Taito game, uh, Kickmaster. doesn't go for yeah. a whole lot, but it's actually pretty hard to find, and it's really fun to play. Yeah, with a name like Kickmaster, I mean, it just sounds <laughs> awesome. And right? the opening the, like cutscene is just amazing. Your your brother gets cut down by these like skeletons, and he, he's he, you're, awesome. you're holding him while he's dying, and he says to you, like, my steel was no match for these skeletons. Only your feet can destroy them. And then, and then you have to go through the game and like kick everything. It's awesome. <laughs> it sounds like that episode of Family Guy where he's driving the car while kicking. <laughs> it uh, sounds like a good good enough reason to seek revenge as any. <laughs> oh yeah. Now next is uh, one of your favorite guys, there, Bill, right? Kitty. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> big big Radiohead kitten fan. Um. Now he hit one of the Black Friday deals and picked a couple things up, right? Yeah, I I guess I mean Old Navy, I think over the past 3 or 4 years they try they're one of the one of the the non-video game stores that try to grab like a, you know, a couple of cases of video games for each of their stores just to get people in the door and then mm-hmm. buy their clothes. Yep. Um and they've done this for a couple of years now and I I didn't even realize they were doing this, but he grabbed uh, he went there to get his nieces and nephews sweaters <laughs> and uh also happened to pick up some Wii U games. I uh, got a couple of, it looks like New Super Mario Brothers 2 uh, uh, games while I was there. But let's hope one of those makes its way to the nieces and nephews so they don't just get clothes for Christmas. <laughs> no yeah, way. It, it'll, be, it'll be wrapped up in the sweater. <laughs> the ugly Christmas sweaters yeah, have, are all around. You ever get that? You ever get an article of clothing as a gift and there was, an int- there was a video game inside of the clothing? No, but that would be fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I got that. My mom got me a sweater. Back in, you know, in the age, like, right now, if I get a sweater, a I'd be like, sweater? oh, sweet no. sweater. No, I still can't get it. <laughs> oh, a sore subject. My my mother-in-law was just in town, and she told me again that it was, I was like, really? Like, seriously, you got to do it. And she's like, no, it's impossible. And I was like, get out. <laughs> so, um, but no, like, my mom got me a sweater back in the time when, like, I didn't want sweaters. Like, right now, if I got a sweater for my birthday or Christmas, I'd be like, yes, sweaters. I love it. This is great. I need one of these. But uh, she got like I opened the box up and imagine like a five year old kid like just looking up at his mom like what did you do? <laughs> and then like uh, she's like no like hold it up and then like I went to hold it up and I heard a clunk and I looked down it was a kung fu cart and I was awesome. like oh and that was the end we just ran to the Nintendo and played kung fu. You didn't even play it in the sweater. 
Nope. I love you, Grams. <laughs> that was the that was the deal, right? Now, kid, I did get a couple other things throughout the month, though, right? Yeah, a couple good uh, role playing ones there. Oh man, yeah, Saga Frontier and Xenosaga. Um, I've got a copy of Xenosaga. The Saga Frontiers have eluded me so far, but those are both really yeah, good pickups. Xenosaga is one of my my favorite games to play. It's awesome. And and he got both of those, I think, for thirty bucks. So I mean, what a deal! Not good bad. deal. Yeah, yeah. I think Saga Frontier by itself is right around that price. Yeah, Xeno, yeah and so Xenosaga, is, Xenosaga, right? is it that much? No, I thought it was only a ten to fifteen. Well, Saga Frontier? No, that's no, Xenosaga. Oh, Xenosaga, yeah. It was like 20 quick, bucks. Quick confusing your sagas, Bill. And my Chronicles. <laughs> he picked up another Wii U game too, right? Yeah, Scribble Knots. That's one I actually want to check out. My wife's actually really interested in trying that one. She really liked the DS one. I was going to say, yeah, have you ever played uh, the other Scribble Knots games? But they're, they're pretty good. Actually, yeah, my uh, oldest daughter played the original Scribble Knots quite a bit on DS. And, and they're on the uh, uh, it's on the iOS now. I've got it on my iPhone. It's cool just to pull it out and play like a round or two when you're out. That sounds right up your alley, Crabby. It, it, Downloadable game? It's not cool, Bill. <laughs> it might seem like that, but it's not. <laughs> it's the devil. The devil. Uh, they trick you into buying things that are not real things. Megabytes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then uh, next up, another person that was uh, pretty prolific in what they picked up this month was um, Mr. Techie413, right? He's just so cool. <laughs> he picks up great stuff. Oh, he really does. And he picks up stuff that is varied over so many cool uh, uh, things for so many different platforms. It's I it's it's weird. Like I look forward to, to posting small scores from him because you'll really see a great uh, variety. Like... I know everyone's going to laugh at me, but that uh, ice hockey game for the Wii, the kids' sports ice hockey, mm -hmm. I would have picked that up in a second. Oh, you're a big hockey buff, right? Oh, man, but it's so... Look at the box art on that. That's gorgeous. We're going to switch the positions of you and Krabby. Can we just do that? We'll just pick you up and plop you over there. <laughs> oh, man, I'm just going to look at that while you guys talk about the, the other games that he's got. Well, he did get some um, some really nice Sega Master System games. I mean, they weren't anything terribly rare or anything, but he's, uh, they looked like really pretty brand new. Um, very I've, common, but like yeah, one never, of them was I've Kensuden. Seen, I've never seen a Kensuden before. Yeah, yeah, I've got that one. I mean, it's not terribly rare, but um, again, they're all good games that he picked up. Um, he got um, maybe something that will bleed into our main topic for the show today. He picked up uh, FC Mobile 2. Which is a um, a little portable Famiclone, but it plays NES cards. He picked up Wild Arms Two for the PlayStation. That's a cool mm -hmm. one. I like. Uh, I did like the first couple of Wild Arms games, and then it kind of got past me. Um, yeah, I, 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 I find that I find that with a lot of uh, JRPGs is even the ones that I, I get into. They they kind of eventually get to a point where I'm like uh, I don't know if I can keep up with this. It's like Suikoden, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I love the first two, and I think one recently uh, uh, came out for the PSP that I haven't gotten into yet. Yeah. Or is it a come out or it's coming out? I uh, I thought there was one that came out, okay. but it was like a bit different, wasn't it? I think it was like some kind of like tactical. Oh, is that that might be why I didn't hear too much? Because I heard it. I remember when it was announced, and then I haven't heard anything about it since. So I don't that know might if it be came out over here. I don't know. They've done like a card game spinoff too for the DS, I think. Yeah, see, that's where all those games go to die, isn't it? Really? <laughs> like, a... it's too bad. It is. He also got um, a bunch of really nice complete in box GBA games. 
Um, like one of my personal favorites, he got Fantasy Star Collection for the GBA. I'm a big Fantasy Star guy, so I've got that one too in box. Definitely. It's a, it's a cool collection, but it's missing Fantasy Star 4, which is the best one. <laughs> what a shame. He's also got uh, in that the GBA collection, uh, looks like uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts and uh, Kingdom Hearts a little more up your alley, right, Bill? Very much so. I'm a, I'm a big Kingdom Hearts fan. People always tell me, yeah, but the story doesn't make sense. And I'm like, I don't care. It's it's a fun <laughs> game to play. I think it's great. And you never go wrong with box Castlevania games. I don't care which one it is. Yeah, you got two of them. Um, like Circle of the Moon and oh, I don't remember the other one offhand, yep. I think. Har- Harmony of Dissonance. Dissonance, yeah. yeah pretty pretty right. good one. And then, uh, uh, what did you get? Did you mention Final Fantasy VI Advance? So the, uh, no, but man, yeah, that's awesome. Prob- is it so? I was gonna say it's it's your favorite Final Fantasy, right? It is. Uh, yeah. It's. I would say it's a little step below the Super Nintendo version in terms of quality, but they did a retranslation of it, so it's worth playing anyway. And they added an extra dungeon. Totally. It's always nice when they tack something on like that, something worthwhile, yeah. not just like a mm-hmm. pellet swap or something goofy. I think they did that with four, five, and six, all for the GBA. They yeah. all added like an extra dungeon and new bosses. So I'm like. Uh, it's fun. It makes it fun to go back and play. And you guys saw that the little like King Kong glass that he got the uh, the one of his uh, first posts. Yeah, I remember yeah. that glass. Actually, I think it was like a giveaway, like a Burger King or something, like uh, yeah, a million yeah. years ago. In the yeah, 80s. he he said uh, Coca Cola in '76. Yeah. So it was some Coca Cola uh, uh thing. Then uh, it's I mean I I'm I was alive I wasn't alive in '76, so I've never seen it before. But it's cool. <laughs> yeah, one of those things that used to be just everywhere, like in thrift shops, but obviously yeah. now most of them are probably broken. Now, do either of you cool. guys know what this Mr. Mouth thing is that he grabbed? I do. That's why uh, I, <laughs> I put that on the list. You were you, Neither of you are childs, uh, children of the 70s. No, um, we're super cool. <laughs> yeah, in the late 70s, there was this toy called Mr. Mouth. And what it is, um, and he got it like complete in the box. But it's like this big mouth guy in the middle. And then you have these hands where you put these little chips on them. And they're like flippers. And what happens is when you put batteries in it, the mouth rotates and then the mouth opens and closes and you have to try to flip your colored chips into his mouth. And whoever gets the most chips in wins. So, so it's basically a way to expand the life of like tiddlywinks? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, but with it's batteries. Sound, it's, it's sound, I, I can't tell exactly from how you're describing it, but it sounds a little Hungry Hungry Hippos. Think almost like reverse Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> okay. So the hippos are throwing things up. <laughs> yeah, the hands are flipping things into Mr. Mouth okay. as he spins and opens and closes his mouth. I gotcha. I think, you know what, now that you say it like that, I think I know it's, he's like a little he's like a little motorized Roomba, like just moving around and his uh, mouth like opens. A little, like you. a yellow head, just like, um, um, and okay. he just spins and chomp, chomp. Kind of like Pac-Man gotcha. before there was Pac-Man. His really. eyes make him look really depressed, like just <laughs> sad. It was the 70s, man. <laughs> Everybody was either like on coke or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and if it was early, if it was early seventies. Gotcha. Can, yeah, can you yeah. imagine being alive in nineteen seventy six or early seventy seven and Star Wars doesn't exist? I was alive. In I, I, that's what I'm saying. I can't imagine being alive where Star Wars isn't a thing. Duke doesn't like to talk about the dark times. <laughs> Don't take me back there, please. In the long, long ago. Now, I do want to backtrack for just for a minute, just to throw in this little bit, that if you guys have never played Final Fantasy V for GBA... I haven't. Go get it, because... I'm writing it down right now. It is, to me, the best version, and they added a whole new job into it. Oh, wow. Um, so, 
go play Final Fantasy V Advance. Excellent game. All right, now bouncing forward again. He also got Zelda Four Swords, I think, for GBA boxed, right? Yes, he did. And um, he got some other just really big lots. Big lots yeah. um, I know he picked up um, outside of those big lots, though. He got an Xbox 360 and like a a, a wireless headset to go with that. Um, and the and the Christmas cards. Yeah, he got eight bit and sixteen bit Christmas from Retrozone. So. Very cool. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about RetroZone a little later in the show. I picked up one of my favorite uh, NES games there, too. I don't know if I call it my favorite, but it's a really fun one, uh, Galaxy 5000. Yeah, Galaxy uh, 5000. Yeah, it's kind of like a precursor to the like vehicle combat games. Like uh, it, it feels a lot like uh, Rock and Roll Racers, which is an awesome game. Yeah, that got a lot of love on the Super Nintendo, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, now I'm curious: Are either of you going to pick up the um, the NES 8-bit Christmas cart this year? Not me. No. I, yeah, I never have before. Um, I probably won't this year, but I think I'm going to be looking into it uh, in uh, future years. Now that I'm starting to get uh, more active, or at least more interested in uh, the uh, uh, what do you call it, the homebrew community. Do they ever sell? The uh, just the cards with the uh, the models on them. I might buy a set of those. <laughs> Does that to go with your other card? <laughs> like you can just like mush them together. Yeah, and we, pretend we can play. <laughs> It'll be like action figures, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just don't let your wife catch you, right? <laughs> oh, um, so techie man, you got a lot of stuff. I mean, obviously, um, probably a little more than we'd go through here. We'd just be here all night, but. I don't. I don't um, think his plane trade cool. has any stock in anymore. Put it that way. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's rated him out. Yeah. Well, and probably I don't. Probably it's worth mentioning that he grabbed one of those uh, Nintendo rolling uh, uh, carts. Oh yeah, like those, um, like that big white thing with like the ugly Mario picture yep. on the front of it. Yep. It doesn't look quite right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mr. Mouth and Mario maybe were on the in the street corner. You know, maybe together. Yeah, I, together. <laughs> I also think it's really, I also think it's really cool those like uh, uh those Nintendo like trading cards you got, like the Donkey Kong Junior. It's like like Mario Brothers trading cards, and the Mario Brothers one is in a package, and he flipped it around, and it's got one of those stickers on it that says "Employee Purchased." Nintendo of America strictly prohibits resale of any product uh, for profit. Anything that comes from an employee of Nintendo of America from the eighties is awesome. That's true. Yeah, I would agree. And they're they're actually pretty strict. I found out too about that. If uh... The guy could have easily gotten fired if he made any money off of those cards there. Yep. So um, next up is another kind of a recent um, guy to the site. I think we might have mentioned him last episode, but no everyday Joe. Yep. He picked up like a huge Nintendo lot for like 150 bucks, I think, off Craigslist. Sure did, and he took a beautiful picture of it all on that uh, very nice couch of his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And and honestly, like all kidding aside, this like you know every time you go on Craigslist, like sometimes you find systems that are, you know, it's a good deal, but like the systems are dirty. You got to spend a lot of time cleaning them up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he cleaned these things or not, but they look super clean. Yeah, he got basically all the major any Nintendo consoles, the older ones, right? I mean, yep. Well, yeah, he got NES up through N sixty four, including both versions of the Super. Yeah, the yeah. model too. And he also got a box GBASP, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and now, man. Now, the, now the, uh, I don't think any of the, the cart uh, games uh, have uh, boxes or manuals, but uh, still, getting the box for the uh, GBA is nice. Getting the uh, that hardcover um, uh, Zelda 
Uh, it, it actually looks like it might be sealed. I think I might see like a little bit of a, uh, a shrink wrap on the side of it there. Those are cool books. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, I mean, pretty awesome. You get to love it when you come across some good stuff on Craigslist. I mean, oh, yeah. not every day, but it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been it's but we talked about it but uh, it's been few and far between for me lately but like every couple of weeks I'll see me? something you just, that's you like you just bought that little Samson off there how long ago yeah I did <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh-huh. well, that's what I mean few, like, few and far between and you just but like just PM me about a sharp TV <laughs> yeah I might be getting a sharp NES TV <laughs> but that's the only two things I've gotten the last like four months <laughs> so I'm curious did you hear back from the guy about the sharp NES TV I, I have not yet but the the um the what's it called the uh, the post was made uh, this morning uh-huh. um so I assume that the guy uh, made like at least I'm, the the story I'm making up in my head is that he only checks his email in the mornings and not when he gets home from work or while he's at work so my hope is that I wake up tomorrow morning and have an email from him because it's when something when someone posts something that's really cool and you know kind of on the rare side even though i do have some concern questions and issues with it the email to that person hey i'll take this when do you want to meet yeah yeah Be- because yeah. worst case you get there and you say hey man i'm really not trying to like you know uh you know like uh like hoochie out of some money or anything like that but here are my concerns is there you know is there anything we can do to work this out and if i mean if the answer is yes or no like whatever it is like you know you've You've got an audience with the king. That's all, that's all you wanted is just to get in front of the king and plead your case. So I'll hopefully I'll hear back something tomorrow. Yeah, love to hear. Maybe we'll have an exciting bit for the next show. Oh, I hope so. Be nice. Now, uh, Mr. Gray goes to eighty-one. Picked up a couple things, right? Yep, another one of my uh, uh, East Coast buddies who uh, glad to uh, that we have power back and that we're doing better after the storm there. But yeah, Zone of the Enders, the second runner. Yeah, I've got both Zone of the Enders games, but I'll be really honest with you, I've never played them. This is the first time looking at Zone of the Enders closely enough to realize that the dude on the front kind of looks like Dante from uh, from uh, Devil May Cry. Hmm. He's got that white hair. Uh, go, well, sorry, the the old Devil May Cry, not the new one. Um, <laughs> I just thought about it. And uh, also, a big Final Fantasy month for everybody. You got Final Fantasy Anthology in here, which, uh, if you're not familiar, includes a copy of Final Fantasy VI. Uh, Duke? Uh? Don't play it. Uh? Don't play it. It's a trick. <laughs> you got loading times. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trick. They took the best Final Fantasy and they said, let's put loading times in this game. And they couldn't even get like the Mode 7 right. It's like <laughs> kind of weird and funky. It doesn't look right. It, oh, oh, so let me put it this way. If... You want to play Final Fantasy VI, you don't mind a couple of quirks, plus if you'd like to play it on your PS3, uh, uh, all PS3s will play this game. So it's it's kind of a cool one to have in the collection. And uh, Mech Assault, how do you guys feel about Mech Assault? Um, I used to play it, but I mean, that's how I get started with Xbox Live back when it first started, was with Mech Assault. Yeah, I'm not I, a big fan. You're, well, really, Crab? No, yeah. How about any, any other Mech games? <laughs> Steel Battalion? That counts. I'll allow yeah, it. That's a cool yeah, one. that's it's a mech game. So uh, I, I keep I forget that you guys aren't really um, didn't come from like the PC scene where like Mech Warrior was a huge game for PC P games. Who? P what? A, a personal computer. <laughs> oh, so like an Apple Macintosh. Oh uh, yeah, that's a personal computer. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a computer right. that you own. You can certainly. <laughs> hey Duke, I'm sure you could emulate uh, Mech Warrior on the Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a good old game sells it. Yeah, or something, right? they they've got a Mac client. They they'd have to <laughs> get some Mac only games on there. Uh, but yes, uh, actually, and actually, Castlevania Curse. That I, I had this weird Castlevania thing where I loved Castlevania from the moment I played the first NES one all the way up through Symphony of the Night. And something weird happened when the N64 ones hit. 
and I just kind of fell out of favor with Castlevania for a little bit. Um, and it wasn't even so much that I didn't think the game was good. I never really played them. I just kind of had this weird phobia of 3D Castlevania games. Like a lot of 2D games were being pushed to 3D in the N64 range. Uh, Curse of Darkness was the first 3D Castlevania game that I played through to the end. And I got to tell you, I liked it. And you know what's interesting about Curse of Darkness? Um, I had a good friend at the time that was actually working for Konami over on the West Coast. And um, I won't give a lot of personal details, um, just in case I say something I shouldn't. But, but his name was Kojima. Uh, <laughs> no, no. But he, he, he sent me a, a, co- a copy of that when it first came out. He bought it, you know, and sent me a copy as a present. But he was um, involved a little bit when they were working on um, possibly doing a Metal Gear Solid movie. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of involved with a little of that, which I guess, you know, of course, never came to fruition. Were you a frontrunner for Snake? Yeah, that's me. Well, no, there there have been tons of Metal Gear Solid movies. They just all come out on the PlayStation Three. And... <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I see what you're saying there. Uh, yeah, I feel like that. They, but yeah, I guess whatever the deal was, he he told me a little bit about it. Um, but it obviously, it fell through. And it's been a lot of other time dealing with like music licensing for like the whatever the dance games or whatever that Konami did, but. Anyway, that's my little side bit. And Duke, you should, uh, or not Duke, uh, Bill, you should check out uh, Castlevania Lament of Innocence if you want a, a good 3D Castlevania. That one was Is it awesome. really good? I haven't played that one. Oh, it's amazing. And and you get to a little history behind the uh, the vampire killer, the whip. Mm-hmm. It's wicked. I thought it was yeah. an amazing piece of the Castlevania story. I've got two games to add to my list i got final fantasy 5 advance and lament of innocence so far got my notepad and i'm good to go and it's super cheap because i don't think a lot of people like it <laughs> i love it <laughs> 3d castlevanias don't get a good rap I'll, I'll give it a go he also um picked up the legend of zelda collector's edition promo disc yes with, like he did. four different games on it right yeah that's a cool one i definitely want to try to grab a complete copy of that if i can now am i correct in thinking is that the one that came with nintendo power well, uh, is that that one? Th- there, there's a few. Um, I was working at Toys R Us at the time mm-hmm. when that uh, uh, when that came out, when that was a thing. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly what year it was, but I know that it was bundled with certain with a with the GameCube system that we had. So no, it, I think no, no, I I, I, pr- oh, I, I, pr- I promise there, there. Well, there's a few okay. of them. There, there was well, there like, was one where it was like Master Quest and Ocarina of Time, yeah. right? And there's the one, one, the both one of those, and then the first two NES ones. That's the one I'm talking about. The one with the first two NES games and Ocarina and Majora's Mask. Yeah. So and I think there was like a subscription deal with Nintendo Power or something for that one too, wasn't there? Uh, the, yeah, there might have, it might have been done a few ways because we had it bundled with the system, but then they also yeah. sent us like a case of them that were not for resale that they said, just give these to people who buy a GameCube that doesn't have oh. that game already in it. So, oh, okay. so there's also a not for resale one floating out there because I know just because we handed them out. That's cool. I... um. How did I not get into any of this stuff? I just got a GameCube. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, and, me and, Tw- and Toys R Us and Nintendo have this, uh, you know, long-standing partnership of having like exclusive colors, you know, going to them, like yeah. exclusive color in '64s and, and stuff like that. So uh, um, I think that it might have been some weird TRU exclusive, but uh, yeah, I, I can't say for sure. I was just a kid who worked at Toys R Us at the time. Yeah, but cool. I mean, that's a neat little thing to pick up. Yeah, I mean, I don't. You don't see those sit around every day. No. And then moving on to, um, man, I just, I don't know how to say that. Uh, in, really? Invader G2? Yeah, you got it. 
I think I think we should go with Invaderg. <laughs> Invader Gee. Invaderg part two. Um, he got some stuff uh, worked out a deal with um, Seavers too over on the board to get a couple um, NES cards, right? Mm-hmm. Was it was it uh, through Seavers that he got that Die Hard card? I think so. I think he got like a a set of several cards from him. Yeah, Die Hard's a, a cool. It's a really cool game, and it's really hard to find too. Yep. Yeah. I, made, I made a reference theme. to that. He's, the... he's getting it at the right time of the year, right? Did you see yeah. my blog post about that? I didn't. It was um. It was uh during when I was uh, doing the Secret Santa uh, not long ago. So oh, yeah. uh, I was I, I was just kind of like every couple of days I was like put hey like reminder like do this and that. And uh, the last call I put a picture of Die Hard on the front and I said, well, first of all, let me say Die Hard to Christmas oh, wait, movie. Oh yeah, I remember that. So the now, picture yeah. makes sense. And finding the game complete would require a Christmas miracle, so it's doubly appropriate. <laughs> I remember that. Now. I just remember seeing the picture. Yeah, no, you got to read the words. Words? There's, what? There's, there's, there's thought put into them. Hey, read, Mac, no? Mac users read words, I've been told. No, it's just pictures on the screen. That's what I like. It. It's just big pictures I click on. <laughs> um, we got a couple other NES cards to some of them. A little trickier to find. I, uh, yeah, for I, sure. I've never seen a Bench Round 3 out there, so that's a good one to have. Solitaire, yeah, I know, doesn't three. pop up too often, too. No, it was kind of one of the harder unlicensed ones for me to eventually track down. He also got a really beautiful-looking Master Chew and the Drunkard Hue, which those blue carts always seem to t- kind of turn nasty colors. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, one, that one was in a Ziploc nice. bag or something. And uh, most and recently, uh, Race America is not an easy one to come by. No, oh, and it's actually yeah. a really fun game, too. Yeah, oh. I got that uh, one complete from Tinstar with my big Tinstar buy last year. Yeah, Or earlier this year, rather. And then really recently, he grabbed uh, Chippendale, too. Yeah, actually, Duke just picked that one up a few months ago. Yeah, and um, you guys kind of skipped over the most important NES game that he had in the whole lot, right? <laughs> no, I mean, we, no, I think we that was on purpose. <laughs> yeah, that was that was on that was on our way to uh, to get into it. Wait a minute, there's no love for Joshua. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Oh, wait a minute, I, I, it's unlicensed. Should we even? Should, can we edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do the editing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Joshua, Exodus, man, these are quality. You know what, like, I bet the Joshua looks a lot like Skyward Sword with Joshua holding that sword straight up. And it's probably just as good. (laughs) (laughs) If not better. (laughs) So, congrats, there's a lot of good stuff that was in there. Definitely. And also, also, uh, uh, bravo on the uh, Metroid uh, avatar, even though Krabby doesn't really think that it's that cool. (laughs) Does even does Krabby know what Metroid is? Krabby, there was this game. Oh, it was so great. I don't know why you don't play it. It's great. It's called Metroid. You like explore stuff and shoot things. And Uvania everything. (laughs) I'd rather jump on things than shoot things. (laughs) Well, well, once you freeze them with the ice beam, then you can jump on them. Is that a good compromise? There you go. Maybe I gotta get far enough to get there though. Now, Invader G2's partner in crime is Nice Guy 1283, right? I thought it was Angle and Nice Guy that were the team. Oh, am I got it totally screwed up? I think so. Angle and uh, Nice Guy, I think, are the. But it's Angel. It's not Angle. No, I I think actually, I was watching, uh, uh, I was sick uh, like a week ago, and I was watching some uh, Saved by the Bell in the morning. Oh, no. Remember? (laughs) Remember? It was produced by Peter Angle. I think we have a. That's... I think I think we have a closet Saved by the Bell fan <laughs> on the boards. You figured the code out. <laughs> so what's the seven six two mean then? Is is that like the classroom number they were in? 
episode seven, or sorry, season that was, season seven. That was Screech's locker number, right? <laughs> episode seven, yeah, season seven, episode six, minute two. You can see uh, uh, Screech dying in the back, like hanging from a noose in the background. <laughs> and then he just comes, like, so, and then you can see his twin brother come in and take over his part where, like, he has, like, a slightly different speech impediment. And uh, thought, Peter Engel could never get over it. I thought that's when Screech announced his porn career was starting. Oh, no. man. No? <laughs> talk, talk about a, uh, uh, the uh, crazy, like, <laughs> only, only. It, it has to be real because it's so insane. I'm surprised people aren't talking about it on uh, Krabby's uh, YouTube uh, channel. That and then like whatever the other gal from that show went to that whatever that stripper movie, right? Showgirls. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it was just that one movie though. I don't think it was like a whole career shift. Yeah, and then uh, whatever she like Mario Lopez just movie? ends up as a host on Goofy shows. <laughs> well, yeah, she shifted to having no career. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shift. That's a big shift. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so back to Nice Guy, right? Nice Guy. Who... Nice Guy 1283. Yeah. Um, picked up one of my personal favorites for the Dreamcast. He picked up Skies of Arcadia. Yes, he did, and that is such a great game. I really, really like this one. Keep my mouth shut this time. I, no, oh, yeah. What? <laughs> well, well, Krabby, uh, 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 and that's fine. I just, I just hate like good everything. games. Haven't you guys figured what? it out yet? So uh, I think you it was really the first. Don't like Skies of Arcadia. It, it might have been the first. Or, it might have been the oh, first or second yeah. episode where Duke liked oh. it and Krabby didn't, and Duke was like, "What? Oh. <laughs> you don't like? I, I've actually Metroid. played it to like completion, Skies and I, I just oh. don't care for it. Well, you don't like we we don't want to talk about Final Fantasy IX because it, that's where I, it's me and Krabby kind of have the exact opposite stands <laughs> on Skies and Final Fantasy IX. It's fine. I just, I a little of me died inside. I think. You know what I loved about Sky's my plan is, that... is to slowly kill you. <laughs> I guess I just, man. What, do you remember the Dreamcast uh, uh, GD ROM drive? Yeah. And how loud it was. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And and the thing is, since it was random battles, kind of like Final Fantasy seven, VII, eight, and, and you knew style, when they were coming. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, so you'd you be did. playing, and it would be silent in the room. You have some background music going on, but like, and nothing on the screen would change. But it would, you would just hear. <laughs> you're like oh here comes a fight and then it would be a battle music battle music but it was like oh gd round drive <laughs> oh so listeners out there come on man tell crabby what's going on i think it's good oh gosh all right Samur- i can't go on somebody else finish nice guy Sam- nice guy samurai showdown bravo Cool, nice, nice, cool little uh, uh, Genesis uh, 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 fighter to have on there. Stubbs the zombie, I've actually never played, but I've heard uh, there's some people who have played it. Um, <laughs> that, that's another one of those games that everyone seems to love, but me, I just couldn't get into that one either. Yeah, it, it was. It really wasn't. No, wait, 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 Krabby, wait. You, you didn't. You, you skipped crapping on Samurai Showdown. Go back. <laughs> you, you skipped it. I like Samurai Showdown. I like cutting people in half with swords. It's cool. Do you prefer Samurai Showdown to Bushido Blade? Mm, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I, I didn't play a ton of Samurai Showdown. I, uh, I remember playing Bushido Blade with a couple of guys. Like, where I was like, wait a minute, the fight lasts for like eight seconds. Yeah, I like, frankly yeah. love that game. We played a lot of Bushido Blade. Yeah, you can pl- you can sit down and play for a couple like three hundred rounds of it because like you're like, <laughs> okay, okay, I got it, I got it. I'm gonna block next time, and then yeah. it's yeah, it just goes forever. <laughs> Um, Crab, I don't even know if you ever played the Resident Evil games, Crabby. How do you feel about those? Um, I love them until four. That's when I don't like really? them anymore. 
So you loved one, two, three, Code Veronica, and didn't like controls. Love the tiny inventory. Love the puzzles. Not a big fan of like the shoot 'em up ones. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, So, so as soon as the series dropped the five hundred different cranks, then you were out. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Give me cranks. Give me emblems. Give me keys. (laughs) Krabby, Krabby dropped the microphone and then left. Yep. (laughs) I'm out. I I kept playing for like like waiting for it to be Resident Evil and. it never got that place for me. Yeah, I I, I loved action, yeah. Resident Evil. I mean, I can't say I loved one, but I, even though I played it, I loved two. And, yeah, and I awesome. Oh man, the, the two remake was so of one cool. on the GameCube though is amazing. You should try that if you haven't played it. Let me get my pen pencil. That Write is true. That down, you yeah. should. There, there's no what more about... like Jill sandwiches and uh, master of lock pickings <laughs> and stuff like that. I would say just get all the GameCube Resident Evils. What about I was gonna say? What about Zero? Is that any good? Uh, it's if you liked one and two, um, you'll like Zero. It's not quite as good, but it plays the same and it's it's decent. All right. So getting back to nice guy. It's like on a train, like parts on a train, right? (laughs) And you get to like switch between characters. It's got that kind of unique thing going for it. The zapping system. Oh, just 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 like in just like in Ninja Turtles on the NES. Uh, Yeah. There you go. Yeah, just switch between them. <laughs> it's not. It's like it's like self puzzles. Though. You'll be in different rooms. It's not like turtles where you just switch your guide in the spot. Oh, I got you. So yeah. it's like you're controlling yeah, two like people. You're in the stuck same space. in that room. Figure out how to get me out of here so we can do it. Oh, like, so, so you can lift me up to that ledge, and then you have to figure out a way to get around up there. And so you're playing co-op with yourself. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So yeah. So getting back to nice guy, he picked up <laughs> Resident Evil One. Uh, the long box. <laughs> that's a cool case, yeah. Regardless if you like the game or not, I think that's a, a sweet case. Yeah, yeah that's Resident when PlayStation had like the identity crisis when they couldn't figure out how to package their games. <laughs> what <right>? are we? <laughs> some are Saturn cases. Some are these other things. Some are yeah, they got like yeah. the ridge sides, the smooth sides, and then, yeah. I, I love the ridge sides, and then I love when they went over to like other cases. They were like, "Well, people know us by the ridges, man. They know the ridges. We have to print the ridges on flat paper <laughs> so everyone knows what they are." Very sad. <laughs> and when they had to buy the Saturn cases for a while, yeah, right. I. Yep. Mess. So uh, yeah, so Skies, Resident Evil, Action Fight, Action Fighter. Uh, I don't know if you guys like that game or not. It's it's a little two three dollar game. It's a cool Master System game. I like Action Fighter. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, and outruns a decent little uh, driving game on the Master System as well. And I'm not really familiar with those little black carts uh, on the in that picture that he posted. You guys know what those are? Uh, you talking about the Commodore sixty four carts? Is that what they are? Yeah, it's like a big lot of little C64 carts. Yeah, never. I mean, I remember playing Commodore 64 games on floppies, right? Yeah, hardly anybody ever played the cart games because they were lousy. But (laughs) there's a few of them that are kind of cool. Okay. I've got some of those. Yeah, they're usually pretty cheap, but kind of neat to find. There there wasn't very many of them. I mean, of the official Commodore ones. Gotcha. He also picked up a sealed game, right? Nosferatu, yeah. Not not a terribly rare game, but, you know, it's sealed. Sealed's awesome. Cool. Yeah. And And then, uh, Krabby, you were kind of happy about one other pickup, right? Yeah, he's got one that I'm always on the lookout for is uh, Three Dirty Dwarves on the Saturn. Um, It's a fairly uncommon game, but it's also got like a kind of cult following behind it. It's supposed to be a lot of fun. You know, with a title like that, it sounds like it'd be way more fun than what it actually is. <laughs> I've I've only heard good things. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about it. So it's it's very high on my my Saturn want list. Name's a little misleading, though, don't you think? Maybe a little, a little, <laughs> maybe on purpose. 
All, all, right. all, all I know is uh, Ninetale was disappointed when he got halfway through that game. <laughs> said, what went, is going on? Wait a minute. Did they put the right game on this disc? <laughs> uh, well, okay, and uh, up next, your fave Krabby. Who do we have up next? Blicko Blisked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so what did Mr. Black Label's cake get this time? <laughs> Wait, who? Oh, sorry, Blickleblisk. Blickleblisk. Sorry. <laughs> I traded up his 3DS for the uh, XL model. Smart move. Yeah. And, it, I, and it I know is. Uh, a little later he grabbed uh, Adventure Time for it that uh, I've got sitting under my Christmas tree. I'm, I'm just waiting for my kid to tear into it so I can play it too. Adventure who? Adventure Time for the 3DS. Who what? It's based on the uh, the silly little uh, cartoon. I think we've talked about it before. You guys haven't watched it, but I love it. Who what? Cartoon? Yeah. Cartoon. No. You know, moving pictures, no. like, uh, what the heck would have you watched back in the day, like Felix the Cat in the 50s? <laughs> no, like when, uh, <laughs> they, like those. They didn't those, even have talkies when I was a kid, man. Those little, uh, uh, what's it called? Those little, like, uh, flip books that you would, like, uh, watch a little cartoon. <laughs> we on. had those little stereoscope things where you would, like, hold it up to your eyes and you just, like, slid the little piece of paper in the end of it. There you go. <laughs> We'd go to Nickelodeon and drop a penny in, <laughs> turn the crank. <laughs> yeah, so you picked up a, a good game for it. No, I hope it's a good game. Looks cool. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. and I know later in the month he grabbed uh, Skyward Sword for five bucks. Yep. Five bucks. Yeah. Good deal. Now I'll just have to unload a ton of cash just to get a Motion Plus to go with it, right? You can oh, buy the little, little adapter a little thing bit. for twenty bucks. Yeah. Or you, or you know what that you, little thing? Or you know what you could do? Honestly, find a Wii lot on your local Craigslist. Just make sure it's got a Wii Motion Plus in there. Buy it for a good price and then sell all the rest of that stuff for what you just bought it for a little bit more. Yeah, flip something. You get a free Motion Plus in a week. Just find a Fling Smash cheap, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah, good point. That comes with the the Motion Plus uh, built-in controller. There's also a Wii Sports Resort box that came with two Motion Pluses. Most most of them came with one, but if you look hard enough, you can find a pack with two. (laughs) Let's go on scour for those. Does it does it make thing. any difference to you guys using the little add-on thing or having the controller with it built in? The only difference it makes is when you're playing something like it's a pain in the butt when we play Nintendo Land now because when you turn the controller sideways, you've got like an extra two inches on there. Good and point. I can still play it, but my son just cannot reach it, right? Yeah. So we got to take it and, off yeah. and on depending on what games we're playing. And and for like Paper Mario or whatever, because you have to flip the controller for games like that. Yeah. And I guess it wouldn't be that big a deal if you didn't use the like the rubber grip thing. Mm-hmm. But if that rubber grip thing's on, then you're talking like, oh, geez, hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah, they're not quick to change out. Yeah. yeah, those Wii condoms, like the oversized ones, will be kind of I, hard I th- to I, find I, one I, these days. Oh, yeah, I've got I mean, a whole I drawer would... full of them. Nintendo yeah, I mean, just the oversized ones though. Yeah, the oversized ones. I, I'm, just sent I, me a whole bunch back when they I'm were. I'm so crazy. close to throwing them out. It's I just I just don't. Anybody want them? I like them. Yeah, send them my way. I, I yeah, really sure. do like them. I, I they feel comfortable on the Wii remote. I keep I keep them on all my. Controller. I don't like playing without really? them now because okay. the controller feels small and weird now. You can either cut that out, or you can leave it in, and everyone will be mad that I offered it to them, and then Krabby snagged it. Yeah, take that. He's a giant box full of Wii condoms. <laughs> take that if you if you. I'm gonna make you, like uh, a tuxedo out of them. I mean, it's so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you donated seventy dollars, you could have been interviewed on the show and had first dibs on the stuff Bom-bom. that I offer. <laughs> uh, oh, so up next is um, the exciting Mister uh, Sir Psycho. Um, Great lot. 
Yeah, host of um, Why Did I Play This? So he's got a, a web video series. You guys should go out and check him out. He does Why Did I Play This? Really terrible games most of the time. <laughs> like Skies of Arcadia. Yeah. Hey! But, um... So he picked up some uh, complete in box NES games, right? Including the Gradius box that he, I'm sure, is just going to send to me out of love for what we do for the site. Hint, hint. Because it's, <clears throat> it's one of the last two silver box... Uh, uh, games that I need. I think it's so cool. He uh, he opened it up uh, when he got home, and it's the Gradius box, and inside of it is a copy of Gyrus <laughs> and the manual for Dragon Warrior. <laughs> so you know the dude selling it was like, oh crap, what I put in this box? Yeah, it's like, oh man, I got to put something in there, e- either to make someone think it's in there, or just yeah. to you know, n- just so the box has some support on the inside. Yeah, but just, just the like fact that it's that you can see. It's just the fact that it's a Frankenstein it's, together. It's a CIB game where none of the CI4B <laughs> go together. <laughs> and it looks like it has like, it probably has like a registration card from Spider-Man and the Sinister Six. <laughs> and the styrofoam piece from Stack Up. Yeah, there you go. Oh man, it's, that's so cool. But besides, the, besides the his, box was the best. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, and that's the thing of the of the pieces that are in there. The box is the coolest thing of yeah, the three. Because it could have been like a gyrus box with you know Gradius. And yeah, with like with yeah, because Gradius or Gradius is a cool game. Um, but like the card's not you know terribly hard to find. The box is. So yeah. um, but yeah, you also grabbed the Time Splinters, one of the very early PS2 games, possibly even launched. I can't remember. I bought Time Splitters, I think, uh, right after launch with my. Yeah. I bought Tick and Tag Tournament on launch of with course. my PS2, and, and Time Splitters right after that. Yeah, so it was in that is it in that uh, in that range? Yeah, if it uh, wasn't immediate, it was real close. Yeah, uh, there's uh, the Bard's Tale for NES. He's got yeah. uh, Ultima Exodus, which uh, I think is a, the, a fairly common game. I, I see it. You love that game, don't you, Krabby? Uh, no, I like Quest for the Avatar. The Exodus was kind of uh, <laughs> painful. The He's, Moons thing, right? thing with the moons yeah the portals and, and, and yeah, the, yeah whoever whoever, whoever he bought this lot from had a real fantasy uh thing because he's also got swords and serpents and wizardry uh disc world for the ps1 shinjin the ruler and uh not video game related but uh uh very happy to see another uh, uh game of thrones uh reader out there i'm uh, i'm on the second book myself right now so he, he grabbed a clash of kings uh which game is of the, a game of thrones you're not a you're not a reader Thrones of what? I'm no, not a like reader either. I'm an HBO watcher. I'm yeah, well, that, pictures, okay. man. Is there just some pictures? Uh, all out. Yeah, pictures? there's there's HBO. Just uh, they, and they follow the books very closely. Oh, okay. So yeah, if you watch it or read it or do both, they're both they're all really good. And uh, Clash of Kings is uh, the second book, so I think there's like six or seven now. So yeah, good good overall score. So next on the list, I think, is uh, Mr. Johnny Nintendo, right? Yep. Um, looks like he, <laughs> yeah, picked up a gr- and a really nice little uh, the Super Nintendo two or what? What do you think? Do you call that thing the mini? I, I don't know. Just call it the Model two. Yeah, I never. I mean, I've heard people call it the mini. I mean, it, it's a little bit smaller, but we're not talking like you know PS one versus original PlayStation. Like it's a little bit smaller. Yeah, I don't know if I like Super Nintendo two, and this doesn't sound yeah. right. <laughs> But he got some games uh, and uh, some NES goodies, right? A couple N64 games hiding in there, too. Yeah, some not, not little odds and ends. Now, what's the now, Mr. Unlicensed over there, what's that uh, uh, black cart in the bottom right? That would be Pyramid by AVE. Is that any um, good? 
No, it's horrible. Really? <laughs> Pyramid is like um, kind of like a Tetris style game, but think about you're doing it with like triangle pieces. Oh. Uh, so it's really bad. Together. I believe it's yeah. a Sachin game that AVE released. So right. mm. if you know anything about Sachin, they're awful. <laughs> it's really bad. Good. He's got Mike Tyson's punch out in there, Castlevania, both Tecmo Bowls for the NES, which uh, uh, I know a lot of people like Tecmo Super Bowl, but I kind of grew up with just regular Tecmo Bowl. Do you guys Zelda play either of those? There. Oh, yeah. All the rest of the... Uh... Uh, well, Tecmo Bowl, I think, was when we played most, and I don't think I ever had Tecmo Super Bowl back in the day. Yeah. I bought it for my sister for Christmas, which I can say because she doesn't listen to the show because she's too cool for school. <laughs> and uh, so we'll see. We'll see on Christmas morning if it's any good because I'm sure we'll play it. Ho, ho, ho. Now, you also got Zelda DX, right, for the Game Boy yeah. Color, it looks like? Yeah, that black cart. Yep. Pretty cool. Zombies ate my neighbors hiding in there. Yeah, that's just a nice little lot. I mean, yeah, nothing Mar- like it's, crazy, it's, but Yeah, good. a little hard to see, but it looks like Mario All-Star, the, uh, like the million seller. Yep. yep. Um, uh, Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, GoldenEye. I mean, uh, like a little bit of everything Nintendo thrown in there, and uh, all all good games. So um, next up is Mr. Wimpster, right? So Mr. Wimpster went out and got him a few cool things, I think. Um, I know personally, I, I'm being the big 360 guy, I, I like that he picked up a 360 and Connect. So good job on that one. Yep, gotta get those uh, voice commands uh, going in Mass Effect Three. Yeah, they work out pretty good actually. Yeah. And, um, and, I, and actually do, and actually do. Oh, sorry, go ahead, crap. Oh, I was gonna say, speaking of voice commands, he got Hey You Pikachu also. <laughs> he did. <laughs> What a segue. Um, <laughs> Speaking of voice commands. It's not like he got the cart and the box, but like it didn't have the manual or something in it, right? I think he was missing yeah, a piece. and a few chunks in there. Yeah. So what were you going to say there, uh, there Bill? Well, I was going to say, uh, well, just speaking of voice commands, um, we've talked <laughs> about it, but uh, you uh, you said you liked them in Skyrim. I could never really get them to work that good. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't use like the whatever that stupid dragon language thing is. I just use like whatever the name of the the thing is. It seems. Oh, well. okay. So you're not saying Fusroda. You're just yelling unrelenting force. Yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. <laughs> when I'm by myself. <laughs> it, so, no, you, but you, you did you did recommend that I calibrate my connects from from my new living environment, and yeah, I yeah. did not do that yet. Oh, so it doesn't still doesn't work for you. Well, I haven't tried since then, but I do have to do that before I try it out the next time. So, yeah, be- it so really because works. of that, Duke, is your is like your top uh, Christmas gift this year that Wonder Book thing, so you can cast spells in your living room by yourself. <laughs> I do not own a PlayStation Move. Thank you very much. I I only sully my house with Xbox brand junk. <laughs> I, I have I have two sharpshooters that I got like on clearance for ten bucks each, and I just just begging someone to take them out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I just say. I played the move once. Did you guys ever play with the move at all? I like it on. Uh, there's a couple games I like it on, like uh, House of the Dead, um, is probably my my favorite. But it's like a very arcadey type experience. Yeah. Most yeah. of the other things I've tried with it, I've not been a huge fan. Uh, yeah, I it's, it's okay. Um, I, I already had got the a pleasure Wii. yet. I already got a Wii. I don't need a. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hear too, you. Too little, too late. Um, and also a very hard one for the N64, going back to Wimster, though. He picked up a Bomberman 64 second attack, right? Yeah, it's a tricky one to find. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen that one out and about. So I, Yeah, I have not. So that's a very, very nice little pickup there. Mm-hmm. Now, the next one I really liked, 
Um, did you guys see Barracuda's grab there? Uh, the, the, uh, the Turbo Graphics? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, it looks like you got a really nice little starting set for all that, right? Uh, I mean, I, I, I've never come across anything on Craigslist uh, around me, um, but uh, just from the look of it, it looks like a really good way to start uh, a Turbo Graphics collection. Yeah, he's yeah. got like what, like fifteen percent of the library already. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, but I mean, he's got some really good. Ones. He's got Devil's Crush. He's got Blazing Lasers, which is really pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Dungeon Explorer is pretty cool, and Galaga. Dungeon Explorer, yeah, and even some not so fantastic like JJ and Jeff, but yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's some nice little setup. It looks though like the Turbo Graphics. I mean, I don't think he really cleaned it up before he took a picture because it looks like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but just like Hungry Moose uh, recommended a while ago, um, he, uh, who's a big advocate of cleaning all your hardware, it's always nice to have before and afters. So uh, I'm expecting to see that real nice uh, squeaky clean turbo graphics uh, eventually. Yeah, all nice and shined up. So so good deal. I was glad to see Barracuda. I haven't seen him really post much in a while, like in terms of scores, so it's kind of nice to see him come back. And uh, speaking of uh, nice little pickups, um, Addicted found one nice score i really like this month huh did you guys see that one talking about the uh, super nintendo yeah like the box super nintendo yep that's pretty nice i mean you don't see a lot of those things anymore it seems like i for some reason run across well, I, I don't ever buy them but i mean i've seen more nes boxes than i have super nintendo boxes 100 percent agree yeah I, I see i see control decks and i, I see a lot of control decks and then the occasional sports set or a deluxe set. Um, I've actually seen like three or four different, you know, deluxe sets uh, uh, over the last uh, year and a half or so. I honestly can't remember the last time I saw a box Super Nintendo. Yeah, really strange. I wonder what the deal is. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it is hard to find. But um, I wouldn't think so. I mean, they were a truckload of things sold, so I don't know. Right. Now, uh, coming up next, we have Mr. Noise Redux. He um, posted some nice stuff in his blog, right? Still yes, going crazy with the Sega collecting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he, yeah, I think we talked about that last time that he decided to kind of branch out and go nuts, and he certainly did, right? Yeah, anything disc based that Sega, he's all over. So, so tell me what he got. I uh, got a few big lots of uh, Sega CD stuff and Dreamcast stuff. Uh, a couple of my favorite things he grabbed were the the backup cart for his Sega CD. Mm, yeah, Those definitely. Don't come around too often. He said he got hooked up with a good deal on that. And uh, Street Fighter Third Strike on the Dreamcast is a pretty cool fighter. That's a pri- pricey one too, right? I think a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of the fighters on the Dreamcast uh, people yeah. want them, so they're you know twenty, thirty, forty bucks. I think it's probably taken like a little bit of a hit because really that was like the only good way to play that game. Uh, but Xbox Live came out with Street Fighter Three a little while back, and I think that helped bring the price down just a tad bit. Yeah. But I, it's so it's so weird when that happens because I never would guess that that would happen. But it's 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 crazy how because I I just kind of feel like the the DLC crowd who you know downloads and buys these games on their on their new uh, newer generation systems. I would just imagine that most of them don't have. The older stuff lying around, but uh, it's like what it happened with um, with uh, what is it, Guardian Heroes? Yeah, took a little bit of a price. I mean, not huge, but took a right. little bit of a price hit. Marvel vs. Capcom it. too used to be a big money grab, and now uh, yeah, it's back down to reasonable prices. Yeah, it ha- it's, I just it just is really startling to me when that happens because I, I didn't think they would be that connected, but they are. That's why I really hope that Panzer Dragoon Saga never never comes out <laughs> anywhere else. 
Yeah, keep that keep that value. Yeah. Just speaking of fighters like that, um, when I go to this this street fighter club they do in town, um, yeah, all of them have all the old games on disc. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as they like did the Street Fighter Two HD remake, I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure all of them chucked their old stuff and just downloaded it on Xbox now. Oh, well, it's really good. And if you have like an X Arcade or something, I mean, it's pretty fantastic. And Third Strike is really good on the 360. So what's wrong with that? Yeah, I mean to be to be fair, I haven't played it, so I can't compare them. But I I love Double Impact and Third Strike on Dreamcast. I still have them. Yeah, now don't get me wrong. If I owned them anyway, I wouldn't chuck them. But right. I mean, I really like the 360 versions. They're good. Yeah, they did a really good version with it. Mm-hmm. And you had online play, which that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So who's up next? We have our resident um, Brony, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the show Brony. <laughs> so yeah, so Shaboni got him a, a nice cheap little deal, right? Pick something up. Cast some spells Skyrim. with you. Skyrim. <laughs> like we were just talking about that, right? Oh man, it's it's you know when a game is like so good and you play it for you know weeks Ever? and months <laughs> on end, and then like it's so weird because like I saw some things on Twitter today where it was talking about like oh all these places giving Mass Effect three game of the year, and it's it seems so weird, but like it was so long ago when I played that game, you know, because it was like ten whatever months ago. I'm still playing but, that game. Yeah, no, well, yeah, you're really in the multiplayer, and uh, uh, but it's like Skyrim, like the the Dragonborn DLC has me like really excited to get back into it, and it's odd because like I'll kind of not like forget about it because I don't forget about it, but it's like <laughs> when, when you when you leave the game for a little bit, and then you come back to something, and it just boots up, and you hear the music, and you get in the world, and you get in your inventory. It's just everything comes rushing back to you, and you're like, "Oh, why did I ever turn this off?" <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I went, I tried to go back to it with like whatever that first DLC that came out. Um, Do you mean the uh, the the Dawn yeah, Guard? Yeah, I, it was I, yeah, not I, good. It didn't sound like I don't know how other people felt about it. It didn't sound appealing to me, so I passed. Yeah, it's not good. And then Hearthfire is only five bucks, but like same thing. I don't really have a it's huge a interest in building builder. a house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Dawn, uh, what's it called? Uh, Dragonborn. Everything I've I've you know seen uh, of it uh, uh, in the previews that I've seen for it, it looks like the thing I've been waiting for for Skyrim for a year. So I'm super excited to get my hands on it. Yeah, I think that'll definitely be um, something on my radar here at some point in time. Yeah. So good deal. Now next. Um, all right, now I would say this is Angel Seven Sixty Two. I don't, I don't know why Peter, you guys. Peter Engel. <laughs> I'm with um, Bill uh, on this one. Yeah, he's got to be. No, no, it's got to be Peter Engel. He picked himself up uh, a nice little lot, but I think the nice piece that I kind of picked up on is that he got himself a Sega Master System with the light phaser, right? Mm-hmm. And a. I I like Savory Master System stuff. As a matter of fact, pick something up today, so we'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, good pickup. I, I do too. And then um, picked up a uh, a 2600 cart of uh, Pitfall 2, right? No, it's not quite super Pitfall, but it's still pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is quite super Pitfall, uh, thankfully. But that was a really nice grab. Um, that one I don't see as often on the 2600. I mean, I can go in. The my local retro shop has twenty six hundred carts, like by the stacks, mm-hmm. and they just they just all have a blanket price of a buck a piece, whatever <laughs> they are. Um, I've never seen that one in there yet, so right. I keep my eyes open. Hopefully, I'll run across it one of these days. 
Now, who's up next? Um, Pauly, Pauly, right? Yeah, he doesn't post too often when the small score is there. No, I hardly ever see Pauly post. Um, that's the first time I can recall in, I don't know, a long time. But I think he decided to indulge himself a little bit, right? Him and his, uh, didn't he say for his kids? Yeah. Yeah, I think his daughter, he said. Yeah. Uh, well, sure, we'll we'll let you believe that, Polly. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know how well that excuse goes over in your house, but when I buy video games and say they're for the kids, it usually doesn't fly. <laughs> uh, when I buy stuff for my wife, she's yeah, right. like, oh, oh, so you can use this? I'm like, this, it's it's a computer. It's for you. It's in your office. Yeah, I bet you're going to be getting Photoshop, all that stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but he picked up a, a PS3 bundle, right? Yeah. So you're a PS3 fan, right, Crammy? I am. I I own one. I've got one. It's a nice Blu-ray player. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I'm in no way against a PS3. I think it's got, uh, you know, it's definitely got its place. It's the it's definitely you know, you know, it's it, it's it's weird because I I'm I'm not anti PlayStation Three. I just happen to gravitate towards other platforms. But uh, uh, I got no problem with uh, letting Krabby have a uh, have his PS3. Yeah, yeah no, any, anything okay. I can get that's a multi-platform, I I always grab it on the PS3 over the 360. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, is is there another choice? Yes, the 360. <laughs> I think is the choice. <laughs> no, but he said like if it's multi-platform, you either get it on the PS3 or the 360. There's aren't those the only consoles that are out? <laughs> well, no, I, I said I always get it on the PS3 over the 360. Oh, over the 360. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, we won't get into that one, I think, because I don't <laughs> want to tick some people off. But <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, again, I mean, everyone's got their thing, and that's totally cool. If you, I mean, it's, I think it, for a lot of people it comes down to, like, you know, do you dig the controller? Do you care about online or not? What are your friends playing? So I don't really think there's, like, a right or wrong. It's just what's good for you. Sure. I tell you one great thing about it. It plays, like, PS1 games. Yep. It's great. I, I play, uh, that's what I play my PS1 games. I, I have the PS1 set up upstairs in my office with my computer and then I also have the PS3 downstairs so it's cool for me to be able to pop uh, you know upstairs or down with uh, on either system. Yeah, PS1 games on like HDMI on my HDTV look good. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good deal. Um now we I think <laughs> inadvertently skipped some stuff um by or did we? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, I thought I thought we kind of skipped a few things. Now who I thought was Jason Lee, but uh, again is not right. Jan Soli. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple of things that we um, we forgot to mention earlier. Some good NES grabs that he picked up, and then one other. So um, he picked up a copy of Rockin' Cats, right? Yeah, that's one of the ones I want the most right now. Been looking for that cart forever, and it's actually slipped through my fingers a few times. Really? What? Like happened? like like locally or? Yep, twice locally and once online. Wow. So so really so that's 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 surprising that you would see that thing pop up locally. Yeah, yeah. The guy that it popped up locally with is actually a buddy of mine now. Um, he just happened to sell it to someone like the day before I knew him. Oh man! I... Yeah, I've only seen one copy locally, and I bought it. So. <laughs> 
Good story. That was, that was it, it gets me worried sometimes when I think about like all the cool stuff that I've only seen once and purchased, and then it makes me think about all the cool stuff that I've seen once and missed out on. I'm like, oh, I hope that I see that again. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I know I, I hope to goodness that the guy is making it up, but that's the little game exchange retro store I go to. I'm going through like my list, like here's the last NES games I need, right? And I bring up Bubble Bath Babe, and he's like, oh, we had one of those in here. I said, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, when I first started. I'm like, no, you did not. <laughs> like, whatever you did, just tell me you did not have it. Because yeah. trust me, this place probably would have sold it for like $7. <laughs> so I'm going to just, let's just assume he's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he was thinking about Bubble Bobble. Yes, he was mistaken. Bubble Bobble Babes, yeah. <laughs> He got a couple of another hard to find one though, right? He yeah, another, another one that I still need NES. too. Uh, Jimmy Connors tennis. I don't have that one either. I don't know if that's a great player or not, but it is a hard one. It's one of the last few that I've picked up. Yeah, it's one of those sports titles that uh, I think people just overlook. Yeah, you know, when I got mine, it had like one of those like cardboard um, one page like instruction things like rental places would give out. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Where they like just retype the instructions. Mm-hmm. It was kind of interesting to see that uh, stuffed in there. It was like kind of shrink wrapped with. It was kind of weird. And um, another one, I don't. It's not as hard to find, but he picked up Gargoyles Quest too, right? Yeah, it goes for a few bucks. It's one of those cool uh, Capcom purple border games. And then lastly, um, an expensive N sixty four title, but is it really that rare? I don't think so. I think they pop up fairly often. They just people like it's got that cult following behind it. Yeah, Conkers. Um, I remember when this came out, I was like, okay, no big deal. I mean, for the N64, it was a big deal, but, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I'm kind of shocked at how much the thing still goes for. Yeah, especially complete in box. It's a weird one. Yeah. it's. I mean, I know it was a late late release, but I don't I didn't think it sold fairly well. I've seen uh, half a dozen of them locally in the last couple of years. Yeah, I don't know. I tell you, if I run across them at a decent price, though, be watching out for flipping that one. Yep. So who do we have next? My buddy Seavers. Yeah. What did he, what did he grab? Oh, he's always working on his uh, NES set, so he grabbed a bunch more goodies for it. Yeah, I got some complete in box games. So were you a little jealous there, Bill? Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Any of the ones that you need there? <clears throat> um, I saw. Well, I saw the uh, uh, the picture he posted with the uh, uh, manuals. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He picked up a bunch of manuals. Yeah, and and black box manuals are always cool to get because uh, oddly enough, like uh, you can you can sometimes find a pretty good deal on a boxed uh, a copy of a black box game that's missing the manual. So anytime you can grab those manuals for cheap, you can kind of complete them. Um, I don't want to say too easily, but definitely for less money than if it was uh, if it was all together. So those are kind of cool. Um, but uh, you know, I'm just trying to find the pictures of the boxes. Well, he got Nobunaga's Ambition. He got a really nice-looking bases loaded, and then a copy of Trojan. Yeah, I'm good. He can keep him. <laughs> well, there you go. Bill's giving you his blessing. Yep, don't worry, dude. You're him. all set. <laughs> um, and then uh, next is uh, uh, one of our fellow NES partners in crime looking for a complete set, Mr. Single Banana, right? Yep. He got a couple items I'm a little interested in there. Yeah, he got a lot of um, 
again, talking about some Sega Master System. We got uh, a total of nine complete Sega Master System games. I mean, nothing like fantastic, but nine of them. That's a nice little pickup. Yeah, that other it, that other accessory yeah. you got for the Master System is pretty pretty cool thing there. Yeah, yeah. Picked up the 3D glasses, right? Yeah. Sega Scope 3D. Doesn't that just sound cool? <laughs> yeah. And and don't you guys kind of get to a point where it's got to be really hard to find nine carts that you don't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you guys ever used Segascope 3D? I have the glasses, and uh-huh. I don't have the little adapter that plugs into the system that the glasses plug into. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotta get so, the whole thing. I haven't uh, had the pleasure. It's really pretty cool. It works, I mean, surprisingly well. It's because of all that blast processing. <laughs> like the master system had been blast anything, but um, yeah, ima- imagine if that 32-bit risk was around the same time. But it's really very effective. I mean, it uses the same. It's really the same exact technology that um, Nintendo used for like the Famicom 3D glasses. Uh, you can only use it on the older TVs, you know, with the interlacing. But <laughs> it, the effect is really pretty good. It works really well. I remember my I had a, that one friend that had the Sega Master System back in the day, and he had he had gotten that full set that included the 3D glasses. We used to play. The games are not really that great, but the effect of the 3D is really pretty good. Much better than like the atrocious red and blue glasses crap that you <laughs> yeah. had back in the day. And uh, he also picked up a nice uh, Super Nintendo cart, right? Yeah, awesome beat 'em up, uh, Knights of the Round. Yeah, it's I like that one. Really fun game. I sold the last one I came across, and maybe I should have held on to it, but <laughs> it had to go to help fund something else. Uh, it'll come up again. It's not that rare. Do sure. you remember what it funded? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you remember the game you sold, <laughs> but you don't remember what you bought. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Well, because yeah. I went and I actually went to a store and found it. So you remember the finds. Sometimes right. the stuff oh, sure. you just like order, you're like, meh, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong, you get to scratch something off the list, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I traded that and I got Panic Restaurant or something. Yeah, I, I remember us like selling a whole bunch of stuff, and it funded a sale where I eventually got, among other things, Othello. <laughs> <laughs> so Awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know what's wild is, a little while back, I don't know where it was at, but I saw a pick that someone had run across a, an entire case of sealed Othellos. And was selling. Oh yeah, I remember R- seeing R- that picture. Yeah, a couple, a couple other games with it too. Wasn't there like a a basis loaded and like a Family Feud or something in there too? Yeah, there was some some other awful stinkers. But yeah. um, like, oh gosh, Othello. I, you know what's funny and really weird about that too is I saw a picture one time not too long ago too of that came out on disc in Japan and it was a case of. <laughs> the uh, the Othello discs <laughs> that somebody had bought all sealed. You can't get rid of it no matter what side of the ocean you're on. Apparently not. Uh, I mean, like, that was at the 2600. <laughs> Who really goes, yes, more Othello. Um, this so, isn't your dad's Othello. Oh, no, that's right. <laughs> now with more shades of black and white. <laughs> yeah, now the blacks are super black. That's right. Um, and then... Uh, Razor Knuckles, he he got started with a new little collection, right? Yeah, I think that was his what his first Dreamcast there. Yeah, I think he picked up a Dreamcast and like a couple games and kind of a little starter set. 
still still one of my favorite older systems to uh to pop in and play i I play my dreamcast a lot more than i used to uh it's uh it, it's just a great great little system and to me <sighs> solid as a rock too like when you pick that yeah. thing you know some systems you pick up and you're like it's a hollow piece of plastic with like a pcb inside dreamcast just feels like a brick <laughs> yeah, and do you ever notice that, to me, that seems like the last of, like, the classics? Yes. Um, Before you and got into, like, PS2 and all this stuff. I mean... Yeah. I mean, PS2 was definitely hugely successful, but I know exactly what you mean. Like, it doesn't feel like... Like, it ha- like at least to me, it doesn't have that same feel as when you talk about any of the systems that came before it. Sure. I mean, like, I would lump in Dreamcast like how I consider, like, the Saturn to be classic. Right. Me too. Um, um, but... I'd have to disagree, actually. I'm not as big of a Dreamcast person as most people. Well, I think we've already established pretty well that your tastes are bad, Krabby. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, so why? So why? a few games I really like on it, but just the library doesn't do a lot for me. A lot of yeah, the games we, that people love, I just don't care for. That's right. You hated Skies of Arcadia. We already discussed yeah. that. So, so, so um, that's like half of the RPG library on it that I don't like already. Did, half did you like the Grandia? RPG, well, half. <laughs> There's not a lot of did RPGs you, on it. Yeah, Grandia 2. Did you play Grandia? I haven't yet, no. I've actually got, uh, I just picked it up on PlayStation a couple days ago, so I'll get to it. Yeah, I mean, there's more than that. There's a few good fighters, a few good shoot-em-ups, but I really... What about what about Choo Choo Rocket? No, you like shmups? I do. Shenmue? Yeah, I like like Gigawing and uh, Bangayo. There you go. There's a few gems, but it's really I gotta dig for them. You don't you don't love Seaman? No, I don't like Seaman. Don't like Crazy Taxi. Don't like Jets Jet Future Radio or whatever that one's called. Jet, Jet Grind Radio. Jet Grind Radio. Thank you. What about Crazy Taxi Two with the Crazy Pyramid? <laughs> Honest, honestly, like the the crazy taxi games, like the arcade part of them were like kind of cool, but like, uh-huh. and that's what got me into them. I loved them in the arcades, but on those home console versions where you had like kind of like those like side mission things, it was like the crazy box and the crazy pyramid and the crazy X when, it, when Crazy Taxi Three came out. That was where all my time was spent. Was like was like taxi bowling and like the taxi long jump and like all that <laughs> stuff. So, Krabby, you obviously must have never really played much Fantasy Star Online. No. No, I've I've uh, I had a buddy who was really into it when it first came out, so I, I've seen a fair amount of it, but I I never really got into that one either. That was like the whole justification for owning a Dreamcast to me. Yeah, and and you know what? And speaking of being online with it, I know that uh, Krabby. I don't think you're as as big into uh, shooters as some people are, but I was a big Quake Three fan um, on PC at the time, and when I got playing Quake Three with the keyboard and mouse with the broadband adapter is one of my uh one of my favorite times of my uh, Dreamcast experience. I would play that thing for days. You're missing out, Krabby. That's all I've got to say. Go back to your roots, check out the good stuff. <laughs> the days. <laughs> so welcome to a new experience. Razor Knuckles, I think you'll enjoy your time with the Dreamcast. There's a lot of really good stuff that's out there. So yep. give it some love. And you don't really have to dig that hard. No, and the controller is great. I don't yep. care what anybody says. That controller gets, is great. Get get some people over, play some Power Stone. It's it's, man. There's Cannon there's Spike. Such, you got Cannon there's, Spike there's on there. There's such a there's such a great, uh, like, it's it's uh, uh 
it's hard to find a Dreamcast lot. Like, you know, when you buy like 10 or 15 games, it's hard to find a Dreamcast lot that doesn't have at least one or two really good games in it. I bought yeah. like 40 or 50 games all at once off of Isrit a few years back. And I think I kept six of them. I just did not like the rest of them. Wow. <sighs> did, 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 he, did he give you like 40 copies of Blue Stinger? Because I don't understand that. Carrier? No, like, there was only one yeah, Blue Stinger carrier. in there. No carriers. What about yeah. Air, like got Air Force Delta? I remember looking forward to that, and then it came out, and I was like, "Hey, wow. I like Air Force Delta." <laughs> do you really? I do. My big problem with it is like everything is like looks like it's miles away, and then it's like, okay, you're like, okay, close, get closer, get closer, it's, and then all of a sudden it goes from three miles away to behind you. It's <laughs> you're like, oh, it's, I gotta turn around. It's, and... it's the Ace Combat for the Dreamcast. I mean, it is. It's probably a good air combat game. I'm probably just not used to. Uh, the last air combat game I played and really liked was Crimson Skies. Oh, really? That wasn't like yeah. a good air combat game. I felt, well, yeah, of course it I was. It felt like it was, Mario Kart in the sky. <laughs> but it was slower paced, so you didn't have to... That's the thing, is you weren't going Mach 17 flying by everybody. Yeah, you weren't flying a jet. Yeah, right, you were flying like a propeller uh, yeah, aircraft, ugh. which is more interesting to me. Who wants to fly that? <laughs> uh, right here. Jets are awesome. See, if you can see hands raised... Yeah, yeah, Where do you fall down, Krabby? Props or jets? I I don't do air combat periods. So okay, really what about what here. about Get what about space here. what about space combat? Yeah, uh, Rogue Squadron's <sighs> about the furthest in the space. Oh, okay. Uh, yep, yep. I'll allow it. That's a really good answer. Uh, yeah, it has I nothing to do the, with the Rogue Squadron jet ones. fighters. <laughs> Did you get that four megabyte memory upgrade for your sixty four? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, expansion pack. Yeah, awesome. I I really did notice the difference, but uh, loved it anyway. Hey, so it was not quite as foggy. <laughs> the space fog was diminished a little bit. Yeah, yeah the draw distance. I think the only thing we actually noticed that was noticeably different was uh, like Perfect Dark. We could actually play the game then. That's true. Yeah. Right. It was like yeah, it a was, mess, yep, yep. like no frame rate, right? Yeah. If you didn't have that. We still had it freeze a lot even after that. <laughs> yeah, it was a tough one. I really tried to push a little too hard, I think. So, uh, good. Again, welcome to that one. Now... Mr. Deep Pockets himself is up next, right? <laughs> He's hitting it hard, yeah, every time lately. Yeah. Um, I'm happy for him, don't get me wrong, but man, I need some whatever he's doing. Uh, Mr. PWP Cody, um, he finished off a collection this month, right? Yeah, something that doesn't happen very often. Nope, he is now the proud owner of a complete U.S. Um, N64 set, right? Yeah. He picked up the last game you needed, which was uh, the last game most people need, Clay Fighters Sculptor's Cut. And uh, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. congratulations. Ghost Soldier, uh, also an RF Gen, helped him out with that, which is, I've, I've dealt with Ghost Soldier before. He's awesome. So I'm glad they, they worked something out for that cart. Yeah, and so you don't get to see that every day when somebody goes, ta-da, checks the last <laughs> box and goes, I'm done. Yep. Yeah, drops the mic, walks out. Yeah, yeah it sounds like he, he might be migrating over to the Super Nintendo arena now. That's fine, just don't come to the NES. There's yeah. enough what? people here already. I'm, pr I'm, pretty <laughs> sure he, I'm pretty sure he's into NES. Don't need any more of that. I saw the post where he grabbed like Revolution X. Yeah. And uh, I, I remember thinking to myself, uh, oh, I love Revolution X. It's such a great, bad game. Oh, it's and bad. And the yeah. very next post was Isret saying, I love Revolution <laughs> X. It's such a good, bad game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Now, he also got the unlicensed cart that you both seem to opine over mm-hmm. so often, right? So what, Tetris? Tengen Tetris. Tengen yep. Tetris. Tengen, Tengen Tetris. Tengen Tetris. That's what I <laughs> said. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's one that... Uh, I can't say I let it slip through my. Fa- I mean, like when I was selling the uh, um, the uh, video store uh, stock out, um, I, I I grabbed like a handful of games that I knew I wanted to keep, and I would have liked to have kept some of the higher uh, you know value or rarity ones. But at the same time, I was trying to you know I was really trying to help these people out. I mean, the the you know, the woman's husband just died and everything, so I let a lot of the uh, you know the stuff go that I thought could help her out. And uh, my copy of Tetris actually ended up going to Duke before we. Uh, uh, it was like one of the first trades we ever did. Certainly. I've actually... I just remember you had the big list and uh, you're like, okay, look, this is going to be a little bit. Is that all right? I'm like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I actually bought one for a Secret Santa a few years back and I uh, gave it to someone as a gift. So I've, I've held one in my hands, but I haven't had one to, to keep for myself. But you didn't play it? No, I, I had to get it out like right away because I was oh, shipping to the U.S. So hey. it came in from the U.S. to Canada, and then I had to get it back to the U.S. really quick. It really is the best version of, te- of Tetris, I think, on the Nintendo. Because you can play two players. It's just fun. I yeah. mean, you know, it's kind of fun to compete. I don't know how they how they uh, didn't put that into the, the licensed one. It's just weird. Yeah, I got spanked the last time I played against John White. He <laughs> uh, He's really good at his Tetris. I'm not <laughs> so not so good. Yeah, I'm I'm very business cash with like the puzzle games. So it's like I'll sit down, like I'll throw a few lines together. But once it becomes competitive, uh, Tetris Attack is the only one that I can kind of hold my own with. But yeah, regular Tetris and Doctor Mario and stuff, I I can't. Yeah, I'm getting spanked. That's all there is to it. So moving on from um, the heavy guns, we get back to some more reasonable things. So um, <laughs> Mr. Sloman, right? Sloman. Sloman. Yep. Uh, Mr. Sloman picked up a. A few PlayStation games. So being the PlayStation fan, Krabby, why don't, why don't you take this one? I was pretty pleased with the lot he got. He got like a, a bunch of PS3 and PSP stuff, but it was almost entirely role-playing games. Really cool stuff. Like uh, like Dark Souls, uh, Jean d'Arc for the PSP, uh, like three or four different Final Fantasy games. Really, really solid lot. Lots of fun stuff to play in there. Now, how did you pronounce that? Jean or Jean, I guess, d'Arc. Is that? Is that? I I, I would have dubbed it like Genie. Is it? Is it's, it Jean? It's, a, it's like uh, Joan of Arc. I would say type thing, so Yeah, I, I would say I would say I would say Jean just because it looks French to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it looks French. I got no clue. No clue how to say that. Yeah, I'm I'm as far away from the French side of Canada as you can get here. So. <laughs> Oh, speaking Excuse of, I was me. gonna ask you for, I was gonna ask you for help translating some crab, but you're you're no good with the French. No, <laughs> I I had to take it up to grade eight, and I have not used it. Sacre bleu. Okay, I'll I'll wait till my scores to to give you the explanation why. We can keep going. Good, good. Um, now he got Dark Souls right now. Dark Souls is the first one, and Demon Souls is the second one. Is that right? No, that's backwards. I, actually, Demon Souls was cr- the first release. And Dark Souls, Souls was like a spiritual successor, and they've just Dark announced Souls. Dark Souls 2 as the direct sequel to Dark Souls. I can't Souls. ever keep those things straight. Yeah. Which one's which? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I I, I played uh, uh, I played demos of the of the second game, um, and uh, I I don't know. Like, I'm just not sure if it's for me. I I'd pick Dark Souls over Skyrim any day. Those I like these kind of games. Oh, cool! I I didn't realize you were that into them. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. They're they're like uh, 
they're like playing an old Nintendo game with like new graphics. Like they're they're hard. Because if tough. you die, you go back. Yeah, and they're all about memorization yeah. and learning the enemy patterns. Um, yeah. Very cool. It's got some big fans. I know I hear a lot of people love it. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, like, from the people who love it, it's like, oh, game of the year. Like, you know, a lot of the people who love it really love it. I just, but at the same time, like, I've told you the story before where I could, I didn't understand Fallout 3 when I first played it, and it took someone sitting down and, like, walking me through, like, all the different systems in the game and what I should be thinking about when I'm, you know, looting and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then once I knew that... I put 80 hours into it in a couple of weeks. So oh, that's great. It might be one of those things where if someone sits with me and says, okay, like this is how you should be approaching this game, maybe I'd like it. Yeah, I, th- I think that would actually help a lot. That makes sense. Fallout 3 and like New Vegas was the only time in a game where I enjoyed the system <laughs> where your weapons degrade over time. <laughs> yeah, with a, I, I was focused on my repair skill. I was mm-hmm. grabbing new weapons to replace the parts in the old ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another example where I hated it was Vagrant Story, old PS1 RPG, because mm-hmm. your stuff would degrade the more you used it. And I was like, are you kidding me? You would get caught in these fights, and it's like there was no realistic way to repair your stuff. You just had to like throw it out and get new stuff. Yeah, I don't... Unless I was... Yeah, they, I mean, but yeah, you're, you're right. Like They made it like, fun. They did. You would you would find new like hardware and it was like oh I have one of those I can fix it with this yeah and it was like it worked so well yeah that's a, that's a great system and if you took the right perks you could just like totally keep your awesome weapons fixed for like next to nothing good stuff so um so next up Mr Burning Toys yeah probably, now, this probably is... one of the most interesting finds this month yeah I mean I don't really even know how to step up to these so. Um... <laughs> I, I think Krabby, actually, because I, I'd, I'd uh, asked uh, uh, him some questions about some arcade boards uh, earlier, so I didn't realize uh, uh, the, these Jammas, he probably has the, the story on them. Uh, yeah, well, he picked up four, uh, just the boards, not the whole machines, uh, the Jamma boards for a few arcades, uh, really good games all around. Picked up uh, Kadash, uh, Double Dragon, Mortal Kombat 2, and Street Fighter 2. That sounds awesome. That does. That's a great, like, great bunch of games there. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I don't know if he mentioned that he was, if he has a machine or not, or if it's like a like a plan of his to maybe get one. I wouldn't be hard now that he's got the hardware. You just gotta put a frame together, right? Throw a monitor in there. Yeah, I mean, you could probably uh, now that he has like some good jammas. Do you think it'd make more sense for him to find uh, an existing arcade machine that he can just swap boards out in, or would you think that he'd probably want to build one? Uh, that'd be fairly easy to do, because um, uh, like all those games, uh, you don't need too many buttons on them. So I'm sure you could find a a machine locally for for pretty easy. But you could also build one for for not too much more. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, arcade controls are all pretty stock stuff, so you could just build your own little like uh, yeah. There's board, so, right? so many kits and instructions online uh, that if you, as long as you have the tools to to cut some wood, you're you're pretty much set. Yeah, I suck at that, so I think I'll end up cutting my fingers off. Miter saw. <laughs> yeah, not happening. Not happening. But um, that's cool. It's a little outside my realm. Um, yeah, it's same same here. Very interesting, and something that if I saw pop up locally, I probably would have made the move for it too, even though I don't have uh, like a cabinet or anything. It, but it was uh, just gonna very ask, interesting. I was just going to ask if you'd be interested in buying them, just the boards, yeah. I, I well, I've, as as you know, I've I've purchased a couple of PC ten PCBs, right? So, um, I'm you know, and just just because 
the 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 minute I see a dual screen Play Choice Ten locally, I mean, I think most of us would say the same thing. For a decent price, I'm grabbing it. <laughs> so, um, you never know if it's going to come with games, be empty. You know, that might be part of the deal you get. So, if I see a Play Choice Ten game that I you know would be interested in putting in a, a system eventually that I can get for twenty bucks, absolutely. If anyone locally is listening to this, I will I will go beyond a decent price. I'll play a ridiculous price. For <laughs> uh, I won't go ridiculous, but yes, I really want one too. Um, you know, and I think Mimblers over on Nestev, the last time I saw him, he was he had created a custom board. And I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, it was so you could put NES carts into the PlayChoice 10 slots. So it was like an adapter. Weird. Oh, so so instead of, like, because I know a lot of places, uh, they can uh, they can flash the uh, the EEPROM uh-huh. uh, to put that in the PCV. But you're talking actually plugging the cart in so yes. it plays in the PC-10. Okay. Yep. It's like in a little um, adapter board that he designed. And I asked him if he was going to start selling them, and he said uh, he was talking about it. But I got to see kind of his prototype board. They go, man, that guy is so f- smart. <laughs> I'm just sorry. <laughs> Every time I'm like, you what? I mean, yeah. huh? Um, so, man, I just don't get it. I'm like, you just that's just some other planet to me. I was yeah. beyond anything I can comprehend. Um. Now, somebody I've not heard from in a long time is up next. Uh Mr. Bad Enough Dude. He, yeah, he's been around for years, but he's been his posts have kind of been disappearing lately. Yeah, I don't know if he's been busy. I mean, life sometimes it gets in the way, right? He was actually mm-hmm. the first person I ever bought anything off of on RF Generation, like, I don't know, like four or five years ago now. Really? Do you remember what it was? Yeah, it was um, hookups for an N64. I, I had a, found a loose system, and I needed to finish it up, so he, he helped me get all the little odds and ends. That's pretty cool. Very cool. So he chimed in. He picked up uh, a couple of nice little games there, right? Yeah, his, his friend gave him like an early Christmas presents, uh, or one of them anyway, uh, Tales of Destiny. Got to be happy with that one. And yep. uh, Tales, that's like that whole Namco series yeah. of RPGs, yes. right? Yep. Are you guys fans? I'm not a fan. I've never I've never played any of those games. I The ones I've played I've not been a fan of. I mean, I've not played a ton of them, maybe like one or two, but... My brother um, was obsessed with uh, Tales of Symphonia on the GameCube, uh, uh-huh. and uh, I've tried to get into it with him a, half a dozen times. I just can't do it. I've owned uh, like two of the PlayStation ones, Legendia and Abyss. I've owned Tales of Destiny. I just don't like them. I Everybody keeps telling me that Vesperia, Tales of Vesperia on 360 is pretty good, but I've not run across it yet, so I'll have to reserve judgment. Yeah, there's also, like, when it comes to RPGs, uh, just because of the length, I mean, I have to be really selective on what I'm going to put the time into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like, every time I just, I figure I want to play, like, one of those old RPGs, I start thinking about the two or three that I've, I'm really, really ashamed that I haven't played. So, like, I'm just going to stick to, you know, getting through that stuff before I look at that, uh, you know, anything that's kind of iffy. I would agree. Go to that list you were making, play some Final Fantasy V Advance, you'll thank yourself. <laughs> it's on the list. There you go. Now, um, next we've got uh, Rustly Man, right? Yeah. Uh, so would you, is that how you would say that, Rustly Man? Yeah. I can make sure. Unless his right. unless his name is Russ Lyman. Russ oh, could be. <laughs> yeah, it could be Russ Lyman. That's possible. Right. All right. Russell Lyman. He's a lineman. Or Russell Yimman. <laughs> Russell. Russell. Why, man? <laughs> Why? Why you gotta be like that? <laughs> Now, why you gotta be, be all rusty, man? 
he picked up um now bill do you know a little bit more was this a harder one to find uh i couldn't say but i have not seen uh uh this uh, uh gen this uh, sports uh, genesis set mm-hmm. um i can't remember seeing this anywhere before i mean i'm, I'm not uh super uh, into the Genesis, like I like my Sega stuff, especially my you know thirty two X as you guys know, but I can't remember ever seeing this sports set anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. I I've never seen one before. I mean, same thing. I I don't know much about it, but it's it's not something I can say I've seen around. Nothing to be wrong. I mean, like I got my Genesis like originally, like when it came out, so I didn't really follow a lot of the other system releases later. Besides, like oh, this one comes with Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it was kind of interesting to see that. But it's, like, all complete in box and everything that he's yeah. got. So that's kind of it's kind of neat to see some of those interesting system variants that you don't run, run across very often. Absolutely. I mean, I see the, the Dreamcast Sports version a lot. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, 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 you, and you see a lot of people on Craigslist with that claiming that it's, like, the rarest thing in the yeah, world. Of course it is, right? And, and, it's, and it's, you know, to be honest, it is less common than finding the white system, but, yeah, they, they pop up uh, fairly often. Oh, sure. Yeah, because didn't they get bundled with one of the 2K games or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, uh, they came out, I think, with NBA and NFL in the same bundle. I could be wrong. I think it was a bundle with both games. Yeah. And uh, returning to the fold, I think he's been gone for a little bit, um, Mr. Hungry Moose, mm-hmm. uh, my one of my local, yeah, local was, guys here. I was just going to see how you let this slip through your fingers. You let someone else grab it. Um, he's like, okay, where I'm at compared to Indianapolis, imagine almost like the flip side of that. So he's mm-hmm. actually you know, probably in a good hour, a little over an hour away from me. So he kind of soaks up the stuff over on his end, and I soak up the stuff over on my end. <laughs> so, so, so he, so he's local-ish. Yeah, I mean, you know, close enough to drive to and see, but not that we're like button heads collecting. Gotcha. Um, so he picked up a nice big lot of Nintendo Power Mags, right? Yeah, they look good. Big stack yeah. of them there. I already worked out a trade for a couple of those for like a couple <laughs> odds and ends that were in my thread that he wanted. So I'm, I'm really nice. good with that. And he, he got like what most of the Super NES era. Yeah, mostly that. He's got a few NES ones in there, and a couple of the dupes he had. That's kind of what I went for. I think I'm picking up two mags off of him. That's like mid to late NES era. Just, just real super quick uh, uh, before we get too far off of that Sega Sports Genesis. Yeah. Um, did you notice that the Sega Sports logo is the same Sega Sports logo on the Sega Sports Dreamcast? No, I didn't really. I guess I didn't pay attention to that. It look. I mean, it, if if it's not the exact same, it's very close. And also, it says free stadium cushion inside. I wonder if it came with that. So uh, was it in so the box? Russ, so Russell, why, man? If you could let us know if that was in there. And also, you see uh, right above uh, Joe Montana's head, that's a Goodwill sticker. So that was a Goodwill score. So uh, it's kind of nice to find something like that uh, in a place like that. So I wonder, was that just so, like, when your butt never gets off the couch, it doesn't get too sore? Is it the plan? Well, yeah, and it's, <laughs> I would imagine that their their goal was to get you to go to an NFL game. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> they want you to sit on your TV, on your TV yeah. and buy more. No, games. they want you. They want you to frame it because you're a collector. Mm-hmm. No, no one ever sit on that. <laughs> Can't use that thing. <laughs> and also, you know what else is weird is because uh, uh, it looks like the, I mean it's a Genesis two, obviously. Why wouldn't they have six button controllers with that system? I guess for sports games, most of them you really didn't need that. It's just like some of the fighting games, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, not really needed. 
And uh, and then we get to this one other little silly thing at the end. I guess we can just skip it, right? We don't need to talk about this one. Yeah, no one will no. care. Yeah, it was a. I've never. I've never even seen this cart. I don't even know where you would find something and like this. It was kind of ugly. It was like cased in plastic, and it was like yeah. kind of roughed up. Looked like it'd been used. Seriously, get some nicer box art. Yeah. If you're gonna put something out. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think he has the box for it. No, and it looks like somebody's like really used the living tar out of the thing. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. Rough. And and part of the cart is broken, and there's like dip switches popping out of the cart. Yeah, like what? Well, I mean, I don't know. All I've got to say is, if he wants to get rid of it, I would consider maybe tossing a few bucks his way. <laughs> um, just, just I mean, maybe. Just I don't, I don't know. know. I've got a loose copy of a Star Wars arcade for the 32x. I throw yeah, for it. That seems fair enough. Yeah. So. um... So yeah, maybe maybe if he high, maybe if he colored the label, mm-hmm. like added some like you know color to it, he could probably get some more money for That's it. That's it. I mean, like some magic marker. Do you think you should color it in? Yeah, uh, paint, maybe uh, paint Crayon? the paint the gray shell gold. Maybe Fetch yeah, a few extra spray paint. Could you do you get like like duct tape and kind of <laughs> just tape it up and a little quick paint job? <laughs> or or you could just go buy a car. You could buy a car, yes. Um, so, Mr. Wayne Pei, and um, <laughs> I, I know, I know for a fact now that it is Wayne Pei because is it really? um, he friended me over on Xbox Live, and I know what the whole thing stands for now, and it is Wayne Pei because there is more after that. <laughs> I think. I think it's Winklepimp. <laughs> it is not. I know for a fact Wayne Pitt, and, and there is more, but then we'll just leave it at Wayne Pitt. So he picked up a graded Nintendo World Championship. Right? Woo! What, good a, for what, you. A, what? A great <laughs> Nintendo World Championship graded cart. Right? A VGA 85 plus cart number 311. 1990 Nintendo World Championships. Congratulations, Fred Savage. <laughs> and yeah, that that 85 plus means it's uh, gold condition by their standards, so it's it's in great shape. Man, I don't really, just, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really hard to spend so much time talking about someone's like Barbie horse adventure story, <laughs> <laughs> and then to mention this for a minute and be like. All right, Krabby, what did you get this month? Yeah, yeah we're, we're I did kinda... not get Nintendo World Championship, right? Nope. And we, we should I, mention... I, I would love... I was going to say, we should oh, no, mention ahead, this is the, the same guy that had the SNES uh, Max rifle with the with the case and everything last time around. Right. That's good. That's a good point. I, 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 would want, I would be curious if someone can add up the values of every other score this month to see how they stack up with the <laughs> price that he got this single item for and Krabby didn't you make a comment that you know the person who we bought this from or you know this the the what they paid for it uh yeah he's uh he's over on Nintendo age he was pretty uh vocal about what he paid and and when he was selling it was pretty pretty transparent well, it was on eBay I yeah. mean so I mean, you can see what he paid for it yeah um right but I got a sneak peek because yeah he, he friends me over on Xbox Live like, oh hey, yeah how are you and everything and he's like Oh yeah, I just won this auction for a Nintendo World Championship. <laughs> oh, and he, and he said, "Oh, well, that sounds pretty good." What? <laughs> yeah, like, huh? I, I, I'm willing won? to bet that this, he might tell the story a little differently. He probably won the auction and then got all these friend requests from Duke Togo all of a sudden. Hey, <laughs> Want to hang Can out? I come yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, you, that's uh, great. You'd have to crack the thing open, right? I mean, uh, wouldn't you? Yeah. Hey, hey, do you need a roommate? <laughs> <laughs> 
Can I just do you come summon, over? Do you, summon, do you summon a house sit? <laughs> yeah, I promise. I will come uh, unarmed. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't uh, so... want to try and break in. You'll have a max rifle in your face. <laughs> <laughs> so, congrats, Wayne Pear. Wayne Pear. <laughs> You win. Um, so thanks, guys. It's been nice doing the collector cast. I guess this is over, right? It's, yep. it's, just, uh, it's been fun. Have a have a nice have a nice life. Yeah. Just add a drop the mic sound. <laughs> yeah. In, in post. I, I feel just a little burn. bad for uh, for Cody now. Like he he's been working on the set all year. Finally nails it. Yeah. And then someone grabs a Nintendo World Championship yeah. at the same time. And, and, <laughs> and then yeah, then Wayne Pez like ah, I have a feeling. That someone has some thunder that I need to steal. <laughs> There's a disturbance in the force. <laughs> but no, I mean it's it's I, I mean again same thing. Like we spent all this time on all the scores, but then we glaze over. Oh yeah, completed a collection. Uh, it it shouldn't be underestimated how cool that is and how good I could imagine it feels. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not there yet. It's just within reaching distance, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very very cool accomplishments uh, for everyone. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't really, I don't have anything else I can say. I'm just yeah, kind of. The, the, yeah, yeah, there's, there's nothing else. There's nothing else you can do. All right, so we all got some crap this month, right? We got some yeah, crap, a couple things. Some stuff. Yeah. Should I, should I go? No Nintendo World Championships. I, I think we no. have to call it crap in comparison. <laughs> yeah. So the crap sure. I got, I got some crap for the Dreamcast, some crap for the Nintendo, crap for the PSP, crap for the Wii. And some crap for the 3DO and the GBA. Yeah, I got some Nintendo crap. What else did you get? Uh, what did you get? Crabby. So, uh, so on, on the on the oh, Crabby got crap. Yeah, I think Krabby got some crap. I got some crap. It's especially <laughs> crappy because I even got some PC stuff in there. Got some crap. Oh, okay. Well, then you you uh, you get to sit and time out for that, Mister. <laughs> so, so the crap that I got, uh, uh, Duke actually uh, uh, helped me out. Uh, he's uh, well, he kind of works for me now. So um, I am on the lookout patrol for <laughs> yeah, Mr. Wild Bill. He's on the payroll. He's got the badge. I am. So like, I, uh, I show uh, people the official list when I walk into stores. <laughs> Do you have these <laughs> items, please? Get out of my please way, sir. Please put them in the bag. Pushing <laughs> people out of the lineup. <laughs> so, so yeah, so for Dreamcast, uh, oh, speaking of Dreamcast, you got your 18-wheeler American pro trucker. <laughs> honk, honk. Eat, eat your heart out, Wayne Pear. So, so to tell me, whenever you play that, I mean, do you have, like, the urge to do, like, dress up like Smokey and the Bandit and, like, play that song? I actually have to dress down to get to <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit level. Do you grow out the mustache? But, just so you can I, have to put on, I, have to, I have to put on the smaller belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> just blaring eastbound and down on the yeah. stereo? And 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 honest in all seriousness, one of my favorite, really one of my favorite games in the arcade and on the Dreamcast, Hydro Thunder. Um, I know it's really just kind of like you know a throwaway game for a lot of people, just like this like you know Aqua, uh, you know boat racing uh, game. I remember going in the arcade and loving this thing, like with the throttle, with the uh, uh, the, the whole machine would like shake the the faster you would go. It, it to me, it really felt. You know, as someone who's never raced in a boat, it really did feel like I was kind of like racing in this boat. So our movie theater um, I, up here I, actually has that machine still. Oh, I love it! If you can get your hands on it, just ship it to me. <laughs> no problem. Yep. Done. Yeah. Just, just. <laughs> you, you need a dance dance I, revolution too? No. <laughs> I have all the dance moves I I can handle <laughs> in my. Uh, I don't need any more any more revolutionizing it. Um, ready to rumble boxing, which. Uh, uh, it's, it's it's not a great game, but uh, you know what it was? It was my it was 
when I would explain to people the Dreamcast could do things 60 frames per second, and they were like, what, what does that mean? I would put on Reddit and Rumble Boxing because it was solid 60 the whole time you were playing it. And they would just um, go, so? <laughs> yeah, and they were like, and that's it? And I was like, yep. Why and then there's Afro, Afro Boxer, dude. <laughs> um, my copy, now probably the coolest thing in this little group, uh, the last story, um, my copy of the last story I got, uh, I think it was on Black Friday or, or on Thanksgiving. It popped up on Amazon for like uh, somewhere between 20 and 30 bucks, so I grabbed it for that. Um, still gotta, still gotta jump onto it. Um, I'm playing Borderlands 2 right now because I have friends who, who gave me crap that I'm not as far in it as they are and they want me to catch up. So I'm playing Borderlands 2 now, but Last Story is probably next. So I gotta give you more crap um, about Last Story. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's how it works. Right. Whoever gives me the most crap, that is right. the person who chooses there's, the game I play. There's a few of us playing Last Story right now, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna post in that thread. Uh, everyone needs to just barrage <laughs> you with PMs. We're gonna give you way more crap hey. than the Borderlands guys. I I don't mind. I'm still insulted you don't have the 360 version of Borderlands 2. We could be playing. No, you and your snazzy PC friends. Yup, got my SLI running over <laughs> here. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> All right, keep going. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Yes. No. This, this one popped up on a new egg for 10 bucks, and I grabbed it. It was cool. Um, Double Dragon 2. I am uh, missing the manual, but that's okay. Uh, Gilligan's Island, Akari Warriors 2, those were trades from Fibro Freak. Uh, thank you very much, Fibro. Um, I think she's in the process of getting rid of some system boxes as well. Why don't you so just drive over to her it. house? I could, yeah. She's uh, maybe like an hour-ish away from just me. Just go raid her house, man. Yeah. Oh, man. it's uh, She has so much cool stuff, too. I'm not. I'm not going to raid your house. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know Every time I look through like her enormous list of stuff, I'm like, oh, where do you get this stuff? But uh, I think she's in the process of selling some system boxes. So if anyone's looking for like a virtual boy box, um, I'm pretty sure she still has it in the sales thread on RF Gen. Um, and that was my first little score. And then Duke sent me uh, another little uh, uh, group, uh, uh, including a Black Label Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Been looking for that one for a while. Awesome. Black Label Final Fantasy VII. It's not the uh, the misprint on the back, but still much appreciated, and I will cherish it forever. There you go. And uh, San Francisco Rush 2049, um, not quite as cool as the first Rush game, but eh, you got to have a full Rush collection, you know. <laughs> Do you have to? And uh, cyber, and then a couple of uh, complete NES games: Cybernoid, Akari, uh, One and Two, uh, a Starship Ektor, uh Sesame Street One Two Three, <laughs> MTV Remote Control, World Games, and here's the re- two things. First one is from Johnny Nintendo. He gave me. He sent me a copy of a Metroid uh, uh, for the GBA, the classic version, uh, complete in box. We were we were at first trying to like negotiate a price, and we were close. But he and he didn't. I didn't have anything he wanted to trade. And was like, oh well, this and that. And we it just kind of going on for a few days. And then he said, oh man, I t- I'm so sorry. I just realized this is like in your keep an eye out for me thread that like you're really looking for this. I'm just gonna send it to you. Um, so he just sent it to me and uh, he said, just, and he said, just keep an eye, like just what you do, like just keep an eye out for me. Any complete NES game that you come across, I don't have, just hit me up at some point. Nice. So besides being like exactly the kind of collector that I like dealing with, um, Johnny Nintendo has exemplary penmanship. (laughs) (laughs) There was an index card that came with this game. He, and when he writes Johnny Nintendo, it's like in the red oval, like the Nintendo logo. Nice. And it looks like it was it came from a typewriter, and it's his handwriting. Nice. I'll I'll, I'll scan it. I'll throw it in the thread. So big ups to Johnny, and uh, Duke uh, grabbed me the Super Street Fighter Two Turbo for three DO um, box, the long box version. And I was actually talking to him about that, and he yeah. he told me that you've got the Canadian variant. It's the Canadian one, yeah, which is one. funny because I bought one locally, and mine is the the U.S. version. 
<laughs> must have got paths must have got crossed. So the cool thing, the box is in ridiculous shape. It's really nice. You're Everything's crispy on it. That's and when so you open hard it up, with those uh, long boxes too. It it really is. Like I don't know what. And the thing is, like when you, like inside of it, it doesn't really have like a whole lot of supportive material, like you know, styrofoam or anything. It's just the box. Yeah. So um, it's really really nice. Uh, and when I opened up the like the inside jewel case, the inside jewel case was sealed. And whenever I come across anything sealed, I'm like, uh, do I want, what do I want to do? Um, I eventually decided, eh, it's Canadian. I want to enjoy the game, whatever. I'm going to open it. So, uh, it's weird on the outside of the box. Everything's in English and French, yep. but the instruction manual, 100% French. <laughs> and what I really like about the instruction manual inside, um, I really like when there's artwork in the instruction manual. Uh huh. And the, and the cool thing is when they're – so they're not showing any digitized pictures or screenshots or anything. Like when you go to like the, the section where all the character moves, like uh, you know DJ, T-Hawk, like everyone knows the Street Fighter characters. There's original artwork showing what each of the moves looks like. Those, and that those kind are of the stuff first really two Street cool. Fighter characters you name? <laughs> T-Hawk? It's super. It's super. I just, I just flipped open – I have the book in front of me. <laughs> so I flipped it open and they are like the centerfold the is DJ characters. and T-Hawk. <laughs> They were new in that. Well, not quite in that one, but now, do you have the uh, the fight stick for your three DO to play that with? Uh, I actually posted a thread in RF uh, asking if anyone has any experience with some three uh, DO controllers with the uh, six face buttons. Yeah, because it's um, really only... hard to play that with the standard controller. I've tried. Yeah, I mean the, the only controllers I have are the two standard uh, uh, Panasonic uh, three button controllers, yeah, and I haven't too. even tried to play. Yeah, with those you have yet. to like hit start to like switch over to your kick moves. <laughs> so you no. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, there's no there's no button config. You've got I don't remember. I just remember it being really challenging to uh, do much. I mean, it, it, even if there was, I mean, like, what's the best you could do? Put like like medium or hard punch on B and medium or hard kick on C and just use one of each. Ugh, it was painful. Yeah. It was kind of like the way um, Championship Edition on the Genesis was if you didn't have the six button pad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. With yeah. Or Mortal yeah, I mean, Kombat on the Genesis with the three button. Oh, just. Yeah. Oh. You, you needed the six. I mean, it was it was unplayable, well, especially once you got to Mortal Kombat uh, uh, three with uh, the run. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like because in the first few games, the middle buttons like X and B were both block, but then you had a block and run button. It was unplayable without the six button. Oh yeah, for certain. So, yeah, so that's pretty much uh, uh, it for me. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, again, it's it's no Wayne Pear <laughs> or Pedapair Coder. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, you know, some, some nice little stuff, and I'll definitely play most of it. Certainly, certainly. So, Krabby, you know, I remember a little bit ago, Krabby sends me a message, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to have to take a break for a while. I'm not going to be buying anything. I think I've got to, like, take a break. <laughs> um, and then, then like, my, there's then this giant list of town. stuff I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this giant list, Krabby. Uh, well, one of them was, was kind of a freebie. I got the my Club Nintendo uh, posters in for hitting platinum status there. Cost yeah, me, now you got the yeah you got the poster set. So how's the poster set? They're really nice. I'm I've got all the other poster sets they put out. So uh, I decided to keep going with the poster collecting. And uh, yeah, they're they're really good quality. I like them. The Luigi's Mansion one looks awesome. 
Yeah, you, you, you actually, when I was asking you what rewards are good, you said that you had uh, the full poster set going and that you really liked them. I love them, yeah. I've got every one they put out so far, even the, the limited ones they put out really quick in there. Really good quality, really good artwork on them, really glossy. I like them. And now they come in tubes? Uh, the first ones came in tubes, but this last one actually came in a triangle. <laughs> it was weird. Huh? Oh, but but, but my, my main question was they're not folded, they're rolled. They are rolled, yes. Okay. Because that there'd be oh man there'd be pitchforks, <laughs> hell to pay. Yeah. 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 No, they they pack them well. They get here safely. That that does remind me though. I did get my uh, uh, platinum uh, uh, Nintendo cards. I got to post a picture of those. Right. They, yeah, they yeah. Actually... And the and the uh, uh, what's it called? Um, the the DS uh, the 3DS uh, 18 game case uh, hit the uh, uh, club Nintendo today. Yeah. Why? What do you mean, why? Why? You already have cases. They come with every <laughs> game. You buy them. Yeah, but this one holds 18 carts, and it has, like, four reversible paper sleeves that are limited edition to Club Nintendo. Now, don't get me wrong. I would get it. But, I mean, to use it? I, I, no. I, I, I ordered it. Oh, well, good. I ordered it. I'm totally getting it. And I totally can't wait to put my three 3DS games into this 18 3DS game uh, case. So you can feel bad about yourself and have to go buy 15 more 3DS games, right? Yup, gotta collect them all. <laughs> my son's just got a little, like, 12, 12 game case he takes when we go on trips. I... Uh, be, be, be careful. Oh, we're careful. Yeah. I'm, oh, I, I absolutely know you are. It's just, uh, I get so nervous with kids when they have all their eggs in one basket. He has uh, been trained since birth to take care of eggs, so uh, he's, he's, I trust him. They're not eggs, Bill. They're games. <laughs> it's, a, it's an expression. Well, you got you to get, uh, you you get one basket for each egg, is that it? That would be hard. Yeah. To, you would never yeah. go grocery Was shopping. That, were you, did you just quote The Simpsons? Did I? I know I've heard that somewhere recently. You did. I was, I was watching. Oh, geez. Jesus. Us and tangents. So, uh, but, uh, but no, it was... Uh, uh, I forget, like, Homer says that to Marge. Marge is like, right, you shouldn't yes. put all your eggs in one basket. And he's like, what, you want to get a basket for each egg? And she's like, yeah, now that you say it that way, i got to scratch that off the list of things <laughs> yeah, I say. I like two days ago. Yeah, I can't remember what. Oh, that's great. I'm totally behind on that. And that was a great episode, the MyPad episode. Yeah. All right, well, did, I, I think I might have uh, made you guys a little Fit. little pleased with me this month. I grabbed a few new 360 games, finally. Woo! Thank Child, goodness. Thank you for Children of Eden. Please give it a try. I, I plan to. Um, it is. It's cool. Yeah, I've, I've got our child. Sorry, child. child Eden. Yeah, um, you need I've, a connect. I've got the connect. So uh, there you go. I'm gonna give that a run, uh, and then uh, I, I like the only place you can really get uh, get like uh, old style like scrolling shooters anymore seems to be the 360. There's the odd one on good. the Wii. Uh, every, everything else is uh, is digital. So uh, the 360 is kind of my uh, my shoot 'em up place now. So I grab Death Smiles. And Odomedius, excellent for that, that I'm, I'm looking forward to trying out. Good job. Nice little cute em up there. I've got that one, too. I just haven't opened it yet. Yeah. So I'm, 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 in the, I'm in that, like, uh, I want to, but I don't want to, I want to, but I don't, you know? <laughs> Get to the, I'm excited. Get to the PC games. I'll, I'll leave that junk for the end. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so we were down in, in Kelowna a little while ago, which is, which is south for me, and... Uh, we went to Toys R Us, which we don't have here, and they were having a, a sale. Everything was buy one, uh, get one 50% off in their games department. Very nice. So we decided to grab a couple more Wii U games. And our, our first and second choice were actually Oh, wow. So there. it was on everything. Everything. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I wonder if they're doing that in the States. I haven't heard of that. Uh, yeah, Israel posted it in the uh, in the deal spread, so it's definitely going on down there too. Mm, mm-hmm. Must have missed that one. Good deal. Yeah. So uh, we, we really wanted, I wanted Mass Effect 3, and my wife wanted Scribble Knots. They didn't even have a skew for either. Like, they just didn't even sell them. <laughs> Are you sure you wanted Toys R Us? Yeah, so we... They probably just looked at you and you, you, you want Mass Effect 3 for what? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, trust me, we can give it to you on 360. What? Yeah. What? Who wants that? Jeez. <laughs> um, so anyway, we, we got our, our third and fourth choices, which were uh, Zombie U and Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Did I get that right? Ay ay ay. Horrible, horrible name, but oh man, that's my favorite game we've got on it right now. It's awesome racer. Awesome. Um, what else we got up here? Um, oh, I was we were, while we were down there, um, my grandparents live close by, so we, we stopped and see them a couple times. Mm-hmm. And they're in the process of trying to like I think they think they're dying or something, so they're they're giving <laughs> giving away a lot of stuff. They're just like emptying out their house. Okay. So so grandma's uh, got my name on a bunch of things she thought I might want. So I ended up getting my old. Uh, she bought a Sega Genesis for us to play when like the kids came over. Yeah. So she's still got this complete in box Genesis Model Two, and nice. she's she's got a Sonic Three jammed in there. So this is one I used to play as a kid, and now she's she's given it to me. So it's a really nostalgic piece for me that definitely won't be going in the sale thread. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. It's and, fun when those things kind of come back to you, isn't it? Yeah, and it's in such good shape because, uh, you know, when, once the kids were done playing it, they'd stick it back in the box and they put it in the closet. Rock so, and roll, uh, man. Yeah, everything's really, really good. Um, and then the last couple of days, uh, my wife's been out of town, so I've been going to the pawn shops, <laughs> finally. I haven't uh, had, had time to run down there for a while. And I grabbed a whole bunch of stuff that I've been uh, looking forward to playing, like uh, Star Ocean, Grandia, um, Discworld 2, uh, some Super Monkey Ball. Um, I grabbed on. the last issue of Nintendo Power that just came out while I was out yesterday. Oh, yeah, it did. C- come yeah, on. Uh, come that's on. about it. <laughs> eh. No. <Again. laughs> that's great. That sounds like some good grabs. Oh, I think, wait, what Bill's getting to, he's so upset because you forgot to mention Samba the Amigo for the Wii. Oh, right. Now I can play <laughs> Samba the Amigo because I, I did miss out on the Dreamcast one. As long, as long as you say we the way you just said it, Duke. Samba de Amigo for the Wii! <laughs> is there any other way to say it? And it well, yeah. Well, the Wii U is like... Uh, I forget what show it was. I was listening a while ago and someone said it. Like, it's almost like a, like a karate move. Wii U! Like, it's, it's the Wii U! <laughs> Um, but yeah, Duke's uh, or uh, Bill's trying to trying to get me to talk about these old PC games because I, I I totally missed out on most PC stuff. So when I saw Grim Fandango and Curse of Monkey Island uh, for for Woo! dirt cheap, I had to pick those up, and uh, I actually kind of want to give them both a try. Tell you Tim the, the classic Tim Schafer, and if 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 I mean, and I I do like they, other Tim Schafer games I've played on consoles, so I'm I have uh, high hopes for these ones. Yeah, I mean they 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 really are night and day with like the old adventure stuff versus you know like brutal legend and some of the other double find uh, things. Yeah. But um, if if you're at all interested in in uh, adventure games, uh, Grim Fandango and Curse of Monkey Island, it's, there's almost like no two better games you could uh, you could test the uh, you know the waters with the genre. Um, I'm a big fan of Full Throttle, um, even though it's a little bit shorter. It's one of my favorite games. Uh, also a Tim Schafer game, but Grim Fandango is a great one. So if you can. Uh, I think being that they're Windows ninety five, you're gonna have to run them through. Actually, some sort my, of I, I have my 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 old PC that still uh, 
will be able to run them no nice. problem no way nice I'm, so you're gonna be able to have that authentic experience i'm so far like. behind the times that uh it's, <laughs> it's not an issue ay 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 oh man well you did pretty well to get to the pc games yeah, I, I didn't know that they were even collectible <laughs> or worth anything. I just I just Are they? knew they were well Grim Fandango is looking dude, on eBay yeah. like forty bucks. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's for just like the game. And uh when uh remember when uh, uh Double Fine was doing their Kickstarter for Double Fine Adventure? Mm-hmm. Um one of the pledge levels, I forget which what one it was, but uh Tim Schafer said, Okay, like uh it was it was like crazy high. It was like thirty thousand dollars <laughs> or something like that. And uh and besides getting all the other stuff you get at that level, he was like, Okay, you'll get one of my three sealed boxed copies like P- pc big box copies and the box was kind of like the shape of a tombstone mm. of uh, of grim fandango and then he in parentheses he wrote what am i crazy i only have three of these so <laughs> this uh it's it's one of those weird you know odd old pc games that actually still goes for uh, decent dollars because people want a copy interesting pc games are just such a pain in the rear they are oh and actually i forgot to mention earlier but i i really wanted to uh uh, I probably didn't say because you were giving me crap about PC games. But, uh, <laughs> who, was was it was it uh, was it addicted? I'm really sorry. I'm gonna go back and see who it was. But someone had all these big box PC games, including Blade Runner, which I mean, obviously my avatar and like my love of Blade Runner. But it's a really good game, and to see a whole bunch of big box PC games like right in the middle of his collection there uh, made me happy. I do have to say that a lot of PC games have some pretty cool packaging. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, most collectors, especially you know, how much we like box art, you just get a great big, huge box. It's it makes us all happy. Well, I guess I got to bring up the rear then, right? So I did not get Nintendo uh, World Championship. Yeah, you, you got a good one. Yeah. Where'd you get that? I don't get it. Um, well, you know, I got a copy of Super Pinball complete in box from John White. So there hey. you go. I mean. Actually, though, it was very nice. John uh, came over the other day. He says, hey, I got a Christmas present for you. I mean, totally out of the blue. I didn't, I didn't get him anything. I felt bad. <laughs> but he gives me a package. Like, I said, I don't have anything for you. I oh, don't worry about you it. got over it, though, right? I did, once I opened it. <laughs> but I've had, like, uh, you know, like, like most people, if you're not on RFGen, you can set up a wish list, right, of things you want in yeah. your collection. And he actually snuck over there and took a look and saw that I had Super Pinball for the Famicom on my wish list and he went out and he found a like mint complete inbox famicom copy of of uh, super pinball so that was really pretty cool i i like it. it was i mean it just looks beautiful very awesome so thanks very much and um and i picked up borderlands 2 but for a good system Bill, I'm sorry. Um, you mean you picked it up for the system that's not as powerful as the one I'm playing it the on? The who what's? You're not a system. It's like a cobbling together of junk. But uh, it was addicted. It was addicted. <laughs> it was addicted. We got some besides some PC games. besides besides Borderland, you know Diablo, Diablo Two, Starcraft, like a lot of the you know, Half Life, Baldur's Gate. So a lot of the really good classics. But Blade Runner is one that stood out. Uh, yeah, not not Hey, my first choice was was 360. Absolute first and choice. Then you went astray. And, a, and a friend of mine said to me, listen, like, I need to know what system you want to play it on because I'll buy it for that. And I said, listen, I'm getting on 360. We'll play it. Yeah. And then, and then, like, I saw her like a week after the game came out and I was like, okay, I'm buying it tomorrow. And she was like, I bought it on PS3. Uh... And I said, and I said, what? I, I was like, okay, I guess I can get it on PS3. I have a PS3. And she was like, well, 
And also, we made this like deal to play with each other. And then she said, uh, "Well, I kind of started with my brother already because he really wanted to play it." <laughs> so then I lost my playing partner, and then um, I just ended up grabbing a video card. Uh, it, like a great deal came up, and it came with it. So I'm like, "Well, I guess if you know, if you're gonna get a new video card, might as well test it out with a cool new game." So. Ah, boring story. Whatever. Back to your uh, pinball so, machine. So, so you could be playing with me. If I spent another $40, $50 on the game. Yes, I could be. As opposed to spending how much on a video card, right? See, I was the cheaper option. You went astray. You were. You went astray. Yeah. I'll forgive you. I think you did something well, other favor for me. I'll get to that later. So I guess I'll, I'll let it go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got Borderlands. I got my Club Nintendo Gift 2 for the Platinum set. So I got my deck of cards. Uh, oh, you get the cards too. Yeah, I did. I'm not gonna open them up. I kind of. I'll just look at other people's pictures. <laughs> I, oh, so you haven't even opened the package? No, I just. I mean, oh, wow. so just a deck of cards. I'm gonna open them up. You know what I mean? I mean? What am I gonna do? Play cards? No. They're clear. Uh, <laughs> they look cool. I've seen the pictures. Um, let's just keep them. And I, you know, just like put it in like the same box that I got like my game and watch ball. I'll just keep them boxed away somewhere. Very nice. I'm hoarding my coins to get my ball. <laughs> You're gonna be there soon, right, Krabby? Yeah, I'm getting there. I just spent 250 of them. All those uh, Wii U points didn't add up pretty quick. Oh, they added up, but uh, I'm still a little short. Hang in there. Don't don't be led astray by Bill's goofy card box thingy. <laughs> 18 cards. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Unless they bring up another poster <laughs> set. That's that's all I'm going for now. <laughs> Now, while I was out today, actually, on the way home, I stopped by the little retro shop, and I picked a couple of items up, so um, they were pretty good deals, pretty cheap. I picked up um, a copy of Mario Party 2 for N64, looks really nice, um, and I got that, I only got, it's 15 bucks, which is a pretty good deal, I think. I think it sells somewhere like around 30 bucks right now or something, oh, yeah. it's pretty crazy. All, all three of those, the first three are, are easy moves. Yeah, I'll hold on to it, I think, though. I kind of like it. Um, I also picked up, uh, I was kind of mentioning earlier, uh, Outrunners for the Sega Genesis. Uh, I was talking to Bill about that a little earlier, so if you'd heard of it. But it's like complete in box. It was like real cheap. Um, and the weird, that I still think it's a weird Data East. That doesn't make any sense to me why this is a Sega game. Why did Data East do it? I don't know. But anyway, and then the weirdest thing I picked up there was I found a PAL Mega Drive game on their shelf. Um, really random. I'm sure it's probably nothing exciting, but it's the Aquatic Games starring James Pond and the Aqua Rats. <laughs> James Pond. By, uh, it's an electronic arts game, but Mega Drive. Um, that's kind of interesting. So European release. And it's really, when you open it up, like the the instruction booklet that comes with it, since it's going to be in like umpteen different languages, it's like really thick. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a book. So, um, yeah, it was kind of interesting. But the, yeah, English, Deutsch, Svensk, French, whatever <laughs> you have, French, Francais, what, I don't know, French, Italiano, Espanol, and Netherlands, all in the same manual. How do you like that? I don't even know if it'll work in my machine. I don't know. Do you guys know if PAL carts work in American Genesis? You know what I never tried? Find out. I will find out. Um, but it's the Penguin official sponsor, whatever that means. It's got like a little thing on like a sticker or something on the front of it. Hmm. 
And then I got like a dirt cheap copy. They had a shooting gallery for the master system, which I didn't have. So I cool I picked that up. Um, and then lastly, Bill, it was something. Was it something you? I don't what. A little. No. Yeah, well, it was a little. Right? Little. Absolutely. We'll, we'll pick up. So uh, I think. You want, you, you want to tell the story? I think you alluded to this last last show, right? Uh, yes. This was something that I kind of had. Uh, uh, I didn't know any of the details yet, but I kind of had in the hopper. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you tell folks about how you acquired said item? So I was uh, just, you know, hanging out one night, watching, you know, on my computer, uh, doing my, you know, my usual routine. And I decided I would check Craigslist. And normally I check it on my phone um, because I can, you know, I can search like I fall in a really weird Craigslist spot. So I have to search like five different areas. So I searched on my phone and then I saw this thing on my phone and it's it just said original Nintendo. So I click on it, look at a picture and I said, wow, that cart, is that what the, is that the cart I think it is? So then I, I loaded it up on the computer and I kind of zoom in on it, and I'm like, "Yeah, that is the card I think it is." <laughs> so, uh, it and that again, the post just was named "Original Nintendo," and inside the body of the post, it just said "Original Nintendo," um, awesome. and it said like 21 games included. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, the thing is, the name of the game was not written anywhere. So if anyone had been looking out for this title, it would not have popped on you know any of their you know alarms or anything like that. So I shoot the dude an email um, and. Uh, uh, it just said, I'll take it. I can be there. You know, like, just let me know when you want to meet. It was about an hour away, but I didn't say that because I would just, you know, I'd make it work. Right. So I didn't get anything back. And then it was late. It was kind of late. And it was like eight or nine o'clock. He had just posted it like 20 minutes prior. Um, I, I emailed like maybe once more before bed. Like, hey, not sure. I, oh, I forgot to give you my phone number. Here it is. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I wake up in the morning. I get an email from him that says, yeah, it's still available. Like, when can you meet? And I had to work that day, but I said, whenever, <laughs> whenever you need me to. Um, so he said, well, how about four o'clock? So I said, okay. So I ended up going to work, but he, but I work like an hour south of, you know, where I live. So I had to leave work two hours early <laughs> to make it to him by four o'clock. So I make it to this parking lot. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. He finally shows up, opens up his trunk and I look through the games because I'm only looking for the one cart. So I looked through these 21 cards, and I'm like, not seeing it, not seeing it, not seeing it. It was the last game <laughs> that I looked at. So I'm like, whoa, is it home? Did you forget one? And then I saw it. So uh, I paid the dude, gave him the money he asked for, got back in the car, went home. I'm like beaming the whole way home. I'm looking at it. I'm holding it in my hand. I'm like, this never happens. This never happens to me. So, yeah. And I already and I already knew that when I first saw it, I already knew this is going to Duke. Like, it's it's not mine. It's uh. And then after I made that decision, I saw on eBay what they're going for. I was like, oh, geez, I already made the decision. <laughs> so so I got home and I, I, I texted uh, uh, Crab or PM or something. And I was like, dude, can you get on Skype right now? Can you get on Skype right now? And he was around and he got on Skype and I told him the story. And he said, dude, I, I, I have to be on Skype when you tell Duke about this. <laughs> so we get, we get Duke on Skype for the next uh, episode. The last and, uh, episode. episode yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the last episode that we recorded. And um, I took a picture of it, like, in my hand at my desk, so we knew it was me. Yes, he's like, I'm going to be here, click on this. I want you to click on this picture. Oh, yeah. We found something for you. You should check this out. And And we sent it to him. I'm like, oh, what, do you like some silent service cards or something? Yeah. (laughs) And then then the picture of little Samson pops up. 
And he's like, oh, haha, very funny, you guys. <laughs> yeah, you're all like, okay. Where'd you and get, I was like, dude, you do you recognize my desk? Like, my, like that's, and then he was like, wait, what? Yeah, because I go over to Bill's <laughs> so that house. That was a all really good Duke impression there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, and then we're like, no, that's it. And I'm like, no. And he, yeah, he's like, no, that's no. not the thing. And and I was like, do I need to take like more pictures of it and send them to you? And he was like, really? Is, is that it? <laughs> I was like, yup. And then right after that, it's like, okay, we'll negotiate terms later, but let's get to the show. So if if in episode nine, Duke was kind of like, uh, so uh, <laughs> what are we are we talking about? Was well, it see, on my end, I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, what? No, I'm just like in the back yeah. of my head, there's just something that's going, no, there's not, that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? That's. Yeah. And then and then I showed uh, I went to Retro Games Plus and I showed Chris, uh, the owner of the store, uh, he's like, "So how you been, man? I haven't because we've been talking, we haven't seen anything on Craigslist lately." And I showed I was like, "Oh, hey, did I tell you what I found?" And he was like, "No." And I showed him the picture and he uh he like he didn't lose it, but like it's as close to losing it I've ever seen him. He's like, "You found a little Samson <laughs> on Craigslist?" <laughs> And then I looked at Sarah, because I tried to explain to Sarah the significance of this. They don't and get she it. was like, yeah, and she was like, yeah, it's really cool. And uh, But then I think when she saw his reaction, I think she realized what a big deal it was. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I think like we were recording that whole piece, because that was, I think, the last day of the recording that we did for that last episode. Because if those, yes. those of you that don't know, we don't sit down and do this whole thing at once. Uh, no, it would who, kill has, us. who has the energy? <laughs> um, but like the whole time, just like... You know what I mean? Just I'm like, first off, I didn't know what to say. You're just kind of like, what? Right. Uh, uh, what? My 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 uh. my favorite thing that you said, and it actually made me like just feel great about the whole situation. Um, that my favorite thing that you said is it was like one of the first things you said too is, I think I might actually complete my Nintendo <laughs> <laughs> because that was the one that you were like, well, if the price keeps going the way it's going, I'm never getting it. Yeah. Because it's been going crazy. And I think I'd like posted on like Twitter or something a few days before. I'm like, you got to be kidding me what this thing is going for now. Yeah, it was yeah. like two like, days before we found it. You, I remember that post because I commented on it. And then the yeah, next Yeah, like, don't day, give yeah. up. Don't give up. Yeah, and then like <laughs> 20 minutes after I posted that, he's like, get on Skype. We got to get on Skype. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I need to start grabbing about Flintstones too more often, maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the one I knew that was going to be expensive. You know what I mean? I just knew it. But Little Samson had gone, like, just crazy this year. Yeah, nuts up. I mean, like, over doubled in mm-hmm. price. Because, I mean, that was it. Like, at this time last year, you guys remember I sold that sealed Dracula X? Yep. When I sold that, at the time, uh, when I was talking to the guy, I'm like, you know, he's like, hey, I could, I got a guy that's selling a Little Samson in the box. The box is kind of beat up and there's no manual. I could probably do that as part treatment if you want to. And I said, well, what was he wanting for? And he was like, I think he's wanting two twenty five. And I was like, oh no, 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 no! <laughs> yeah. I, I'll just get a card only. That's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, wow, dude! I'd never heard that before. No, I mean, well, I mean, because at the time, carts were going for two hundred or a little less. Something. You know, so it was just like, uh, it was just one of those things, right? It was, it was nice. I mean, it was, it was, I, I remember, and Sarah walked in the room right after I brought it up in my machine and I realized what it was. And then um, she walked in, she's like, hey, how you doing? And I said, feel my heart right now. <laughs> and she put her hand on my chest and she made this face like, do we need to go to the hospital? Like, what's, and, and I was like, no, I just, I just showed her what was going on. And uh, 
Uh, and I remember when I got Krabby on Skype, I sent him the picture. Like I took a screen cap from Craigslist because the app was gone. And I showed it to him and he was like, yeah, like it's it was plainly visible. And that's what worried me is anybody who looked at this post who had Back any in the idea middle, what they were like looking at the games would have seen it. it. Yeah. Yep. And do you know what? <laughs> I would have been. I'm so shocked that somebody didn't try to spoil it for you and send a message and say, "Hey, do you know that's worth a lot of money?" Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I didn't want to get into any, you know, you know, anything back and forth with like, "Oh, well, I'll give you a little bit less than what you're asking." Ever, I was like, "Yo, where do you want to meet? I'll be there with yeah. cash." So yeah, I get. I finally get it in the mail, and don't get me wrong, people. This thing is beautiful. I mean, it is in really fantastic condition. Um. I mean, no, it's not beat up at all. It looks great. Um, I'm really shocked. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, I think we all were. Yeah, it's just kind of one of those things that you just. Uh, okay, again, all right. Now, number one, this happens to Bill, and which I'm think Bill the whole time has got to be thinking this doesn't happen to me. Okay, now <laughs> nope. add that on top another layer where somebody goes, "Yeah, listen, to this awesome thing, and you can have it." <laughs> you know what I mean? you just, what? <laughs> it just doesn't sink in quite right. Um, so things, yeah. So you know what my wife says? So I show her and I go, check this out. And I'm like showing her this thing. And of course she doesn't care. Doesn't know at all. And I'm like, right. you got no idea. Do you know that this thing sells for $500? And do you know what her comment was? <laughs> what? Great, let's sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave her this look of horror. <laughs> you, know I mean? like, you, you said, do you know how common... Five hundred dollars. Exactly. I could, there is five hundred dollars everywhere. That's right. I could go out and bust my butt and make another five hundred dollars. I can't go bust my butt and make another little Samson up here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So that was really fun. So I am um, currently under uh, indentured servitude to in, to Bill in the nice in the nicest possible <laughs> way, which I've already worked some and, of it off. As you yes, heard. Yes, so. uh, yeah. I mean, a, a good chunk's coming off, and we're working on a few other yeah, things. Yeah, I think you'll have another it's... nice little thing to talk about soon. There'll be a nice chunk. Ooh. I think you'll have another little surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming up. Probably, like you know, maybe in time for, for the next episode, you know. Maybe something I was, will work I was, out. I was considering... Um, just sending it to you and just saying, hey, give me a call when it gets there. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would have been like more of like, it's here. It's in my hand. <laughs> I think you would have had like, yeah. um, I don't know. I don't know what. It probably just stunned silence, I think. Because, I mean, yeah. even when you told me, you guys told me a lot, I just, that was it for a while. Just stunned silence. Like, yeah. what do you. No, it what? was. And it was It was like when I told the story about uh, like when I went to Chris at Retro Games and he was like, oh, dude, look at the stuff I got. He opens a banker box and every complete 32X <laughs> game is in there. I just did the same thing. It was like, uh, it's all, all the things. Like all the things I've been looking for are in this box. And isn't it horrible when, you know, you slave. I mean, like in that case, like you slave to find all this stuff and then it's just there, right? It's just yeah, all of it's just there. To, you slave to find one of them. Yeah. Like you spend weeks trying to find just one nice copy of Blackthorn, you know, for less than 60 bucks. And it's like, oh, here it yeah, is. Yeah, and it's like no big deal. Like, uh, check this Good out. Yeah. Yeah, that guy brought this in. I gave him some money. So I'm curious, does the guy still have the Web of Fire? Did he sell it? He did sell he it. He really did. He, he sold it for, I think, about $350. No way. 
Um, and he said the guy he sold it to um, paid for it in installments. And he said, just so you know, I'd be totally cool doing that with you, like if you ever wanted anything that was more expensive. Uh-huh. Um, so I said, yeah, I, I really appreciate it. Um, I really feel, and he was basing it off, you know, current uh, or uh, recent completed eBay prices. And there were a few that had gone for, you know, 400 450 Wow. Um, if, and now whether they were real or not, I don't know. I have a feeling they weren't real because the last three have gone for 200 bucks. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you never know. I mean, some people like you know might get you know some create like Nicolas Cage might be on the <laughs> other end, just saying like I gotta have it, gotta have it. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, he did send, sell a web of fire. So I'm, uh, I think I'm just relegated to the eBay space for it because I just I just can't imagine finding it anywhere else. I'm keeping my beady eyes open. Trust me, yeah. um, that's just gonna be a toughie. I think I might have some better luck with some other like NES yeah. boxes or something. And, and and it's weird. I mean, like about once a month. Like there was one in October. There were two in November. There's one in December that I just lost. There's another one going on right now for about fifty bucks too much. But yeah, I mean, I'll get it. Yeah, it's just one of those matter of time sort of things, right? Yep. Good. Well, um, all in all, just a pretty fantastic month for everybody, right? Really, well, Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah, I mean, when you th- when you think about it, Little Samson, Nintendo World Championship, complete N64 set. Yeah. That's insane. It is. And uh, and Krabby bought some 360 games. <laughs> I mean, so it's even yeah. more and unbelievable Krab- than Krab- a World Championship yeah. card. I know. And, and a, gr- a Grim Fandango? PC in and 360 case? games. Yeah, it's really... <laughs> I, th- I think that uh, wait, wait a minute Krabby did you also have to buy edit this, uh, Microsoft he's going to have to edit this quick to get it up before the end of the world <laughs> yeah did, did no you, time, did no you buy, also buy some Microsoft points uh, I haven't stooped that low <laughs> he's just going to keep the card anyway but never use it yeah <laughs> they'd frame it I, I still have a sealed Wii points card for four years now five years running aye, aye, aye. it could be a Mega Man 10 could have been all right well, as usual, everybody, you know, we love, obviously, talking about what you guys pick up in addition to what we find uh, as well. So, you know, if you're listening to the show, you're not a part of RF Generation, why not? I mean, just go over there. We could be talking about your stuff instead of some people maybe that you don't even know. So join us over there, and um, we'll be happy to, to take a look at your stuff. So here's to another month and to another year. everybody so on this episode we thought we would tackle something maybe a little bit different and we want to kind of talk about um, maybe some things that are a little outside of the norm for collecting so we're going to talk about like reproductions we're going to talk a little bit like pirate carts um, flash carts backups just kind of deal with uh, a wide variety of these things and how they kind of fit together so first off we want to talk a little about reproductions and when we talk about reproductions, I guess really um, there's a wide variety of kind of where these things fall in, right? Talking to me? <laughs> talking to <laughs> one of you. This is amazing. We have a show where I talk and people talk back. It's great. Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about it before where, uh, you know, I'm not uh, 
uh, really huge into the repro scene. I'm, I'm interested in it. Um, I had that one uh, uh, custom NHL cart that I assisted uh, uh, with uh, kind of, you know, bring into uh, a physical uh, cart with, you know, real, you know, custom artwork that DJ Shock over on Sega H had helped me out with. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the whole repro scene is kind of new to me, so I'm in, interested to see where it goes. So what you're talking about there is probably something that's there's like maybe I would think about two kind of general types of reproductions, right? There's the kind that you're talking about where it's like maybe a ROM hack, right? Right, yeah, it w- that would be considered a ROM hack. And then there's what people would call just a blatant you just put another copy of that thing out there, right? Just a literal <laughs> reproduction. So so you so uh are you talking about like if someone puts out like a multi cart with Sonic 1 2 3 and Knuckles on it? Sure. Or how about uh, a game that came out in another territory or another language where they've translated it and put it out in another format? Yeah. Right? Would you yep. classify the the uh, language change as a ROM hack also, or does that have a different definition? I um, I think most people would probably just call that. Um, I mean, it is a ROM hack, but I guess it's just a translated version, right? right. Yeah. I mean, most... Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like a ROM hack, I kind of feel like you're change you're you're changing something about the game fundamentally that makes it different, whether it's good or bad. It's changing something unique about the game. Whereas, I mean, it's it's it is you are hacking the ROM, but if you're translating something, you're leaving everything intact. You're just you know making it accessible to a different you know group. Or people who speak a different language. So, uh, it, you're right. It is a ROM hack, but I wouldn't consider it a ROM hack. Okay. To make things more confusing, too, then, how about uh, partially completed prototypes when you've got people finishing the coding and then putting them out? How does that fall in there? Usually, I mean, at least from what I've seen, and, and if you guys have seen something else, let me know. Usually, what they do is just fix it enough to where the prototype would play once they reproduce it. They don't usually yeah. like, totally finish the game, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So it might have been like just buggy enough to where when they they try to reproduce it doesn't work quite right, so they tweak it a little bit and away it goes, right? Yeah. Um, I think there. I mean, boy, this is such. That's why we're talking about <laughs> such a, an interesting area. I mean, I kind of have to have these different views of things. Now, when it comes to something like that, I think you're actually to me you're doing the community a service. I know technically speaking, it's probably not um, kosher, but. <laughs> You're getting something out there that people can't really play any other way, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I mean, um, for example, I've got a reproduction cart of Final Fantasy II for the NES. It was a prototype translated into English, uh, and I've got a copy of that. And to me, that's pretty amazing because that was a game was going to come out. And there was advertisements for it and everything. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty of other ones that are out there too, right? That that's that you bring up a really interesting point, and I know I feel like this conversation is going to go on a lot of different tangents because there's so many little little pieces to it. But it's that's one of the things that interests me very much about uh, uh, reproductions are things that were not only were not released but were advertised. Um, like being a being a hockey fan and having that hockey subset, I've opened up uh, 3DO games and seen advertisements for NHL '96, and I had never even heard of that come out for 3DO. I do a little research, and you come to find out it's canceled. But there's YouTube footage of people playing it. So it's like, oh, wow, like someone has a partially completed, you know, like ROM dump of that. And it's something that you could make and put a custom case out there and just, you know, have a unique piece. And even if it wasn't an official release, there's something really cool about that for some people. Yeah. um, To me, that's probably out of reproductions. To me, that's what I would classify as like the highest tier. I mean, that's like... To me, if you're going to do it, that's definitely the best reason to do it. Yeah, so do something that you cannot get anywhere else. 
Um, and I guess we have to kind of classify that. I mean, technically, you could get it. You could pay a truckload of money and buy that actual prototype, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's a there's definitely a prototype collector market out there that's uh, got a lot of dollars flowing in it. Sure. Depending uh, on the game, though, too, you're going to need some uh, programming skills. Yeah. I mean, to get it into that point to yeah. where you can launch it out there, because maybe it's something that plays fairly well on an emulator, but once you try to put it on the hardware, it's a little buggy or something, and you just have to iron that a little bit out. So it's interesting you talk about, I mean, when I think about a lot of these, I think about, obviously, like NES and Super Nintendo games like um, Earthbound on the NES, there's Bashy Bazook, there was, I mean, a lot of these games that were out there. Mm. And then on Super Nintendo, what, there was Star Fox 2, um, I'm sure there's some other ones yeah. that were out there too. Wasn't, isn't there in uh, Earthbound uh, for NES? Yeah. Mother 3, yeah, is that, that the one? I'm um, sorry? Is it Mother 3 that you're thinking? No, Mother no. 3 was for what? Game Boy? GBA, right? Okay. I know a lot of people um, like their uh, their JRPGs kind of translated over and reproduced for the SNES, like the Dragon Warriors that didn't come over and stuff like that. Yeah, same thing applies with NES. There's a lot of that. Um, so yeah, getting unreleased games out there. I uh, you know personally, my feeling about that is I I'm for it. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I have no problem with it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's. I think it's. There's so many, so many cool things you can do with that. Whether it's, um, uh, you know, buying a fully made repro, whether it's making your own, uh, you know, custom, uh, uh, you know, cover sticker for a cart. Um, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of ways to, you know, they have like that like book tape that you can like laminate the label on. You can. Uh, uh, Uncle Tusk is a uh, uh, is always out there to make help you make uh, boxes. He's got you know. Uh, you know, for, for both the repro games and also like originals, kind of like Zelda Outland. Um, I, I literally have zero problem with any of this stuff. Okay. So like Z Zelda Outland. So that's a ROM hack, right? Correct. Yes. So ROM hacks. I mean, these are things where somebody's gone in, maybe they've redone the levels, they've redone the art, uh, like in that Zelda Outlands, what they've come up with, like new a new map and new dungeons, right? Right, right. You kind of take like all the existing assets and like the way the game works, and then you you take that canvas and you kind of rearrange it however that uh, you think would make a cool game. Now, I'm kind of curious. I see a lot of these for like the NES um but honestly, I don't look at a lot of the other systems. But you, I know you talked about whatever that NHL game was, the Sega Genesis one you kind of worked with, right? Correct. Yeah, it was a um, uh, and I have zero uh, uh, programming uh, experience. I mean, I I know my computers and I can you know uh, build a PC and uh, do all kind of like the basic to intermediate type stuff. But I'd never done any kind of programming. So I had, when I initially started out, I just thought to myself, well, I mean, it looks like there's people out there doing you know ROM hacks for NHL '94. What if I you know what if I just get it updated with current rosters? And uh, that's that's all it was. I just wanted current rosters. But then I just kept having more ideas. I was like, as you start playing the game, I said, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I had the digitized picture of, you know, Sam and JD, like the, the Rangers uh, broadcasters when I was growing up. So then I just had to do a little, uh, you know, be able to go into the uh, graphics. And, you know, uh, and it's, it's actually pretty simple once you... There's all these like you know numbers you have to put in to make sure that everything kind of comes up the right way, and then you can just copy and paste like a ping or a JPEG or something into it. Um, but then you have to make sure that uh, you know that uh, uh, that everything goes back exactly the same size it was. I mean, it's just a process, so it just became like adding piece after piece after piece. And then when I was done, I said, you know, I'd really love to have this sitting in my collection with all my other boxed uh, Genesis games. So. I kind of put it out there to uh, to Mr. Mark on uh, 
on the Sega Age is a, a pretty big uh, Genesis 32X uh, a repro team. Him and uh, I think it's Mr. Mr. Beagle, Beagle Puss, something like that. And um, he said that uh, DJ Shock does all his custom art. And DJ Shock was unbelievable. We must have sent back uh, like 30 or 40 emails back and forth. I kept saying, like, like uh, hey, sorry to bug you, but do you think the ice could be a little more ice chippy? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he was so cool. He was like, oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so... But, uh, but yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it, uh, I mean, I can only imagine what it's like for the people who have to, like, you know, open up the ROM and program it from nothing or to, you know, kind of make a game from something that already exists. So, um, but yeah, the ROM hack, I mean, what I did was, was very small compared to what some of these guys are doing with full ROM hacks. So, what do you think, Krabby? Uh, about ROM hacks? Uh, yeah. I'm definitely for it. Um, one that I'm really keen on, I'm not a big Zelda fan like you guys, but I love Mega Man. I've seen a few cool Mega Man hacks out there that I would love to get my hands on. It are just, you ta- are you talking about the the new one or, or different ones? Um, like the, the most one of the on ones PC. that I'm talking about have been around for a while. Gotcha. No, nothing new. Yeah. Um, but just uh, yeah, it kind of gives uh, like you know, there's the six Mega Man games I can play on my NES, and I and I still love them, but it it feels like new, fresh material coming out, even though it's just uh, you know, kind of recycled material. It still feels interesting to me. ROM hack. So, Krebby, would you say, okay, well, I will buy a cart of a ROM hack to have in my collection? Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I just don't feel comfortable playing on an emulator of any kind. So, yeah, the only way I'd ever play the uh, these games that I'm interested in would be if I could get a physical cart for them. Really, that, that that's interesting. So, so if there was a, I mean, I guess you just answered it. So you're saying if there was a ROM, uh, you know, available, let's say someone's working on a new Mega Man ROM. And they've kind of like you know put out like a like an unfinished like a beta version or something. So you would not download it and play it until it was completely finished and you had a physical cart. Unless the guy, unless I knew the person and he needed help beta testing it, probably not. Gotcha. Okay, so um, I think we're all probably in agreement then that um, you know ROM hacks have their place, but there's also some pretty lousy ROM hacks out there, right? I mean, have uh, you ever seen yeah. like Naked Mario Brothers and stuff? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure I can imagine, you know, some, like especially people who just find out, like, oh, this is something you can do, you know, just doing, you know, it's Mario Brothers, but uh, but Mario's green now, you know, like yeah. stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's again being kind of like you know semi new to the to the homebrew and the ROM hack scene, especially on the NES. Um, I really haven't played uh, enough to be able to name the lousy ones. I, I would. It seems to me. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say I'd. I'd wouldn't classify that any different than anything else it's just uh you get your cool stuff and you get your shovelware and i think rom hacks is no different than uh, licensed material in that sense so remember so remember recently Krabby, you were talking about how you used to have like a bad game night where you would rent a good game and a bad game yep um now so would that i mean does that hold true now with uh with certain rom hacks like are there is there a rom hack out there that is that you know is bad and that you still want so you can just play a lousy (laughs) nes game for fun uh, if I followed ROM hacks more closely, I'm sure I could find some, but uh, nothing jumps to mind. Gotcha. It seems like Super Mario Brothers is like the ROM hack training wheels for everybody because oh, yeah. there's like a million <laughs> of those things out there. And they're just like, though. oh, I've swapped out the sprites, you know? Well, is, isn't scrolling something that uh, is something you have to kind of learn how to do on the NES? Yeah, but they're, I mean, they're just taking the whole engine. They're just literally swapping sprites. Right, I right. I mean, that's it. Uh, you know, like, oh, you know, Mario 
you know, he's naked now. Ha ha. <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, I mean that it's, uh, you know what I would be interested in too is, uh, there's, there's this big, I mean, I don't know how long ago it started, but I mean, there is kind of this, uh, uh, like pixel art, um, or eight bit art, like how, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't know if it ever really went away or if maybe I just see it more nowadays, but I mean, there's so many things are being, you know, kind of pixelized or put in that eight bit style and it's, it's still really popular. So like, to me, it would be interesting, uh, to have like an eight bit Mortal Kombat or, you know, like an eight bit. I've got an eight bit Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. No. And I know there, there's, I know there's a few, there's a few that are floating around out there, but like, to me, some of those, some of the newer games redone in eight bit would be very interesting. Yeah, well, you see a lot of those, what they call them, demakes, where they look like they are, but really there's, like, Flash games that run in your browser. Mm. I've seen, like, uh, ones where, like, they've taken, a, like, a Grand Theft Auto or something like that and tried to make it, like, well, this is what it was on the NES or whatever. Yeah, I, I feel like the majority of those are, like, someone does something, like, in Photoshop or, like, an animation real quick, and it's like, ah, oh, I would have liked it if someone actually did, like, a, a game, like <laughs> a game that was actually good made with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, ROM hacks, we've and then translations, which we were talked about. Now, I mean, translations, really what happens there is that the person translates stuff, they put out a patch, and then the patch is completely legal and separate from the ROM itself, and it's up to the end person to put those two things together. Right. right. So, right. So, I guess the way it works is you you run the patch on the ROM, and it updates all the nece- all the appropriate files, you know, for right. the, to reflect the translation. Yeah. Um, now, in that case, I mean, really, I think that's a big service. I mean, obviously, they're taking something oh, that you yeah. just couldn't yeah. get any other way, right? Yeah. I mean, hundred percent I mean, agree. Yeah, with, with, I mean, with translations especially, I mean, the, the thing that pops to mind instantly are Final Fantasy and other RPG games uh, that uh, either didn't make it over here or, um, you know, just for, for some reason are just, you know, not available uh, as easily in this market. To translate all of the dialogue and something like that is totally, like, even if you end up making a few dollars back from selling some uh, some carts here or there, that there's no way you're going to recoup all the time it takes to translate, like, an entire you're you're pretty much you're you're localizing a game for just for just for the love of the uh, of the project so yeah, that, i think that's, that's a completely, phenomenal service completely a labor of love like it's usually uh a lot of times you even get whole communities doing it you'll get little groups of guys that are just passionate about the game that uh that are involved with that process yeah like for example have you guys seen the um the shining force 3 project that's going on it's almost done actually no uh you know what i i haven't it doesn't surprise me that you have Mr. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Shining. I, I like Shining. Boy. Yeah, you do. I like um, shiny things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm easily amused. <laughs> but what they've done is they've created um, translations for all three versions because when the first one came to the U.S., Sega knew they were never going to bring two and th- scenarios two and three here. They knew, oh, Saturn's dead. It's gonna. We're not worrying them. So they altered the translation of the first scenario so they could just tidy it up right tie a bow on it game's over um whereas in japan I'm, that one was kind of open-ended and you had the two more games shining force 3 scenario 2 and scenario 3 so what they've done is they're they've completed translation patches f- not only for 2 and 3 in japanese but also to fix the u.s version so it the story continues like it's supposed to and I last time I checked, they were just about to put this out and and be done. So, 
I mean, can you imagine? I mean, don't get me wrong. An NES game has got a lot of text. If you're doing like Final Fantasy <laughs> three or something, but can you imagine trying to translate the games of this scope? Saturn games, yeah. That's a whole um, different monster. Yeah, it's very impressive, uh, and I've got to give them a lot of respect for ever. I'm sure lots of people had to go in to make that happen, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, I've, I've seen things too, like a lot of Super Nintendo games get translations, like a lot of RPGs there, um, a lot of NES games. I'm, I'm sure there's other ones out there too, but I guess those are the ones I'm most familiar with. Um, have you guys played any of these? Well, here, here's here's my thing. Uh, I, I know a lot of, and, and Krabby's already said uh, his stance on it. Um, I, before I got into uh, like actual like NES uh, 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 game collecting, um, I had emulators. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, it was just one of those things where it's like, oh, I can use this and play Nintendo games. And I did it for a little bit. And immediately, I mean, you're looking at this, you know, high resolution monitor and it's like, uh, it, it doesn't look right. Everything's stretched because it's a widescreen monitor. I don't want to run it windowed. The, the controller is not right. You start thinking about, oh, let me get a controller USB connection. And very, very quickly, I said, you know, I don't care that I have ROMs for every game. Like, I want a Nintendo. And that's, like, part of what got me back into it. So, so for me, it's, uh, uh, I haven't really, like, I'm not opposed to emulators the way that a lot of people are. But at the same time, I don't go out of my way to, you know, to load up the, uh, the emulator and play some, you know, whether they be ROM hacks or anything like that. So I think I'd be more likely to, uh, what I'd really love to do is to find uh, uh, like a local convention that has maybe like a, a repro room, you know, like with like, oh. a, like a free play area or something like that. Mm-hmm. That way you could play it on a system and, uh, and probably even talk to the person who's there, probably uh, sharing it with everybody else. Yeah. What about you, Crab? Have you tried any of these out? Um, the only one that I, I own myself is uh, a repro of Rekka, the, uh, the oh, Japanese yeah. festival game, yeah. And it's, it, I really had no interest in it at all before I got this this item as a gift, and it just blew me away. And now, since then, I've been uh, definitely looking more into them because uh, I, I would have never even touched this game. Now I, I feel like I have found like a loophole in my collector's <laughs> mentality where I can like, add games to my like quote unquote license set that you know they look right they fit my my theme they play well they're awesome so i'm definitely looking to expand my uh, my reproductions okay so let's take that piece because i think that trails into maybe the last piece of reproductions which are pretty much just flat out copies yeah right I mean, like Rekka you had. I mean, at best, maybe they translated the word Rekka on the mm. title screen. I oh, mean, because no. there's no There's, text there's no to translation. It. It's, <laughs> so, yeah. so it's a flat-out theft. Yep. It's just a copy. So, yeah. so would you consider, like, Super Mario Bros. 2, uh, like, you know, like, the that, one that was released here as Lost Levels, like, actual Mario 2, the same thing? That That's one Do that you, I would like to get because it would it fits into my little loophole there, so I can... I can have a way to have it in my NES collection, and I don't have to uh, to grab that Famicom cart because it'll look silly next to my NES carts. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 uh, I've I'm already plan on getting that Mario Two Repro with the Uncle Tusk uh, box because I want it right there in my uh, black box games. Nice. Well, it's it's not on carts on discs. So you'd have to go that extra step. But <laughs> oh, there, there's there's no repro on a cart. I thought there was. Oh, for US, yeah, there's a repro. I'm talking about the original. 
Oh, right. No, yeah, yeah. You're talking, yeah, no, I'm, I meant the uh, repro cart. Um, so, like, that's retro USB retro zone sells. Um, they sell that one. They sell quite a few others, right? I mean, there's like Nintendo World Championship. There's Gradius 2, they do a repro of yeah. Splatterhouse. Yep. Yeah, and then and when, there's quite and then a when, few. Yeah, when you get onto Super Nintendo, there's a there's a popular uh, uh, Super Metroid uh, remake um, that they've uh, that they've got on there, and like you know, we've mentioned others like Zelda Outland and Earthbound and a whole bunch. Now, I'd love to get one of those uh, Nintendo World Championships just because I don't see myself ever spending the money to to get an authentic card. Yeah. Right. So there's so, this. Yes. Yeah, same here. Underlying piece though that. Really, at this point, I mean, someone's literally just taking something else wholehearted and reproducing it. Um, Correct. Probably with no permission. Maybe in or... some cases, but in some cases, just literally, there it is, right? Yeah. Right. Like, like I downloaded this thing, I put it onto uh, an EEPROM, and I, I screwed the cart together, and now here it is. Right. Um, so, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've got that Super Mario 2 cart that you guys are talking about. Um uh, so here's the issue, I guess, with all this. I mean, it's a gray area, right? Mm-hmm. Are reproductions really just another form of piracy? Mm, that's a really probably tri- technically, really but since they're yeah. not cannibalizing any sales because the companies aren't selling these items anymore, I I really don't think anyone cares, even though they probably are. Yeah, I, I I think that it is definitely taking something that someone else made and you know putting it out in the marketplace. But but like Crab said, we're not talking about the kid who's you know uh, stealing a copy of uh, you know FIFA 13 and you know uploading a torrent of it, you know, and giving it to fifty thousand people for free or anything like that. Um, it's 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 something that's that know that the company who would have the official rights to it. Are not interested in pursuing it so which is probably why they don't really go after anybody so um i i see where you're going with that i don't cons- like i don't consider it piracy myself i just kind of consider it uh i guess like in my mind it's beyond whatever the statute of limitations is or whatever this is a, something that you have to think about because these days you've got a lot of things like the virtual console right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so those games are still being sold just not in a cart form do you think it's the same market though does that matter? Uh, well, mm, I I, I kind of think it does. I mean, because if you have uh, if you have the, a person who's buying, let's just say, uh, 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 Nintendo recently announced that the Mega Man games one through six are going to be in, uh, released on the 3DS shop. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have a person who wants to play Mega Man Four, his personal favorite Mega Man, mm-hmm. even though some other people like two and three. <laughs> and and he wants to play it on his Nintendo system. Yeah. Now by now let's say he can't find a, a cart locally or whatever the case may be. He he you know he finds like a someone who'll do a repro and and sell him the cart for 20 30 bucks whatever. Since that person you know we're talking about me, right? <laughs> so so since that person is not was never in the market to to buy the downloadable copy of this game. He's, he's he's still not cannibalizing a sale from that platform. You, you, see, you know what I'm saying? Mm. See, well, this is it, where we get in that case, though. Wouldn't uh, when like for any game that's say under fifty bucks, just to keep it easy, because um, most of these games are coming out in the virtual console. You can buy them for a comparable amount 
like a physical licensed cart. In most cases, mm-hmm. there's definitely exceptions. Yeah. Sure. Um, so Often cheaper. Yeah. So wouldn't uh, Nintendo be cannibalizing their own sales with their older products anyway? I don't see how the reproductions, they're not so rampant that they're going to be stealing virtual console sales, I don't think, um, especially when there's so many licensed copies of most of these games out anyway. Well, again, I think if we're going to go by the letter of the law, we can probably all agree it's blatantly illegal, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but we get into this gray area that there's a market. It's not very big, but well, wherever there's money, somebody's going to find a way to get it, right? <laughs> right. Sure. And, and, and also, I think they would be a little bit more likely to go after somebody who is trying to pass something off as 100% legitimate Nintendo products. Yeah, okay. I was going to mention that to you. So now we've gotten to the probably the bottom of the barrel of the repro biz, which is literally trying to fake a, a legit cart. Right, and and that to me, it's I mean, there's one thing about making a repro and saying, "Hey, this is my name. My name is Doug. I'm gonna make this repro cart. If you want to pay me twenty, thirty bucks for it, cool. I'll send you one." Like that's one thing. It's it's a total other thing. It's it's fraud. To, to, you know, say like, hey, look, here's a brand new real little Samson. Give me $500 for it. Okay, here's the trick though, right? It's <laughs> waiting for this. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, it's fraud, but isn't the rest of it illegal too? Isn't the rest of what illegal? All what we're talking about. All these reproductions are illegal. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, like we, we've said before, like if, if you, like if you're going to look at the law and say, okay, do you own the rights to this piece of software? So should you be selling it? The answer is no. You don't own the rights to it. No, you shouldn't be selling it. Okay, but you, when someone is doing it and it suits your needs, you're all for it. But when somebody's doing it and it's not to your advantage, you cry foul. Oh no, it's it's not that it doesn't suit my needs. It's someone. It's it's someone being honest about what they are selling. If, right, if, if, but if someone some... someone is copying something either way, right? They're making a a a copy of something it's just you want a copy of one thing and you don't want a copy of another thing right so you're saying um i'm just trying to stay with you so you're saying that i want a copy of a repro game that someone is telling me this is a repro game okay. i made so, so like crabby all right so you want Rekka, right yep and you you got that copy of Rekka. yes somebody does little samson right mm-hmm how are these things to, I mean, how are they different? I mean, don't get me wrong. I hate it. I mean, I think it's disgusting, but. Well, to use uh, Retro USB's uh, Nintendo World Champions as an example, I really okay. appreciate that they made it completely distinct from the from the original release. No no one would confuse the two in any way. You know, one's got the blue shell and the, the label's completely different. They're, you know, it's, it's a reproduction. It's the same game, but it looks way different. Um, if someone copied the same game to make it look the same, maybe they do it well enough that I wouldn't even know. But that's even though they're still doing the same thing, I, <laughs> I have a, a problem with it just myself, um, and I can't they're, really. They're, they're, yeah, yeah. They're they're doing the same thing, but they're putting someone else's signature on it, and that's the, no, the problem that I would have with it. Like if someone puts out a repro and says, "This is Bob's repro shack. We made this." And then if someone puts something out that says officially licensed Nintendo products, like pr- like the games produced by by Taito, mm-hmm. then that that they're putting Nintendo and Taito's signature on it instead of putting Doug's Repro Shack on it. 
But Doug in the first place doesn't have the rights to what he's selling anyway. Correct. I'm, I'm, but he's but he's but he's honest about what he's doing. <laughs> so he's he's telling everybody blatantly that he's breaking the law. Yep. Uh, Bill, Bill will know and, from uh, past uh, conversations with me, but my uh, my likes and dislikes aren't always logically justified. And that's fine. <laughs> and don't get me wrong here. I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate because I feel the exact same way that you guys do about all this. Right. No, um, no, no I, yeah, there I, is another I, I get side to it, right? Yeah. No, I, I, mean, I, I totally get what you're saying, and I totally, I mean, and you're, and you're right. I mean, it, it, before you know, anyone says this is legit or this is something I made. It's 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 a piece of software that you do not have the rights to that you're putting out in the marketplace to sell. Um, and uh, I think a lot of the reason why it's why it goes, you know, you know, kind of unnoticed seemingly by uh, so many of the big companies is because. It's not worth it to them at all to pursue it. I mean, have you ever heard of a company going after somebody for a repro? No, but you know, um, Sega's been putting cease and desists out for YouTube videos of Shining Force on YouTube. Oh, have they? Yeah. So you never know. I mean, don't don't count it out. That sounds did, pretty did, random did, to me did, too. Did, did you read that on ShiningForce.net? <laughs> no, <laughs> were, it's been were, passing around. Were Were you on the? You and like eight other guys on the forum over there. <laughs> <laughs> We're yeah, it's a, it's our own little club. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I'm right there with you guys. I'm just trying to play the devil's advocate and, sh and talk about the other side that's out there because there are people that have legitimate issues and say, "Look, this is wrong." Yeah, sure. I, I think yeah, if they want to do that, then they have to uh, to call the whole thing wrong, not just little pieces. Right. Um, and, and, some people and do. Yeah, and it's weird because I wouldn't argue with those people. Like if someone says I like oh you you have a reproduction game in your library, I think that you're taking money out of developers or Nintendo's uh, 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 hands, and I don't agree with you. And shame on you. Yeah, like, I'm not so, gonna, like Duke you know, said, I'm willing to uh, look the other way when it suits my needs. <laughs> yeah, I think we're we're human, right? I mean, that's we want to do things that benefit us, and we don't like things that don't benefit <laughs> us. I mean, that's human nature. I'm going to kind of bring this up a little bit because um, like Retro USB sells a cart that has all three of the Panesian games on NES. They call it Pirate, Pirate Booty. Booty. Yeah. yeah. And I was in a retro store not too far from me, and one of these were in the case with the rest of the NES games. They had it marked for 80 bucks. I'm sure they thought it was some kind of rare NES game. And somebody bought it because it wasn't there later. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it, these things don't just, oh, some collector buys it. I mean, these things still get out there, right? Sure. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess they could. So I'm just uh, just a lot of things to think about. Don't get me wrong. I'm like I said, I'm right there with you guys. I I like what I like. You know, obviously I don't want to get ripped off on a fake of something I think is legit. Right. Um, if you don't know, and, is it really that big of a deal though? You would know, right? I mean, it's pretty. If you ever okay, if you ever took a reproduction card apart, you'd know sure. pretty quick. Um, but that's a good question, right? I mean, if the game still plays the same and you're none the wiser, if you yeah, if you're not the type to you know take the screws out and pull your pull the board right out to clean, if you just you know stick a Q-tip in there and uh, rub it down, you'll you'll never see some crappy soldering job. And if they've done a good enough job on the label, all right. right. But like Krabby, how how what kind of painstaking levels did you go through to make sure that stadium events wasn't like that <laughs> high quality scans of the board and i got extra <laughs> photos of it to, to match them up and 
Yeah, but yeah, but but Krabby's goal was to purchase a legitimate copy of that game. If his goal was to purchase a repro and you know Retro Zone or Retro USB had it for forty bucks, he would have just clicked buy and had it. But if this one I have, um, if the guy was able to do professional grade soldering and made this thing for twenty bucks and sold it to me for you know a hundred times that, um, I'm still just as happy not knowing. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, is that it? Pretty much. Yeah, that, I, I do like your point about, you know, that these things, I mean, yeah, like, you know what it is, and I know yep. what it is, but someone who walks by, you know, a cart, like, uh, that ends up, like, in a, uh, like, in a pawn shop, and, you mm-hmm. know, like, and spends a hundred bucks because it's, it's green plastic, and this was a super limited release, you know, like, it's, <laughs> it's, I, I, yeah, I never thought of it uh, from that perspective before, but, you know, that person may not know. Sure. Um... I'd fault them too, though, in that case, um, as just being an uninformed buyer. Yeah. Everyone makes stupid buys like that once in a while. Why yep. not fault the store for selling sto- what was what could be considered stolen goods? Uh, they, they they probably could. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's going to be some sort of fine print at uh, at every you know establishment, uh, especially that sells like secondhand things that say you know purchases are what they are they may work they may not they may be a thing they may not be a thing but uh <laughs> but yeah i i think you could definitely uh, well you know how like every uh every like retro store i go to i always find it uh, interesting that uh that they all have this little asterisk next to games that have a save function because they can't verify the integrity of the battery inside the cart so when you buy a copy of zelda it has a little asterisk next to it that says like we can't guarantee this game will save or not if it doesn't save you can't return it that's funny. I don't think the retro stores I go to do that at all. They yeah, just I, say, eh, if you don't like it, then somebody just bring it back." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think uh, I think they do have like you know, like a three day or a seven day like, re- yeah, like ex- yeah. exchange policy or something. But uh, I think I think it's more for like you know if like two months down the road you come back and say, "Hey, listen, I know I'm outside their term policy, but you sold me like a junky cart." It's like, oh nope, you know we can't guarantee the batteries work inside. Sure, no take backs, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> no take sees back sees. I think is the legal terminology <laughs> if you wanna. That's, Since we're that's talking the, legal. That's the Latin, right? Yeah. <laughs> Communique. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked a little bit about these. There are quite a few different people that create reproductions, and we'll put some in the show notes. So if you're curious about some of these, you can go look them up. Um, a lot of them are out there on the Internet. Um, some of them just mostly on forums. You can definitely get it out there. Just... Uh, like we've mentioned, though, you know, if you're looking for a deliberate ripoff of something, every good-natured reproduction maker won't do that simply because they know that would they would never be able to sell to anybody else ever again, right? One more question right. about them for you before we move on. Yeah. Um, is there a price cap where your your view changes? Um, what I mean by that is, like, um, I, I think we're all in the boat where we're not going to spend ten thousand dollars to get a nintendo world championship so we're okay with the uh with the reproductions there but what about like a reproduction of something like uh, chrono trigger or earthbound for the super nintendo yeah that's a good question because because uh because chrono trigger and earthbound are both games that i would like to own for the super nintendo and that i would not purchase a reproduction for um mainly because i don't think that the that the uh the difference in price uh, from going from like a, a repro for what can you get a repro Super Nintendo cart for like between 50 like, bucks yeah 50, like 40, 60 bucks yeah something like that so and what can you get a Chrono Trigger cart for right now 
About the same. I bought mine for 30 About the same, but yeah. uh, Earthbound's considerably more at the moment. Correct, yeah. Earthbound, I think, what is the cart between like 120 and 200 depending on condition? I think it's hovering around 200 right now with the Christmas season. Oh, is it really? Season. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. With the, with the I haven't been looking too much last uh, month or so. It's but, around there. But yeah, so, I mean, Earthbound is kind of like right on the fringe, but at the same time, like, there's there's something about, you know, that game. It's There's something about Finding a Grail. And I think anyone who's has found something that has been particularly cool or exciting, we're like, there's something really cool about finding that and in and putting it in the collection. And I feel like part of going after like a repro game that's just a, a blatant, hey, we took this game and we put it on this cart for you so you could have a cart version. Going the cart view, uh, going that way with those types of games, I really would only go if it's something at the level of like a world championship cart that. I'm just never going to come across in the wild and I'm not going to put the money into it. So is it, rare, Earth- is it rarity more than uh, monetary value then? Um, it has something to do with it, but for me, it's, it's, uh, it's, I think it come it it's comes back to price a little bit, a little bit more just knowing that, uh, I mean, cause if something's really expensive, but I think I might come across it like, uh, uh, like, like Spider-Man for 32 X. Everyone knows that's the last one I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you know, for, for how much money it goes for, it actually pops up fairly frequently. So it's not anything I would ever consider going repro for, even though like it's up in like the couple hundred dollar range. Um, whereas, you know, something like, uh, and it's odd though, little, but little Samson and it's weird. It's cause I'm an NES guy and I'm going for the complete NES collection. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go for any NES, uh, uh, repros of actual games that are in the full collection I'm going for. So um, that has something to do with it. Now, but, would uh, you would you reproduce a box or a manual? Uh, yes, I have for a licensed game. Yep, ones that didn't come with boxes and manuals because I want them to look uniform in the collection. I, I don't mean ones that didn't come without. I mean ones that are going to cost you children. Oh, so so you mean <laughs> like, if I get yeah, my like hands you're, on you're, a little Samson cart? Yeah, and like then little Samson the or Flintstones. Yeah, you you decide you need right. that manual for Flintstones. You know, you're looking at like what a thousand dollar manual i would I, w- I wouldn't do it i wouldn't reproduce the box of an official uh of a licensed nes uh box or manual i want the actual box so i'm going to take this in a different direction for a minute and um let's talk about convenience for a minute because that's what i hear a lot of times from people that um put out um famicom reproductions on the nes it's just more convenient to already play it on the NES. I don't have a Famicom. I don't want to fool with a converter. <laughs> I don't like different flags on my collection checklist. <laughs> um, I don't like three-foot controller wires. <laughs> so, yeah, so Krabby, you've got Reka, right? Yep. Um, why is it okay to buy that reproduction and not instead of buying the original Famicom cart and owning that instead? Um, Like I said, it just fits into my kind of unsound logic where uh, it feels like that loophole like it I, I only want to collect licensed North American releases and even though it's obviously never been that it it feels like that because of the packaging it's been put into but the exact same game on another cart no problem yep okay I mean that's why I see a lot with some of these, a lot of them that are reproduced. Uh, I mean, literally, there's a difference. And sometimes I hear it's convenience or, oh, it's really hard to find these. And 
It's not. I mean, I come yeah. across Famicom carts all the time. And let me tell you, rare Famicom carts on a scale of NES, like rare rarity, don't go for the same kind of crazy prices. I mean, well, pick it up there a little bit. Rekka's in the four digits, though, isn't it? Pretty nope. sure it's up there. Compl- no, complete in box? Probably around $250, $300, I'm, maybe. I'm talking complete in box, though. Um, yeah, I would probably guess then, yeah, you're probably getting close to a grand, maybe. So, so is so. I'm. Are you arguing that? But Krabby, that, you spent how you spent how much on a cart? <laughs> I, this one was a gift, so I didn't spend anything on it. No, no, I'm saying like with stadium events. Oh, right. Yeah. Like how much have you spent on a cart? Right. Um. Yeah, yeah. I've spent over record levels on a cart. Um, sure. Yeah, but like I said, that fit into my my narrowly defined collection, and uh, yeah, Reco's just my 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 loophole. Okay, so it's okay to reproduce something in whole for convenience alone. I want to say yes, but I know I'm going to regret that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I think we said before, like I personally don't have any issue with anyone, uh, you know, really reproducing anything as long as they're honest about what it is. Okay, so if I take uh, a Dreamcast. NES emulator, dump all the ROMs on it, stick it on a Dreamcast. I'm doing okay. that for convenience. <laughs> right. I'm gonna have okay. nightmares now. Ca- 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 yeah, kind of <laughs> like the kind of like the modded Xboxes that are all over uh, Craigslist. Sure. Yeah. So and they have like oh like Xbox with a thousand NES, all the Super Nintendo, all the Genesis. So so an Xbox with all the games on it. Well, that's just convenience, right? Co- I mean, correct. It is. It is very convenient to turn on one system. And to have a front end where you can go to Nintendo, punch out, play, back out of that Contra, play. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's very convenient. And I mean, it's, we're kind of blurring into emulation here. Yeah. Which we'll talk more about a little bit later. But I mean, it just I I just want to really draw that out that it is muddy, right? I mean, we have different feelings about it. Definitely. Because we're and, collectors, and, right? And I, and I think that all of our, our, our kind of biases sway towards what the main focus of our collection is. And what um, we like personally, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think we've got to sometimes understand that it's okay if other people come at it with a little bit of a different angle and we don't jump all over them like crazy as long as they're not trying to do something really, really shady, right? Sure. 100% agreed. Yeah. So anything else you guys can think about with reproductions that you want to talk about? I mean, we, we glazed over real quick uh, uh, for, we mainly talked about carts, but, and we, we mentioned that there are boxes and manuals. Um, I'm just wondering for you guys, uh, I know not being really, you know, terribly uh, uh, picky uh, cardboard uh, uh, guys, are boxes and manuals important to you for uh, repro games just to kind of have that complete package? Or are you really just as, as cool with the cart as you would be without it? If I'm buying, okay, here, this is tricky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking homebrew. Um, reproduction? Right, yeah. It's, I, mm, I, I don't I, care. Cr- okay. I don't care. Because um, me... there's no legitimate thing that exists, so I don't care. Right, because so, homebrew, I could imagine, well, that's the thing. Like For me, being a box collector, I, if I was going to get into a repro, I would very much like to have the box just to kind of fit in with the rest of the stuff mainly. But but you're right. I mean, it's not like it's yeah. It's, you know, it, the whole thing is fake. So who right. cares? It's, I mean, there is no yeah. legitimate it's box, not like or the, legitimate yeah. manual. It's not like there was a thing. Whereas once we get into homebrews a little bit, it's I mean, it it's got to be cool having that assimilate box. 
It is. Yep. Um, my Nomalous box, and then when I, I'm I'm going to tell you when I order Battle Kid too, I'm going to get the box. And you're cheetah in too. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, again, was there even a cart only version of that, or they only did boxed? Um, I think they're. I think it was just, just the boxed, boxes, yeah. right? Yeah, I think it was. It was just the complete version. I I couldn't remember if they did a cart or not. I don't think so. I don't think there was an option for that. Speaking of which, those are all shipping out at the moment. We should hopefully get them by the end of the year or shortly after. I can't nice. wait. Speaking of reproductions, right? <laughs> yep. So Cheetahman 2, the Lost Levels, is really just fixed Cheetahman. <laughs> right. Um, to answer your Cheetah question, Bill, though, um, mine, it would just depend on how it fits into to my collection. Um, so if it's like an NES game, I'm okay with just the cart. I'm not going to go crazy over box. But if it's like a disc-based game, then I, I'm going to want a box just because that's how I like to display my disc-based games. Oh, sure. Yeah, the only kind of tricky one for me would probably be... Uh, Turbo Graphics. I'd probably try and get the person to reproduce a manual for it, just so it would fit in with the rest of my Turbo Graphics games. So, anything else we're missing there? I don't think so. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and we we we'll put this in the show notes as well. We mentioned uh, uh, Uncle Tusk, who's kind of the the big uh, uh, repro uh, box producer uh, on the scene. Um, so we'll we'll throw his uh, site in the show notes as well. Okay, so the next piece that kind of goes along in this little saga is talking about pirates, right? So because really, I guess maybe Sid, you could Sid, call Sid, Me- Sid Meier's pirates. No, no, and not the R Mateys kind of pirates at all. I think <laughs> we're talking about thieves, people that just reproduce things without license, uh, which kind of again we blur <laughs> the lines, right? These and, are just people that do saying, it on a huge and scale. And you're saying and pass them off as legit. No, oh. not always. Okay, so so do you have any examples? I do. I mean, like, like Famicom pirate games are rampant. Oh, okay. So you're saying things that were produced at the time of the console being around? Yeah, they were then and now. Right. I mean, they still make the things. Yeah, there's lots of... I mean, I'm not really in the Famicom scene, but I mean, I, I look on Craigslist for Nintendo stuff, and I find 10 Famicom pirates a month just locally. So sure. they're all over the place. Yeah, I mean, there's probably, you know, getting to be the point where they're probably about as numerous as the legit cards at some yeah. point. And, and it's weird because they've almost reached this level where collectors, like, they'll they'll go for them. Like, uh, I remember asking, uh, I think you and a couple other uh, uh, guys on RF Generation who know their Famicom stuff, I said, like, hey, this guy's selling this thing locally. Like, is it really worth anything? And, uh, I mean, there are some pirate carts that, pe- like, people, like, collect pirate carts. And sure. uh, some of them get 20 bucks, 50 bucks, you know, depending on... Uh, you know how cool or how rare they think it is, but that that's it's nutty to me that like a a pirate. It's I mean, how do you compare a pirate to an unlicensed cart? Good question. Well, I mean, an unlicensed cart is a legitimate game that someone has produced. It just wasn't officially licensed by Nintendo. We're talking so, NES. I mean, so wait, do you mean it's a legitimate game, as in you put it into a Nintendo and it works? Because so is <laughs> uh, these are they're, they're both legitimate games in that case. Yeah, and um, we're talking about something that's very specific to Nintendo. Right. Okay. I mean, because that's the only time where you get into this whole licensed, unlicensed. I mean, you had a little bit of it, like what with Super Nintendo, like one game, <laughs> and then Genesis. There was maybe a couple, because uh, like EA at some point wasn't licensed or something. Yeah. I don't so, know. But that's that's the thing. So when you take a a, a company like um uh uh, uh Tengen or Tengen, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. So here here's a company 
that is making a game for the Nintendo without permission or paying licensing costs to Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And then you take a pirate company. This pirate company is making a cart for the Nintendo without permission or paying licensing costs to Nintendo. So what's the difference? Typically speaking, they fall into this pirate category because they are taking someone else's either IP or property of some sort and then selling it as their own. So, so you, for example... When they do like the 99 and 1 carts where they take like, you know, Mario and Contra and they jam them all into one one little bundle and sell them? Yeah, well, I think there's a couple different... I mean, when we talk about pirate, I get, let's delineate this for a minute and then we can talk about them. So there are like one pirate cart. Like, okay, here's Famicom Pac-Man. It's a pirate, right? It looks unlike the real one, but it's just Pac-Man. That's pretty easy to classify. Again, that's just a reproduction. But we happen to call it piracy because they produce tons and tons of them, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Right, and, they're manufacturing them. Yeah, um, in bulk. There's multi-carts, which we're talking like 99 in one, 30 in one, 20 in one, whatever 250 they are. 250 in one. I've seen like 9999 yeah. in one. <laughs> so yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen 1,001 in one. Yeah, um, and they're counting all the the different like background music in Tetris. Those are all different games. Uh, a like lot of them are like games. they'll they'll take like the same game and it'll be in there like ten times, but they'll like have different hacks. Yeah. So like you'll have thirty lives in this hack, and you'll have infinite ammo in that hack, or you right. know, built-in game genie. Yeah, but multi carts are just again, it's literally piracy. They're just jamming a whole bunch of games onto one cart that they don't own. Um. And then there's this other area where it can be a little tricky. We get into what we call pirate originals, right? So these are games that were legitimately programmed by these companies, but in many cases they don't actually own the property for the game that they're producing. So how does that well, differ from unlicensed? Well, I mean like Mortal Kombat for the Famicom, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean they didn't go get Midway's permission to make Mortal Kombat for the Famicom. So it's illegal. Right. Um, or like the Earthworm Jim game I was telling you about. I got Earthworm Jim for the Famicom. It's pretty cool, but they didn't have the rights to do that. So, again, that's still a form of piracy, even though they coded their own game from scratch, right? Right. They just took someone else's IP and made their own thing out of it? Yeah. And then there are literally pirate originals, ones where they are just brand new games they've made from scratch and sell. There's not very many of those. That's, that's what there. I thought you were talking about when I when I asked uh, how that differs from unlicensed. I would say the only thing is that, um, okay, again, oh, and I, I want to say, again, this is very NES because if you're into some other system, it probably doesn't matter as much. What's characteristically talked about unlicensed are carts, that were not licensed by Nintendo that were released within the lifespan of the NES itself. Games that came out after that time period where the NES ceased production are typically fall into this weird kind of pirate originals sort of label. Even this Cheetah Men 2 we're getting? I don't know what that's <laughs> going to be called. I think it's going to be called a reproduction. Right. By some people, by the people that own original Cheetah Men 2s, they're <laughs> going to call it a reproduction because they don't want the value of those to go down. I'm going to call mine unlicensed. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, it's a brand new game. I mean, it is. Those people own the rights. 
they are putting out another copy. It would be no different than if Nintendo woke up today and went, you know what, let's make some more Zelda carts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't see any difference. But, boy, that's... I think this is going to solve, be interesting because this is kind of the first time this has happened. <laughs> I hope it opens yeah. the floodgates and lots of crazy stuff happens now. Me too. I'm really excited about it. I hope it does. Yeah. Um, one, one thing that kind of worries me a little bit about that is uh, the dude who's running the Cheatham and 2 Kickstarter. Yeah. I, I think he said uh, uh, multiple times throughout the Kickstarter uh, uh, you know, description and also in some of the answers and some of the comment sections that he's put a lot of his own money into the the project mm-hmm. and uh, i think he's actually said somewhere I, I could be wrong so correct me if i am but i think that he said that he's not going to end up making money on this that he might end up losing money with all the time and effort he's put into it so i mean if that's true i i don't want other you know potential uh you know games that could be released i don't want people to see that and say wait a minute we're gonna put a year into this and not make any money i don't want to do this so i'd like i'd like for other games to kind of see similar releases i mean dreamcast had several games uh uh, release, uh, you know, well after the lifespan ended. Yeah, I don't know what this holds. I have no idea if the guy made any money or not. I guess that's his business. Yeah, totally. Um, I can just cross my fingers and hope somebody else wants to do it too. If if he yep. didn't, yep. and that's the case, then uh, then the stuff you will see come out though will be those labors of love. It'll be really polished, really cool things. If if yeah, not, yeah. then you'll see yeah. like all sorts of stuff, and that's that's kind of where I want to go. I want to yeah. see everything come out, and then I can pick and choose what stuff I want out of that. So, so hopefully this isn't a weird tangent, but it, do, do you think uh, that uh, this recent uh, Capcom uh, Mega Man... Uh, oh, Cross uh, Street, Street Fighter? Uh, yeah, Cross Street Fighter uh, fan-made uh, uh, game that they actually ended up you know, picking up and, and releasing for free. Do you think that might be Capcom testing the 8-bit waters to see if uh, there's a potential cart release in the future? Or is that just no. super wishful thinking? I think that's I wishful thinking. I don't think thinking. so at all. You yeah. might see I, like a uh, like PlayStation Network, Xbox Live uh, kind of thing, but uh, I, I don't I, think we'll ever see a card of that. I think this was Capcom testing the waters with, all right, we've got a lot of people out there that are fans. They want to make versions of our game. Usually we just send them cease and desist orders. <laughs> Let's find out if we just take one and run with it what happens. No, so I don't. I don't mean this game to be released as a card. I mean, do you think this could this could be something they're doing to say, well, there seems to be you know enough people out there who'd be interested in this genre. Do we explore doing uh, a cart in the future, no. or is that not anything they would ever do? No, no. I think the they'll only just... way they'll do it is digital. Yeah, look at Mega Man Nine and Ten. I mean, I think they'll just keep going that route. Yeah, they both sold so... well, and uh, yeah, we're never those tested the water very well. I think in the same way. Because think is about the, it, if, yeah. if a company is, wanted to actually gear up to produce a, a large amount of NES games, there are no factories set up to do that right now. Right. <laughs> so you'd have to start from the ground up. I don't think yeah, there's enough money It'd have to be a very yeah, small production run. They'll just buy a whole bunch of silent service for donor carts. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, and, and that'll increase the rarity so the, the carts that we do have will skyrocket in price. Rock and roll. I, I, I told you one of my first goals from joining our generation was to make so many people believe that Silent Service was a valuable cart that we could sell them on a regular basis and uh, <laughs> and fund the rest of the collection. I actually I have to stop you guys for a second and take back every bad thing I've ever said about it because I actually played through it recently and beat all the missions and it's really not that bad. 
<laughs> I still have to play it. I don't. I don't think we ever said it's bad. It's just prolific. Yeah, but yeah. I. I feel yeah. like we've been poking too much fun at it. I kind of like it. Yeah. I'm gonna stop. Oh, Super you, Mario Brothers is prolific, but it's great. <laughs> right. But I could you know, prop but, up, you know, a wobbly table with Mario Duck Hunt cards. <laughs> but my the weirdest thing though is my uh, uh like I I I knew a lot of kids growing up. Like we went to a lot of houses, played a lot of Nintendo games. I don't remember a single kid who had that game, Me and neither. it's everywhere. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, that I is. Never odd. saw it <laughs> until later. Mm. Very odd. I don't. I don't ever remember seeing a case for the rental store or anything either. It's it's like you hear about some of these like musical artists where like oh this guy sold fifty million records really who who has them <laughs> his <laughs> family anybody. yeah they buy, anyone who has this they buy a thousand a piece <laughs> okay let's go back then to these to the pirates for a minute so multi carts like we like you said I think multi carts generally have like this stock value of around like twenty bucks yeah for um, the most part or less. I think it's just a convenience thing. Some people just want them because they're kind of goofy, and yeah, they got a lot of games on them. Yeah, they're unique. They're quirky. They might have something fun on them. Do you yeah. get, do you guys personally have any interest in multi pirate carts? I've got a few. I for Famicom. I don't look for them, but if I if I find them in town for less than five, then I'll definitely bring them home. So so will you come across them and you know kind of clean them up, play them a little bit? And then they stay in the collection, or is it like, okay, that was fun for a little while, let me get rid of this? Hmm. I, uh, yeah, it's kind of the latter. I've still got a few left, but I had a guy that was looking for some, and I did some trades. I was like, you know, eh, I'll get something yeah. I want. I, I feel like most people who aren't, you know, kind of like in the market for, for pirate cards, the same thing. Like, they see them, like, oh, wow, that's different. That's weird. Let me see what this is all about. And then it's it seems like that honeymoon period's over, and then it's like, all right, I'll trade this for whatever. Yeah, the only multi-card I bothered to keep was the one that had the Street Fighter, you know, game on it. Just because, hey, it's Street Fighter on there. Gotcha. Yeah. But the other ones were just, yeah, multi-cards. I didn't care. Okay. Um, now, Pirate Originals, though, I think are pretty neat. Um, like I said, I've got some of those. The Earthworm Gym, the Mortal Kombat, a couple Harry Potter games. Um yeah, they, that's that's something that I have an interest in that I haven't really explored too much, but those sound cool to me. There's the Final Fantasy VII <laughs> and Final Fantasy IV for Famicom that's out there. It's all in Chinese, but they're working on translating. So oh, if, if somebody translates that, I'll uh, I wouldn't mind picking up a copy. These, now, that what would that be translated for? Um, What's that, what system? It's Famicom, so it'd be NES. They'd make an NES cart. Oh, so so it would be uh, uh, an NES uh, cart in English. Yeah, there's a guy working on a translation. Lord knows how long it'll take. Now, I hope if that yeah. happens, they figure out a way to like release it on three carts. So you have to like cart swap during different <laughs> parts. <laughs> Please yes. insert cart two. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you figure if you're going to have at least like some sprites for like each area, like it's. I mean, I don't know anything about the programming for the system, but I almost wonder at what point would you need to you know go to cart two. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's impossible, but <laughs> <laughs> the. Um... So there are some interesting ones that are in there. Uh, I like to collect those just because they're odd and interesting, but they don't usually cost a lot of money um, comparatively. And did pirate carts ever even come in boxes, or they just release as carts? No, many of them do. Many of them do come in boxes. Oh, never really seen a pirate box. Now, do you know where these things were originally sold from or how they make their way into the market? 
Most of them that I've seen come from China, um, although Brazil was a big manufacturer too. Uh, I'm sure there are probably other so, places around so the world. So in those places, it was just normal to go into like a store that sold games and they'd have a couple of those on the shelf? Yeah, I know like for example in Russia, I mean former Soviet Union stuff, they didn't have Nintendo, they had this thing called the Dendy. <laughs> um, and it was basically a Famicom clone and mostly pirate games and that's just what you bought over there. Yeah. Um, I got a friend who grew up in uh, Brazil and I and I asked him if he ever played Nintendo growing up there and he said that no he didn't. He played uh, the Sega Master System. Oh yeah. And I said and I said is there any any particular reason why he did that as opposed to the Nintendo and he said well you went in the store and there was a billion games for it. And he said, and a lot of them were Sega games, but a lot of them weren't. And they just had a lot of different games uh, for that system, so that's what they played. Yeah, I think a lot of Eastern Europe, there's a lot of piracy that's there. Um, again, China, it's pretty rampant. It's where yeah, a lot I mean, of this stuff comes from. I mean, out. they sell. Now, do you think that, uh, did any of these pirate companies, um, or you know, the places releasing pirate carts, I mean, it's it's not like they were trying to pass it off as anything. It wasn't. They were just putting out something, you know, mass produced to try to make uh, some dollars on on their games, right? Yeah, I mean, sometimes they would kind of sort of make it look nor like the others, but I mean, it didn't seem like they really tried. I mean, it's just, you know, a lot of times they were a different color of cart or something. I don't mm -hmm. think they were actually trying to pass off. It's just in that that was probably all that was available in their market. I mean, you know, it didn't probably you never saw like. Hardly ever official stuff. It was just probably all pirate stuff in most cases. Right. So who cared what whose copy of Pac-Man you bought? You just wanted yeah. Pac-Man. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's pirate Famicom carts being made to this day. You can still get them. Um, there's Chinese factories still churning the things out. So that's nuts that there's a Chinese factory making Famicom carts, but we can't get any company to make a new NES release. You know, well, they're, yeah, every once in a while, a Chinese company still programs new games. I mean, like I said, I've got Harry Potter, um, and how, probably not that many years old that somebody programmed that. Mm. So they do make, I mean, Final Fantasy VII, that was made a few years back and came out in China on the Famicom, so, or I guess whatever the pirate equivalent of that was. So these things are still being made. The the quality is usually really bad. Though. <laughs> it I hasn't mean, improved over the years. No, usually <laughs> they're cheap for a reason because the standards are really low. Um, now when you say quality is bad, you're talking build quality or the quality of the software? Build quality. Well, okay. don't get me wrong. Sometimes the quality of the software is pretty <laughs> bad too. But um, yeah, like I've got some Famicom Pirates. I've got the plastic of the shell is so thin. I mean, you can bend it with your fingers. Um, oh, so, so of like the casing, you mean? Yeah. Have you ever taken a PCB out and put it in a legit uh, shell to play it? Um, you don't need to. I mean, they're the right shape. So oh, so, but but I mean, like, if the plastic was so thin that you were afraid that it would break, I've just taken the PCB out and plugged it right in. <laughs> oh, just 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 by itself. Yep. They're usually these what they call glob tops, so they don't mm -hmm. have like chips on them. They just have this bleh, little blob of junk. I guess they're technically <laughs> chips underneath, but anyway, cheaper to make them that way. Mm -hmm. And the boards, you would be shocked at how tiny the boards are. I mean, like the pin connectors are usually um, as tall as the rest of the board is. Wow. There's just not much of anything. They've got it down, I guess, to a science. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much to them. So they've got to be incredibly cheap. I'll, I'll give you an example. I bought 
like three or four of them new from China through a seller. They're not they're not selling anymore. I got them for three dollars a piece, and that was including shipping from Hong Kong. <laughs> so you tell me. I mean, and they still had to make profit doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Were they everything you hoped they would be? Uh no. Cheap. <laughs> I knew I was getting. I mean, I'm paying three dollars. What do you expect? Right, right. Uh, the shipping from Hong Kong is probably going to be like two dollars. So, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, my wife ships, uh, uh, you know, one ounce packages to Australia. It's like two fifty three for a first class package. So they probably have a bulk rate. So, but they can't be making much on them. No, and honestly, you know, compared, they're probably getting their labor for next to nothing, and it's probably not expensive for them to make them in the first place. I've got no yeah. idea, but it must be profitable. They wouldn't do it. Yep. Um, all right. So pirates, I mean, there's a lot of it out there. Yeah. I mean, to me, pirate carts are probably the least interesting. Um, I've got, I've got a lot of interest in some possible repros, uh, you know, exploring those and, uh, and the homebrew scene, um, pirate carts to me, I mean, like you guys said, like if you come across one for a couple of bucks, it's interesting to have in the collection. And if someone walks in and says, Hey, what's that? You can say, Oh, this is just, you know, some of the you know, some of the junk that would come out that uh, maybe has a few interesting titles on it, but it's it's probably the least interesting, uh, uh, you know, form of, you know, stealing and selling someone else's game to me. So about you, Krabby, any interest even in, like, pirate originals or anything? No, like I said, if if they're in town for a couple bucks, I'll probably bring it home, but it's not something I'm overly interested in or going to look out for. Yeah, if it's cheap enough, I'll take a look. Yeah. <laughs> If it's interesting, but yeah. Now, now, if you if you found like a two fifty and one, how do you just? Are you gonna play all two hundred and fifty games? I probably never play it, just to make sure it works. <laughs> That's about it. Oh, so so you would boot it up, you would look to see if there's a menu with over two hundred games on it, then you'd turn it off and never play it. I'd probably play one or two of them just to make sure it worked. So, how do you decide which game you play? Um, usually, there's like six hundred version of Contra on there, so it's probably Contra. <laughs> So, uh, so, so all of them pl- include like seventeen versions of Contra. <laughs> Seriously. So you wouldn't uh, uh, search for oh, so but you're talking about a, a cart that has like you know previously existing games on it. Yeah. So not a pirate. So what about a pirate original? No, I've played them. I've got a few. Um, I played the Earthworm Jim one um, a bit. I played um, I played the Harry Potter both of them. One of them is uh, okay. The other one is not very good. <laughs> Um, I played Mortal Kombat a while in Street Fighter. They're both kind of the same thing, just kind of sprite swaps. Uh, they're hard. They're very hard. <laughs> you yeah, have to really are. cheap the computer out because it's horribly cheap. But no, I play those. I mean, not as much as a regular game, but yeah, I play them. Those are, those are the kind of games that would make it to my like bad game night where you plug it in <laughs> and just pick the oh, game yeah. with the most outrageous title and you know play it for as long as you could. And then the next yeah. person that got the controller would do the same. Pick another game with a goofy title and play it for 10 minutes. Yeah, trust me. When you've got friends over and you're like, okay, let's pull out, you know, Super Mortal Kombat 5 for the Nintendo. <laughs> People are like, oh, yeah, let's play it. <laughs> and then 10 minutes later, okay, let's turn it off. I, I had uh, uh, some people over not long ago, uh, uh, my friend Jamie, and um, he saw my, I just picked up a 3DO recently at a, at a Goodwill, and he's like, oh, what is that? And I was like, oh, remember the 3DO? And he was like, no. And I was like, it was this thing. It was it was like 800 bucks. He's like, oh, yeah, I think I vaguely remember it. So we put in, 
I think the only game I had at the time was Mad Dog 2. Oh, yeah. I think. And we played it for like a half hour, and he was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to never play this again. And then I put in, uh, just for fun, I put in Ground Zero Texas on the Sega CD. <laughs> and we played that for like a half hour, and he just wanted to go home. <laughs> I'm sure he did. He's probably like, you've, you've ruined me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love, uh, and it's weird because I loved Ground Zero Texas when I was a kid, when it first came out. And now I go back to it and I play it and I'm like, really? Did I really love it? Or was I just like really like taken by FMV at the time? <laughs> Fell for wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes when you're a kid, you have that. Yeah. I played the crap out of Sewer Shark when I was a kid. I still love Sewer Shark. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I want to find the 3DO copy so badly just because the, the resolution and the, uh, the size of the video is so much bigger, but I love Sewer Shark. You know, I, I, rented until i could beat deadly towers as a child so Ooh. that's quite the <laughs> accomplishment actually yeah that's painful yeah, I, I think i remember watching like uh uh I, I can't remember if it was your video crabby or someone else's but like a completion video for deadly towers on youtube not me yet oh man just the first like couple of screens with like the 45 uh, uh enemies like flying in different directions <laughs> I was I, I think I booted that game up one time to see if like my Nintendo if my like my seventy two pin repair worked and I just grabbed Deadly Towers and put it in, died in three seconds and I was like and you come out and you'll probably not going back in. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of one of when when you're a kid and when you rent a game and that's what you're stuck with all weekend. Make do. Yep. Yeah, you're yeah you're either playing that game or you're you know doing a book report or whatever else. Uh, <laughs> or you, you have to go to outside, right? Ew. Yeah. Okay. Um. Remind me so, when we're done recording. I've actually got a pretty, uh, I don't want to say good story, but a, a story about uh, going outside and playing Nintendo in the summer when I was a kid. All right. Might, um, might change your opinion of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So another thing kind of going down this road is talking about um, backups. All right. So you know, what I'm, you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about backups? Not, let me not let really. me let me guess. Let me guess what you're talking about. Are you talking about something like the N64 device that you uh, sold not too long ago? Yeah, where, that's kind where of you part would, of what I'm talking where about. Where you yeah. where you could put a any uh, sorry, did I say NES? I meant N64. Yeah. The where you put the 64 game in and you can copy the contents of that cart to a storage device and play it on the official hardware at a later date. Yes. So you so you own the game. Yes. And you have made a copy in the you know whatever the fair use uh, uh, terms are. Yeah, I've made a backup for. So is this basically a, like a physical save state? Um, it is. Uh, think of it almost like um, like a almost like a flash cart, but just a device that stores it not. Not on Flash, but like the what Bill's referring to is I used to have um, something called the Z64, mm-hmm. and it's a unit that fit on top of the N64. You plug your cart in, um, and you could dump the cart to a zip disk, and you could play the game off the zip disk. Interesting. You didn't need the cart anymore, and it played just fine. It was it worked exactly the same way. It plugged into the cart slot, so I mean the Nintendo never knew any difference. That's um yeah, so the backups, right? I mean that's 
the so, nice the nice way yeah. of saying you know maybe I have the original maybe I don't but <laughs> right. it's it's weird because something like that piece of hardware just because I feel like it's it's a unique and cool thing I don't have a problem with that piece of hardware or even using that piece of hardware I still have a weird uh, a weird you know not great feeling about the example that I used uh, is if you we talked about Sewer Shark. So if you own a game like Sewer Shark for the 3DO mm -hmm. and you don't want to risk damaging your disc or, you know, bringing it, uh, you know, to a convention where there's going to be a free play 3DO area. Mm -hmm. So putting it in your computer and physically making a copy onto a blank CDR. Mm -hmm. So you own that game. You've just made yourself a legal backup of it. I, it's that's one of the areas that I am still not sure how I feel about that, even though you're making a digital one to one copy. So it's the same thing. Um, it's it still makes me feel a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah, and and don't forget we're this is extremely country specific. So I mean we've got listeners in different countries and things, and you know I'm sure you could all chime in and let us know. I mean in some countries, yeah, you can do that, no problem. In other countries, you know that's it's illegal. You can't do that. Um, but yeah, here in the U.S., you have the fair use um, uh, kind of quirk in our copyright law that says. You're allowed to make one backup of something of a work that you own. So yeah, in case something were to happen to the thing you actually legitimately bought, you still have the contents of that information. You, you're just fair not use. allowed to profit from it. Is that right? Correct. I can't turn around right. and sell my original and then keep the backup. That's technically illegal, right? Right. So it, it, yeah, if you if you sell the original, you're supposed to give the person the backup or destroy it Correct. because you don't own it anymore. Correct. And that's okay in our copyright law, except we have a little law that came out um, called the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, the DMCA. Yeah. <laughs> and what that said is that you are not allowed to circumvent copy protection in order to do that. Right. So when, when we say copy protection, we're talking about... Uh, uh, you know, sometimes discs physically have uh, uh, either software on them or a copy protection in some method where when you try to make a copy of, let's say, a disc, the cop the software you're using, whether it be, you know, Nero, Roxia, whatever you're doing, it can detect that there is copy protection and not allow you to make a copy. And that's OK. So you can, you're allowed to make the copy. But if the thing has something on it that stops you from making a copy, you can't go around that. Right. Another example is for uh, like the PlayStation 1. There was a bad spot created on purpose when they burned those discs so that they wouldn't just be something that you could... Because if you made a copy in a regular CD burner, it would go, oh, that's an error. Let me fix that. Right? Right. So they won't boot. Uh, well, the Saturn is similar. There's a security ring on the outside of Saturn discs that the Saturn checks for. It goes, oh, is a security ring there? Okay, I'll play the disc. Right. So everybody came out with mod chips, right? So mod chips were a way to tell the system, hey, don't <laughs> check for that security feature. Yeah, um, It was like putting a little piece of scotch tape over the cassette tape <laughs> that, you, that you wanted to record over, if, if we have any listeners now, from now you're the talking 80s my language. Listening. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, so that's what you did. You put, a, you put a little digital piece of scotch tape over the cassette tape so you could record over it. Yeah, and they still, I mean, you still could get mod chips for Xbox 360 and stuff today. I mean, it's that hasn't changed any. Um, now, those were legal up until, I believe it was the year 2000, where they passed the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. 
Um, so, like, for example, I have a PlayStation 1 that has a mod chip in it. It was legal when I did it. When I, uh, I couldn't go and legally do it now, today. Although, since I did it then, I'm fine. I have a Saturn that's that way, too. Um, I did it so I could play foreign games. You know, so I could play import titles uh, easily. But there, obviously, another reason people do it, too, is you can play burn games. So these are a lot of things when we talk about backup devices. So, yeah, we've got cart backup units. I mean, these have been around as long as there's been carts. Right. right. Um, and even before that, I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, like with my Commodore 64 and stuff, and that's what you would do is you would copy all the floppy disks and you would give them to your friends and they would give you mm -hmm. the games and that's how you got them all, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. My Aunt Patty had uh, maybe five or six uh, legit Commodore 64 games and the rest were all just written on with a marker. And I was like, Aunt Patty, where'd you get these? And she was like, don't worry about it. Because <laughs> she got them from my, uh, her one of her other nephews who were, were like kind of the computer geeks of the family. But uh, they were the ones who were like, you know, like making copies of all the games for everybody. I had a cousin like that. Yeah. We all, me and all my friends, we had, you know, like our one or two games that we could afford. But we go over to my cousin's house and he would have like probably in the three digits, like hundreds of games to choose from. It's just insane. Right. Yeah. And, you know, 95% of them were just, like you said, just marker written on the floppy. Yeah, and these things have been around for consoles forever. I mean, there's copiers for Famicom, for right. Super Famicom, Super Nintendo. Right. I mean, definitely not as up. widespread as, you know, like floppy disks or anything like that. But yeah, there's definitely been the means to copy the contents of your cart onto something for consoles. Sure. I mean, there's there's a ton of them. I mean, there's Game Doctor, there's the Super Wild Card. Those were ones for like the 8-bit, 16-bit era. Like we, how, how many um uh, how many things you know like let's say you had a like a, you ever seen like a the Genesis kiosk <laughs> that ha that has like the ten carts in it and you just press the button to select the game yeah have you how many things like that have been released at retail just to allow you to put all your carts into one thing so you don't have to take them out and put them back in I've got Were one they... for the Atari twenty six hundred called the Game Brain and that's exactly what it is it's a cart selector. Right. I mean, it's because it's, it's weird that there would be, you know, I, I figured there would be as many of those, uh, uh, you know, solutions at retail than something to just kind of dump all the data, wouldn't you? The Game Brain is the only one I've ever seen. I, I showed I really you one a while ago. Chaos. They were auctioning it on, uh, it's a Game Gavel, I think. And it was like, called they called it the Atari Jukebox. And you could put like 50 games in it or something to hook it up to your Atari. Oh, then do right. That was yeah. for like display units or like yeah, sales Yeah, I don't think it was sold at right? retail. It was like a, like a demo kiosk almost. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember that. But backup devices though, you're literally making a copy. You're not just yeah. selecting some different things. So, um, all right. So how do you guys feel about, about backup units? It's, it's, a, it's a misty gray area for me. Like I, I, I can't think of any backups that I have of anything except for the ROM hack that I did, which, you know, came from the computer anyway. How about you, Krabby? I can't think of any reason why I would ever want one, but I would have no, I, I understand why other people would want them. Um, it's like, it's their products. As long as they're using the things that they own, I don't care how they use them. I, I'm perfectly I can fine. see like. Um, like, for example, maybe you own Panzer Dragoon Saga, but 
You don't want to get those discs out and yeah. fool with them. You don't want to scratch yeah. them, right? Yeah, that, that, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And it's and I would not fault anyone for doing that. But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of weird for a person who, uh, like, like you know, let's just say like, like myself or like you guys, that is so adamant about playing the thing on the original thing on an old like, tube TV, like if, you know, if that's like what your, what your, you know, preference is, it's like you, you want everything to be as like original, authentic as possible, but you're using a backup copy of the game. <laughs> that's you know? where I, instead of me buying the backup machine, I'd buy my two copies of Panzer Dragoon so that I could have my play copy and my, my collection <laughs> copy. <laughs> now, I think though, like when it comes to CDs, I have less problem with it because once you pop it in and close the door, there's I no agree. difference at all. I, I agree. Yeah. If there's anything that it would be like, you know, like a, a thing where I would say, okay, yes, like in, in this situation, I would do it. It's with a disc based game for sure. <laughs> yeah. Carts feel sacred and holy. You don't mess around with those. I had a cart yeah. copier. I used it. Oh. Minus 10. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you. It, it was easy, easier to just load the ROM up in the cart copier than it was for me to go dig the cart out. It's not about easy. Billy May is here for cart copier. <laughs> It was a long time ago, but I mean, I did it. I've sold the thing since then, but. Um, did you sell uh, all the carts you copied, you pirate? <laughs> never look no, at I'm you the same. I never sold the carts. <laughs> I just sold the copier. <laughs> I'm sorry, backup unit. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they always sold them back then. Backup unit. Yeah, it's a backup unit. That's right. No, it's nothing illegal. It's for making backups. That's right. No, you wouldn't go to the video store and rent everything and make <laughs> copies. Oh, Ooh, I never thought of that. Do you think? Uh, I mean, it's you had to figure it happened somewhere in the country. You think anyone in the country, like some mom and pop shop, had a cart copier and just rented out copies <laughs> and not the original game? Huh, that would be tough because you'd have to rent the copier to go with it, right? R- right, right. I don't know. I could imagine maybe somebody would do that, like in like a little pay-to-play kiosk or something. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. When I yeah. when I worked at uh, I managed a rental store for a couple of years, and I I knew of at least two people who literally took like we'd get you know on average like twelve movies in a week. They would take every single one of those because we'd get free rentals. You could only have X amount of time, <laughs> and they had literally Tupperware bin after Tupperware bin in their house full of every movie that had come out since they'd worked there. <laughs> and I yeah, they never watched them. I don't know why they had them, but I knew two people that did that. It was just weird. That's why I stopped like uh, uh, when uh, Netflix first happened and like you could get movies sent to your house and you could like uh, like a buddy of mine was like, oh, he had binders full of movies. And he's like, I'm going to show you how to do this to get around the copy protection and do this. And I remember like after like three weeks of just copying movies and not watching movies, <laughs> I was like, this is stupid. I want to watch movies. I don't want to like have binders full of movies I don't watch. So I just it just wasn't worth it to me. Yeah, I've got over the same idea that sounds kind of and, and I, f- I feel like so much of it was not so much that like i really want to do this it was just more like with the technology i have in my I office can. i can do <laughs> yeah. this so i'm gonna do it and then after a while it was like i don't want to do this anymore yeah because you get like dvds for like four dollars <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's, it's not worth the the trouble right yeah i'd rather you know like yeah it's like when you're young, it's like, oh, look what I can get for free because I'm so sly and sneaky. I'm sticking and sneaky. it to the man. Exactly. <laughs> when you're like 12, like, yeah, the man that I've been working for all my life. So, uh, but yeah, like then, uh, uh, like, and when I was like 15 or 16 working at Best Buy, they would say to us, you know, 
you have different segments of customer and like, you know, your younger customer tends to not want to buy, you know, music or anything. So they're not going to buy the iTunes or the Napster cards. But then when you get to like the mid twenties and early thirties, people like naturally start lean, you know, you start making a little bit more money. You start valuing your free time a lot more. Yeah. And it becomes much more worth it. Like for you to pay for things that you can do for, uh, for yourself because you want that free time. And I remember being younger and thinking, Nope, that's stupid. <laughs> and and then I kind of got to that point where I was like, you know, I never thought that I would pay for certain things that I used to do myself, but it's like, you know what? Yeah. Like I, it's, it's absolutely the truth. Like you get to a point where you're like, I don't mind paying a few bucks for that because old I value lazy. my free time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, well, everyone, well, so many people bugging me to play last story. I can't be copying like uh, NES carts or anything <laughs> in my free time. Well, you know, I think too, as you get older, the more you earn, the more valuable your time is, right? I mean, sure. Your time is worth more. So, you yeah. know. And the other thing, and like, so, and you start feeling like some pride for the amount of, like, you know, you make more money and you feel proud that like, wow, like I'm, I'm at a point in my life, I'm successful enough where I can spend this money on that. And it's, you know, I'm going to have my time. I'm going to have the thing and I'm going to feel good that I'm this uh, successful. Yeah. That, and you go, you know, um, I understand what it is to go out and earn a buck. I don't want to stick it to people that are out there trying to earn a buck. Plus the ladies love looking at the huge cart collections, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, well, well, it's we got uh, three guys on the show. We got three wedding rings, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, there you go. And funny there story, I actually paid for my wife's wedding ring by reselling video games. <laughs> I pay for I pay for many things <laughs> by reselling. Actually, I, just, I, haven't I just been, always pay for more games. Been all <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what I was doing, and then I actually started paying for like real life stuff with games, and it was Duke's weird. Duke's wife's wedding ring is just a, a sanded down Sega CD disc. <laughs> <laughs> Spark. <laughs> when when she first put it on, the security ring was on there, and it like wanted to reject it first. So you had to sand it a little bit more, and then it was like, okay, now it's good. Had to put a mod chip now in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I mean, there's probably not a lot else to say about, I mean, mod chips and backups. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think it's a phase that everyone goes through. Yeah. I think everyone at some point or another either wants or has had a system that's been modded. And it's interesting. I mean, especially if you're like a computer or a hardware guy, it's cool to see the work that either a person or a group puts in on the front end, on the interface, on, you know, this like random, like, you know, FTP, you know, file serving software that they make for the original Xbox. Like, it's crazy. Like these little niche communities that pop up mm-hmm. and it's, it's cool. Like the stuff, it works. It's nice. And I, just like I said before with the emulators, I, I had this phase where, you know, I grabbed the emulators, I played some games, and it just kind of didn't really feel right to me. And that's when kind of got me into uh, Nintendo collecting. So it's I feel like it's all kind of in the same family. So I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, that, that mod chip system or anything. But uh, I do think it's kind of a phase that most people kind of just move through and, and stick with, uh, uh, you know, what their collection focus is if they're collectors. Yeah, I, I've got no problems with mod chips, and in fact, I support them completely when manufacturers put in ridiculous region locking. Um, even though they're not legal, yeah. I really I don't understand region locking. But... It, it confuses me the amount of effort that uh, uh, that certain companies put into like making sure their system is not crackable, and then their new firmware comes out, it's cracked within like 45 minutes. <laughs> Sure. And it's like, you know, I, I know you're trying to, you know, protect your, I really understand, like, I, I really, really do. But at the same time, the, the, you're not going to stop these people. No. So it's, you, you almost have to consider them 
a lost cause. They're not going to buy your product, even if you do lock them out of it. And the people who are going to buy your product are going to buy it anyway. Um, that's just my thought. I'm not an expert on that. That's just the way I feel about it. Yeah. So let's talk about the cousin to the backup unit, and that's um, flashcards. Now, these are interesting. So flashcards, these are devices usually. I mean, when we're talking cards, we're talking about cartridges that you can, a lot like backup units, you can write ROM files to it so you can put different games on the cart, stop popping into your system and play. So again, a lot like CD backups. Right. Now, don't some of these have uh, little slots uh, for actual like micro flashcards and things like that? Yeah, a lot of them run off SD. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is a way to play ROMs on physical hardware. So again, it's like making the copy of the CD, right? It's once right. you put it in the system, it plays the same way. <laughs> so, so yeah. So and here's my thing with this, and I use the same example I had before. Uh, I, I attend PAX East uh, in Boston every year. It's one of my favorite uh, conventions. And there's a, a there's a, a console free play room, like a retro or a classic, whatever you want to call it, free play room. And every year I go, and every year I you know I just walk around the room and I see like a different random console. And I'm like, you know what? Let, let me try that. I don't, I, never, I haven't spent enough time with that console. And you have to wait in this line that has like two or three people volunteers. So there, I have no problem with these people, but two or three people who are working at this counter, checking. It's like games in and out, taking people's licenses, like marking <laughs> down everything. And it's like, I swear, it's a line of five or six people. Yeah. And you'll wait 20, 30 minutes. And in convention time, there is too <laughs> much to do to be standing for 20 minutes doing nothing. So, you know, the thought I always have is, you know, the console free play area to me, like, you know, at least in my mind, is one of the perfect situations if you're going to use like, you know, uh, backups to play like a digital one-to-one -one copy on the real hardware, that's one of the best places, uh, one of the best scenarios to use it, isn't it? Yeah, we just get into that legal mur murky area, right? You, you sure do. I, I'd actually <laughs> disagree because uh, yeah, cause if you really wanted to play that game, you could do it at home the same way. You could you could buy yourself the power pack, the, the R4, whatever you need to to emulate the game on physical hardware for relatively cheap in most cases. When you go to those kind of conventions, aren't you looking to for the most authentic old experience, like nostalgic experience that you can have again? You don't remember well, right, turning so... on the game and going through the boot file looking for the specific <laughs> one you want. You remember just turning it on and, you know, running and gunning guys down. So, right. But so, so, I mean, there, there's different people looking for different experiences. So for, for, let's say for someone who, who grew up uh, and had a, you know, let's, uh, we'll stick with Nintendo. So someone who grew up and had a Nintendo and had these like, you know, 30 or 40 different games and gets to the counter and says, you know what? I want this, I want, let me play uh, this game, this game, this game, this game, and this game. That would be great. And they say, well, we can only give you two at a time. So then they give you two carts after like 15 minutes away. Like, I, I totally get what you're saying. Like the most authentic experience is to take the cart, put it in the system, boot it up, play the game. But just for the purposes of somebody who just wants to, you know, like uh, jump on a console, play a handful of games, and then maybe go home with the thought in their head of like, wow, like maybe I should grab a Nintendo and like a bunch of these games. I feel like for demo purposes, to to have someone play, you know, be, be able to have the whole selection with as little hassle as possible. I guess that's the biggest thing is it's it's the least amount of hassle possible to have the Nintendo collection on a cart as opposed to, you know, multiple different ones. I bet you in, you know, like 20 or 30 years that that'll be the mindset. 
But you got to remember when we were getting NES games and stuff as kids, we expect hassle. We had to go to the rental store, you know. We had to blow into mm-hmm. the cart, you know. It, it's not supposed to be easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> adds to the experience to stand in line and and get pissed off while you're waiting to play. So so let me so let me throw a a, a wrinkle at that. What if it's a 14-year-old who's playing uh who wants to give it a try? And then I think you should go through the same kind of crap that we did. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like when you're, so like if, when you take your kid to like, uh, oh, I don't know, like uh, what's a, what's a good example? Like uh, when they're like, so when you go to show them like a newspaper, he's like, what, what is this thing? It's like, oh, look at the, it tells you what happened yesterday. <laughs> And you can see the movie times, but not for tomorrow, just for today. And it's like, no, dad, uh, there's a better way to do it now. No, this is the way we used to do it. I understand that's the way you used to do it. And I'm sure that worked. And I'm sure you have great memories. But I know what's playing for the next nine days. And I knew it a minute ago. So, But yeah, you're, to- you're absolutely right. Like the, the experiences that I had growing up with the Nintendo and, you know, running downstairs and like you're in the middle of the game of uh, um, like... I think it's great that the original Nintendo carts don't save. Uh, I know that there's a, a, like, you know, that's one of the reasons I had to leave my Nintendo on for like a couple <laughs> of days last week when I had Castlevania like on level five that I never got to before. Um, but yeah, like it's, uh, I feel like the easier you make it, kind of like it t- takes something away from the experience. But I'm just, I was really saying just like purely from like a hassle standpoint to be able to have like the, like, like imagine you bringing your nintendo collection to seattle for a convention wouldn't you rather just throw a cart in a backpack and say yeah it's not a thousand individual carts but it's the closest thing i can get to it and it's not an original sorry not original it's on a nintendo cart that you can play in a system and if it uh, inspires someone to you know buy some actual carts then all the better it's part of the experience i think and uh if if it doesn't appeal to the person because i agree it it's a hassle sometimes um then it doesn't appeal to the person. But I, I don't think we should try and change that experience, I guess. Gotcha. Hmm. So I was going to just say, how different would that be from having a 99-in-1 cart that you gave out? Oh, it would be very different. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be extremely different. Uh-huh, you, yeah. you're, ta- you're talking like a 99-in-1 pirate cart with 30 versions of Contra on it? Hey, those are all good versions of Contra. Uh... I mean, come on. Kids these yeah, days, they don't know what they're missing. Yeah, they've already got the up, up, down, down, so you just have to press start at the, uh, at the start <laughs> I'm screen. I'm pretty sure if you went to most 14-year-olds and went, what's the Konami code? They would look at you like you're a freaking nut. Well, they, they, yeah, they, they did have it in Wreck-It Ralph there not too long ago. Yeah. They'd say, that's the T-shirt that, was, that my that uncle was, wears everywhere. That was for the parents that were bringing their kids. <laughs> Okay, I hate to break that. I, too. I, yeah, I love that the jokes because when you went like when I was a kid, I would see like Roger Rabbit in the theater. I didn't get all the jokes that were put in there for my parents. Yeah. And then when you see it like thirty years later, you're like, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. I love that I'm at the age now <laughs> where the jokes are for me. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they, they realize that you would never slog to one of these things if you weren't going to at yeah. least be a little bit entertained. Yeah, totally. And that's and like you see so many like movie reviews are like. It's like, oh, it's fun for the whole family. Uh, and that's just a way of saying, dad's not going to hate it. Yeah. He will actually maybe take you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your dad might go to the theater with you. So back to these flashcards. So there's a series called um, the EverDrive. And they've EverDrives are just these different flashcards. They make them for you know, Master System, Game Gear, TurboGrafx, Genesis, 
you know, I mean, a lot of different stuff, right? Yeah. Um, there is the power pack and the super power pack, right, from Retro USB. Yep. So that's NES. They're and, pretty popular. And yeah. Super Nintendo. Yeah. For DS, there's the R4 and the Ace card, and I know there are others too. <laughs> I don't keep up on all those. I mean, this might be a little bit off topic, but I mean, do you think that they're reasonably priced? Um, you know, if, okay, let's say, again, you're not a collector and you just want to play the games on the hardware. Right. You're going to blow 90 bucks on a flash cart and you'll have every game ever made. I I personally I mean, find them expensive, but reading people talking about them, especially on Nintendo Age, like lots of people there have power packs or super power packs. I've never heard a person complain about them. They everyone seems very happy with with what they paid for. Yeah, usually around eighty plus. Usually, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's it just seems odd to me that. Uh, and, and again, I do not know what these cost to actually make or produce. It's just when I first saw the prices for some of these, where it's a, a PCB with a, a memory card slot on it. I mean, there's there's probably some you know some other stuff involved. Like I'll you know I I don't know. But it just kind of seemed to me that like $140, you know, even though everyone loves it, it just struck me as a high price. And I'd be curious to know, like, you know, like what else goes into it besides just that PCB being produced. Well, I mean, a lot of times you have to have, you know, some special chips on there to handle things. And you have to actually develop the software to make the thing actually work, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right, I got you. Um, so, I mean, that's no small feat yeah, you gotta get to your create the software to make the thing operate. Yeah, no, I guess you're right. I mean, I guess there's there's uh, operating costs to it. Now, don't get me wrong. When we get into, like, the R4 card, I mean, those R4 cards for DS, I mean, you get for, like, what, $10 or something. Yep. Like, next to nothing. Yeah. yeah, 15 20 bucks, and, yeah, there's nothing to it. But again, those are coming out of China, where they can mass produce things for next to nothing. Right. Whereas most of these are coming from the U.S., so again, hence why they cost more. All right. Now, do you guys have any interest in ever picking any of these up? Uh, I've thought about it, and that like you know how you have those those the those like levels of interest where like you look at something and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool, uh -huh. and then you think about maybe getting it, and then either from there, you either start to seriously consider it, or you just think, nah, like it's just it's just not you know something that I'd, I'd look at. That that's about where I'm at. Like I, I I can't get past. I can't make myself more interested in it than I am. You know what I mean? Like it's and it's partially the price. Like if I it's, it's you know like how you say like well I wouldn't go after a pirate car, but like if I found one for five bucks I'd grab it. Yeah. Like if I can't if I came across one of these you know uh, PCB memory loader uh uh you know cards like for, no matter what system for you know fifteen twenty bucks yeah I'd grab one. But I'm not going to go after, you know, I'm not going to, you know, save up the 140 bucks and buy one. I have so much fun collecting. I just don't see myself getting one. Even if I really want to play the game, you know, and I have to, you know, if it's something like a, a little Samson or a Flintstones 2 right now, if I have to save up for six months, a year even, I'll, I'll do that. It's, it's just more fun to me. The whole experience of getting the game, not just uh, not just playing it. So do you think that these are uh, a useful tool for developers who want to play their game 
uh, before it's like, you know, a finished product, like on a PCB, like in Nintendo? Or do you think these are almost all going to people who want to throw ROMs on there, like legit ROMs or pirate ROMs and play them? I think most people are in that latter category, but people that do develop homebrew software do use it for that. I mean, they mm-hmm. use it to debug and to test on real hardware. So that would be the way that I would do the beta testing. That would be fun. Yeah, I mean, personally, I think at some point in time, I'm going to get either a power pack or a, they're working on an EverDrive for Famicom, so it's probably I'll go that route. But I'm also thinking I will probably pick up the one for the TurboGrafx PC Engine just because I would like to play some of those games, but I can get the translated copies. Do you know what I mean? The that, Turbo EverDrive? Yeah. yeah. So I want to play some of these Japanese games. I want them translated. I don't see anybody making reproduction hue cards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good point because almost everything else... I mean, like there, there's, I mean, there's a repro market. I, is there really a repro market for the 64 for the N64? I don't think anybody knows how to do them very well yet. You yeah, I haven't really seen any, but see yeah, what happens. Yeah, it's, but yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, NES. There's a good deal. Genesis. There's a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine, you know, anyone uh, really going after the Turbo Graphics that aggressively. Yeah, um, so, I mean, I'm working on kind of getting a PC engine set up. I've got the PC engine, so most of I'm going to try to get the CD and the whole thing together. But, um, yeah, I I don't I don't have any other way to play some of those <laughs> translated games. I mean, unless to emulate them, and I'd rather just have a flash card that I put in the system and play it that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get that. And I feel the same way about Famicom stuff, too. I mean, I would like... Some of these games I would really like to play them. Some of them maybe I could get a reproduction of. Some maybe I can't. So I would like to have an avenue where if I wanted to play them I can. Um, it just depends, I guess, on these. I'd also have some interest too. Like I know from time to time homebrew programmers like on Nintendo Age or something will post, hey, I'm looking for beta testers. So I'd also like to be able to jump in some of that. would be fun. Yeah, I can completely understand that. That uh, that would be probably the one reason that I'd be interested in picking one up myself. Or like demos. I mean, there's like that Super Bat Puncher homebrew that there's a demo out for. I'd really love to play that. It looks like fun, yeah. Yeah, so I'll probably go down that road at some point in time. I don't know. We'll see. That probably wraps up Flash Carts and their ilk, right? Now you're going to dive into the unmentionable? <sighs> yeah. I'm going to mention right off the bat, though, that Bill added these pieces. <laughs> <laughs> why is why is that bear uh, pointing out? He's, uh, he's already lost uh, enough respect points this episode. Yeah. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> you brought up the big E, Bill. I put up, yeah, I put a question that uh, deserved a discussion, even though you're uh, not comfortable with so it. So drag them out, Bill. Drag out your questions. Is emulating wrong? Here's a trick question. Emulating what? Hardware or software? Emulating software. Yes. Okay, next emulating, question. Emulating <laughs> hardware. No. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute. So emulating hardware. So how, how do you mean? Do you mean by grabbing uh, like, a, like a dual FAMI uh, clone? Yes. Like a FAMI clone, is... I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay. Um, but 
So grabbing a piece of hardware that does what the original hardware does, but is a physical piece of hardware, you're cool with that. Yes. And you're not cool with loading up a ROM into software and playing it. Like on a PC? Right. Nope. <laughs> what if you're what if you're a beta tester? That's different. You're doing it for a cause, but it's eventually going to come out legitimately. Well, yeah, so so you're okay playing it on a PC if you're beta testing and working on something that will come out on a cart. I'll be honest, I've never done it because I would rather get like a flash card. <laughs> as long as the ends justifies the means. I suppose I would. I mean, if I like, like if John called me and was like, oh, I've decided to do another Nintendo game, I need a tester and I didn't have a flash card, I probably would, but. What if, uh, okay, so let's. Uh, uh... You didn't ask Krabby what he thought. I mean. Oh, I'm, I'm, I was, I was, uh, I had you on the stand. I was going for it. <laughs> going for He's throat. going for the kill. So, yeah. Well, I, I feel like uh, uh, for anyone who's probably listened to the show uh, for any, any amount of time or any number of episodes, um, Krabby is, uh, we, I don't know if we mentioned on the show before, but uh, me and Krabby have this kind of off-air ongoing discussion about downloadable games because <laughs> um, Krabby is so adamant about having a physical game whether it's a cart or a disc or or whatever um he he kind of has this fundamental problem with downloadable content in general is that fair to say crab yeah that's about right so um and you know we have this you know I'll, we'll have these random conversations where i'll say so crab like what do you think about super meat boy like you'll never get to play that do, do you think like i really think you'd like it and uh you know he he's told me yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I, I probably would like it. I just can't bring myself to play downloadable stuff. Hey. So I almost feel like I know where he stands in emulating, just, but let's, let's well, ask I was him. Say, just last week, I was, or two weeks ago, I guess, uh, I was down in Kelowna shopping at a game store and uh, I saw Journey on a disc. So Super Meat Boy might yes. make it there one day. You never know. It, 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 okay, so so here's the thing. Well, let's ask the question first. Krabby, how do you feel about emulating software? It sucks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Now, imagine that you are in my house. We have just finished a delicious uh, cut of brisket. <laughs> and we're all just happy and we're all going to sit down. And I say to you, Krabby, Super Meat Boy was released on a disc. Here is the disc. I put it in the system and I hand you a controller. You're totally cool playing that, right? <laughs> I'm guessing there's a big reveal after I'm done playing. <laughs> of course there is. But before the reveal, you're cool playing that? Uh, I'm cool pay- playing that because you paid for everything. I couldn't bring myself to part my own money for for a downloadable game. Gotcha. So, so yeah, spoiler alert. The big reveal was, <laughs> oh, I fooled him and it was really downloadable all along. I, I think the Sharpie on the CD that said <laughs> Super Meat Boy was probably the, <laughs> the giveaway. I told you guys the story about the kid who uh, gave me a Dragon Force uh, case. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know if I told you on there or not. It was uh, basically it was uh, this kid came over and had some like Saturn and Sega CD games, and he just held, he's like, "Hey, I got these games. Like, see if you want to buy them from me." And uh, I, I kind of I go through them and I see Dragon Force, and I don't show like my excitement. I was like, "Oh, cool, Dragon, that's pretty cool." And I open the case, and it's got the manual and the back art and everything, but there's a CDR in where the game's <laughs> supposed to be. And with Sharpie, it says "Ha ha, sucker" <laughs> or something like that. So. And then the Krabby eventually got me my uh, disc uh, on a local Kijiji, so uh, it all worked out in the See, end. <laughs> I, I go go to far lengths to replace those CDR games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's an incomplete. Yeah, there's an incomplete game like Krabby's. Uh, uh, like Spider Sense goes off. <laughs> a, a so again. All right. So so we know so we know Krabby does not 
enjoy the emulating of games. What about hardware? What about hardware, Crab? How do you feel about that? If it's not... So when you say hardware, you mean uh, any piece of hardware that plays legit uh, carts or discs, but is not the original company that manufactured it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a big fan of that either. I, I'm really stubborn. I like that licensed logo on the front, so... I'll pass. I, 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 yeah. I, I think me and you were in the same boat as far as uh, emulating hardware. Like, it drives me. Like, I, and if if you have one, that's totally cool. Like the twin fammies or like whatever the uh like the, uh like the ones that play the. I think there's like four or five different models out there that play different you know got, games from different I got systems. Yeah, twin fammy. Yep. It, yeah. So there's uh and then there's you know the Genesis ones and stuff. Oh, you're talking about like the I, retrons and all those things. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like those. So, I mean, if you have them, that's great. You love them. Like, I got no problem with that. I, I personally really, I don't have a problem with them, but I would not ever own one. I just want to remind everyone, I know I said it earlier, but uh, I realize that a lot of my likes and dislikes aren't always, don't always make sense, <laughs> but uh, yeah. that's just how they go. Yeah. And, and uh, like, it's weird because like for a, a pirate cart, like if someone's like, hey, this pirate cart's five bucks, even though I'm not really interested in it, yeah, I'd probably grab it because it's interesting and weird. If someone said, here's a twin family, you can have this, <laughs> I'd probably take it just be, and then I'd trade it immediately. That's what I've done in the it past, would go, yeah. All right. It would go if, if right on my If someone tells you that, Bill, card. I just want you to know, twin families are licensed hardware. So you're thinking, you're so, thinking I, of I, like the clone I, things. I keep saying twin family as like, as a, uh, uh, I keep switching the names yeah of these you're thinking yeah, like the twin... retrons and all those Cor- correct yeah. yeah twin family good every time i've said twin family so far i've meant retron yeah yeah i understand where you're coming from i'm just saying if someone tells you that just give it to me it's fine yeah <laughs> <I'll take it. laughs> um yeah the, yeah those retrons with the red three uh yeah, ports on like them the and the wireless super boy yeah. and all those things right yeah Superboy was actually something that uh a lot of people I knew were kind of excited about, oddly enough. I, I never was really into I played an early, uh, uh, like a pre-production model at uh, E3 a couple of years ago, and they definitely improved it uh, a lot since the one I played, but it's still something that I just am not terribly interested in. You know what I'm terribly yeah. interested in? A Neo <laughs> Geo X Gold. Those things look awesome. You mean you mean uh, the, uh, uh, now is it made by Neo yeah, Geo? Yeah, it's uh, partially licensed by SNK. So okay, so partially licensed. So they they partnered with someone else to to make it happen. So this, right? So so there's another hardware you know partner stepping in yeah. there, but you're totally cool with this thing because is if what if it didn't say Neo Geo on it? Would you still be cool with it if it was partially licensed? No, then licensed? I wouldn't want to have anything to do with it, even if it was the exact same, I, other than that stamp on the front. And and this is where me and you's uh, or mine and your to for proper English. Um, <laughs> Uh, we ain't got no power English here. Me and yous. <laughs> That's the this uh, the episode title. Me and yous and dude. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, um that's where our uh, sometimes illogical uh you know uh, tendencies that come out. Like I'm, I'm the same thing. Like I'm interested in it because it has the name on it. If it didn't, I wouldn't yeah. care. <laughs> I'll pay money for that. Yeah, and I I mentioned it on the forums a long time ago too. Um, I was having a discussion with Tinstar about Final Fantasy Nine and uh, or not Final Fantasy Nine, sorry, uh, Mega Man Nine. And I was saying how much I love the game and how much it hurt me to that that's for anyone that doesn't know, that's the only downloadable game I've ever paid money for in my life. Uh, DLC. including DLC. Well whoa, 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 to be fair, you really should say it's the first 
downloadable game. Sure. It's, uh, so oh. I didn't actually pay money for it either. Someone <laughs> gave me the Wii Points card for free that I used. Does that somehow make it that better? That does make it better. <laughs> and uh, he didn't personally endorse yeah, it. I, I, I would literally pay like a crazy amount of money, like two, 300 bucks to get that game on a disc rather than pay five bucks to download it. Well, why don't you call Capcom up? Let them know. Because <laughs> I don't think I can drum I'm up enough sales that they'll break even, even at that <laughs> high price. Okay. Um, wow. Now, you had one other thing on here, Bill, when we're talking about emulation. You want to crank yeah, that so, one out? Right. So, uh, well, for, so as far as emulators go, I mean, obviously, everyone's going to have their own opinion on them. I, like, I used to use them. I kind of feel weird about them now. I don't really mess with them anymore. But uh, I was just wondering, since, uh, you know, when you talk about the, the legalese of things... Um, one of the, you know, the loopholes that emulators fall into is, uh, you know, it's kind of like that gray area of like, you know, you get a back with something you own. So in the legal speak, it's, it's commonly, uh, uh, believed that, uh, or, you know, kind of in the community that if you own a copy of the game, it's also okay to, you know, own a copy of the ROM and emulate it if you so choose. So if you're emulating, and this is not a question for the two guys who are on air with me, this is more a question for <laughs> the world, but. <laughs> If you are a person who is okay using an emulator, and you know that's your choice, does owning the game make any difference to you at all? Like I know the law is one thing, but then there's also people who just kind of, you know, believe that like like you know there's some people who like I want to support the whether it's the person who's you know uh uh you know trading this game who's like trying to get the legit things like out in the marketplace. You could just want to be giving that person money, not even the developer. But uh, like you want to own a copy of the game for whatever reason, are there is there anyone out there who will not play a game in an emulator that they don't own? That's really what I'm curious about. Hmm. That's a good question. I I don't know. Because uh, there was a guy a, a couple of years ago on some podcast I was listening to who was two or three games away from a complete NES collection, and someone made the joke like you're like one of the only guys who can have the emulator <laughs> with all the games. And, like, <laughs> FBI breaks the door down and he's like, "Nope, I'm they're good. all right there." <laughs> <laughs> so I just was curious if anyone uh, uh, you know actually has that like someone's like, "Oh, can we load up a uh, uh, let's load up Little Samson and play it?" And you're like, "Uh, no." I actually don't have that one yet, so I'm not going to be able to. No, no, no. It's right on your multi. No. Not yet. No. Sorry. Uh, now, you had one other thing on there about, um, like, arcade cousin stuff, right? Yeah. Now, I mean, we're mostly uh, console people, but uh, uh, partially in honor of uh, our arcade uh, friends who are, you know, who frequent the site, but also. Um, there's a couple of uh, scores uh, that we had uh, uh, earlier uh, where a couple of arcade boards got thrown in there, which yeah. made me happy. It got me thinking about MAME. Mm. Um, so MAME, uh, if you're not familiar, is a uh, it's an arcade, uh, a multiple arcade machine emulator program that's designed to – because obviously there's there's multiple types of arcade boards out there, whether it be JAMA or – you know, um, uh yeah, the Naomi, like the Sega style boards. So there's a lot of different style boards. And so this main project uh, was started a long time ago to be able to have one program to emulate all of them. That way you didn't have to have like 72 different uh, arcade emulators. And it's constantly being updated and the ROM list is, you know, being updated. So um, that was something that I dabbled with a little bit back when I was uh, doing, uh, you know, a little bit of my, in my emulator days. Uh, but uh, I, I was, I'm just curious how people feel about about MAME as an emulator because obviously if you're going to go out and buy a copy of Super Mario Brothers on the Nintendo, it's going to cost you a couple bucks. 
Um, you know, unless you want to buy a box copy, costs a little bit more. But you can buy a lot of NES cards for a few dollars and play them in your in your home system. It's not as easy to you know buy, have a large arcade collection without spending a lot of dollars, especially if you want you know a nice shape or you know, like original hardware. So I was curious how the arcade folks feel about running Mame, um, so a multiple arcade machine emulator on a PC. Uh, and then if it makes a difference for those people, whether or not you're running that just off a PC that you're sitting at your desk at, or if you've like fully built one of those main uh, cabinets that has like full arcade joysticks and buttons and coin operated doors and everything. If, if making that experience is as authentic as possible makes any difference in your mind when you think about whether or not you're using an emulator, because you're kind of like recreating that same experience. Now, I think I'm going to surprise you, Bill. Uh Oh, <laughs> I like MAME. He loves it. Uh, and I've used it quite a bit. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Has anyone told you that it's a software emulator? <laughs> no, well, it's a hardware emulator. You're, well, kind of, come on. Right? Come on now. If you put come it in on. an arcade cab, really? <laughs> okay, I mean, the way I look at this one, though, is... Yeah, I can go buy carts for... I mean, I'm a console collector. I don't... I'm not going to collect arcade games. You're crazy. Right. They wouldn't fit in my house. I have no, and to me, they're totally different. I have no problem with Mame. I like playing so, them. I, so, so this brings a very interesting, uh, and, and we'll get to yeah. you, Krabby. I promise. Now, do you think that your feelings on console emulators, so console based emulators, are based largely due to the type of console collector that you are? Oh, I'm sure it has everything to do with it. <laughs> so so that's the thing. So you're not opposed to emulators because of any other reason besides that they degrade the originality of your collection. No, they degrade the experience. Okay. Because if I'm on a MAME cab and it's still joysticks and buttons, that's the same experience. Okay. So crab, have you have you ever I was just gonna to kinda mirror uh, Duke's uh, answer there. I think I'm not going to surprise you in any way here. <laughs> um, so you have never touched me. I actually have never touched a meme cabinet. No. Uh, have you ever uh, uh, just, uh, and, and obviously not being an emulator fan, you've never downloaded a copy just to run on your computer just for fun to see what it's no. all about. I really, uh, the only time I spend on my computer is to post on forums or record podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> And to yeah. trade uh, Canadian stocks. No, you post all your YouTube vids, yeah, That's right? true. Yeah, I'm getting into the YouTube. But uh, I've got two arcade machines at home, and I'm okay with uh, swapping a board out. Like, I'll, I'll replace a JAMA board and put a new one in to play the game. But I've got to have the boards, at least. Um, I Yeah, I don't I don't feel comfortable with the MAME, just like I don't feel comfortable with the emulation. I'd... So I'm curious. So so you have a, so you have a couple JAMA. Is, are both your machines JAMA? No, one's JAMA, one's Naomi. Yeah, I thought you had a. Was it a tennis? Yeah, uh, Virtua Tennis. Virtua Tennis. That's right. So, so here, so one of my questions as a, as an arcade uh, novice is, so obviously JAMA is just the style of the board, right? Yeah. But if there's games that require different types of control, like you know a different button layout or anything like that, like how do you deal with that having like a physically like fixed control scheme? Um, there's with my like my JAMA machine is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, there's specific boards that are just as easy as swapping out. Um, like I could swap out the Simpsons or something like Sunset Riders with it quite easily. 
um, something else that has like more buttons or just a more complicated board, um, I can't switch that with my machine. So my solution would be to buy a better machine that could swap the headboard <laughs> out and then I'd have two JAMA machines in my house so that I could play different types of games. Oh, so, so JAMA uh, boards are not all compatible with um, It's just with the controls and stuff. Because my Turtles machine is the original, I wouldn't want to drill new holes for controls and stuff because I'd be messing up the, the artwork. Sure. Yeah, JAMA is just the connector harness yeah. standard, right? So here's my question then. Um, if you were to construct a JAMA arcade machine of your own, mm -hmm. would you be okay with swapping out lots of different JAMA boards? Uh, yeah, I think I could live with that. That'd be my compromise. Hmm. Okay. So, so if so, let's say locally you're you're on Kijiji and someone says, "Hey, uh, really good condition, empty coin-operated uh, arcade cabinet, fifty bucks. Like it's pretty much just a shell. Maybe it has a, a nice working monitor in it too." So that's something that you would go after and possibly just throw uh, some extra jammas in it if you had the uh, time or the space. Fifty bucks, yeah. My my ideal solution would l literally be to buy that other machine though, like a themed actual um, uh, original machine with all the original artwork and stuff on it. That'd be my preferred mm -hmm. method, but for fifty bucks, I, I wouldn't pass up that and make it work. Gotcha. But but even though it's it's like an authentic piece of hardware, uh, you know, as far as like being like the cabinet, the monitor, the controls. You would never run a PC in that machine because it's not authentic no, to you. I'd, I'd rather not. Gotcha. Okay, good. Well, I think we've had a pretty spirited discussion <laughs> and talking about a lot of things here today. As always, we love hearing from you folks to find out how you guys feel about it. So make sure that you post, uh, catch us on Twitter, whatever it is. Let us know what you think, and um, we'll be um, we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks, everybody. You've, um, gosh, wasted another inordinate amount of time listening to another collector cast. <laughs> yep. um, uh, don't forget, you can find us in a couple different places. Uh, we, uh, we, you can find us on our website, collectorcast.com. We're on Twitter, CollectorCast, Facebook, CollectorCast. Uh, search for it on YouTube. We might be bringing some of these episodes over to the popular Crabmaster channel coming up soon, so you can find it in a couple different places. So popular. Uh, not too yeah. long. Yeah. AOL keyword collector cast. That's right. Um, look it up on your interwebs. Uh, and um, finally, Stitcher Smart Radio. Just go to stitcher.com forward slash RF Generation and please put in the promo code RF Generation. We appreciate it. Now we got to sneak in. I just last minute as we're wrapping this up, I get the message that we had one more donor. The impeccable Mr. Zag Norch decided to, um, to donate. And he donated at the $25 level. So what does the $25 level earn him for the next show, guys? More importantly, what does it earn everybody else? <laughs> That's right. Some it, delight, It earns right? everyone an extra 30 minutes on the next recording. I think so. <laughs> Maybe. So for the next episode, we're, we're already kind of wrapping this one up. So, Zag Norch, on the next episode, you've hit the level. We will be talking about all of your scores 
no matter how minute or nerfy um, <laughs> on, on the next episode. So congratulations. Thank you very much for your donation. And um, don't forget, all of you guys can go out there and donate too. So, um, so Bill, thanks Yo. for sitting in for another one of these monsters. Absolutely. And um, if we make it through the apocalypse, I'll see you on the other side. I'm sure we will. I have no doubt. And Krabby, happy Boxing Day, whatever that is, yeah, coming up soon. That's pretty soon. That's that's like my, my Black Friday. I'll go spend some more money that I don't have. Hey, it sounds like a plan. But people have giving you money on Christmas, right? So yeah, you mm. know, Grandma sends some in the Christmas cards. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't think um, I don't think Canadians believe in the Mayans, so you got nothing to worry about. Um, you'll be good. Yeah, I don't think apocalypses uh, affect us up here. We're too far away. That's right. Um, so when the four horsemen come, they'll just they'll forget about you. Don't worry about yeah. it. Um, but thanks again for um, taking the time to be on the show. Love doing it. And um, we'll talk to all of you next month.